Do 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 do. <laughs> That's more like ending music, right? Bum, 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 bum. There you go. I, I mean, I guess I guess we're ending the this part of us not being live anymore, right? So that counts. What do you in mean? In a way. Hmm. Anyways, hey now, it's your boy PSA Sitch here with another Sunday Sunday live stream with everyone's favorite ending music harmonicist, Adam Friended Forever. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing fan fucking tastic. <laughs> How are you? Thank God we're putting 2020 to bed. The worst year of my entire I life. No, we're Holy moving on. Cow. And it's finally over and we can only hope. Well, we won't hope. We will know. We will put out our positive intentions in the universe. That's right. For 2021 will be the year, the year that the world gets better. It has to. It's <laughs> only up from here. That's My true. My God, 2020, an election year in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> it's only going to get better. That's true. I don't think That's it true. could get much worse. Yeah, no, exactly. No. Anyways, how are you doing today, Adam? How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're doing good. That's Speaking good. of 20, well, well, first of all, we should. Nathan Margolis uh, has a clips channel going. I forgot to give him a shout out last time, so I feel bad. So subscribe to Nathan Margolis's Clips channel. He's, he clips out a bunch of great stuff of us. So if you want the bite-sized stuff you can share with friends, obviously, head on over there. Link in the description. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm doing great. I mean, I had a happy happy holidays. How how was your holidays? I guess Hanukkah is technically over before Christmas before Christmas even begins. Is that how it works? <laughs> how lame! I'm like the worst Jew. I don't celebrate mm. Hanukkah or anything. It's just like, oh, it's Hanukkah. Like it's so funny. I have I have Christian friends that are like, Happy Hanukkah, and I'm like, oh, today was Hanukkah. What? Like, <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Look, it's the 21st century, Jews. Okay, it's time to get on the solar calendar. Okay, maybe the lunar calendar made sense 4,000 years ago when you did your crops, about you know, according to moon cycles or whatever. But it's time to get on the solar calendar and have your holidays be on the same time every year like the rest of the world, okay? Throwing it out there. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's that's a good thing it. to do. Solar anyway, calendar. I hope you all had a happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry I'm Christmas. I'm obligated to say that as the, the person who plays the conservative on the show, even though everyone <laughs> knows I'm like... That's right. A, yeah. I a bleeding heart liberal. There's a war on Christmas going on. All these liberal elites saying happy holidays. I'm sickened. I'm disgusted, Adam. Merry Christmas. This is America, damn it. I don't know if you can see. I got a Baby Yoda sweatshirt for Christmas, which is awesome. I'm only allowed to wear this a couple days a year in Southern California, so <laughs> I'm wearing it today. I doubt I'll make it through the stream with it, but you guys can see it. Uh, so today, there was a very, very, very interesting interview <clears throat> that we actually talked about at the end of last stream. Uh, Bass, I'm sorry, I got totally distracted. Bass, <laughs> B O B A Sob Shadow. I'm going to say badass son of a bitch shadow for $50. Thank you. Says Sitch play Mass Effect. I might have to because you just gave me $50 to do it. Yeah, Mass Effect. Awesome. I do own I've it. A friend of mine got it, to too. Me, got it for me. Last Hanukkah, I think. <laughs> I never played it because I'm a bad friend. But uh, okay, awesome. Anyway, uh, last stream, uh, me and Adam, at the end of it, we started talking about this really crazy, very interesting interview that uh, Viva Fry did with Alan Dershowitz. Viva LaFry? 
Viva Fry. Isn't what I what did I say? <laughs> Someone in the comments last time was giving you a hard time that you always say Viva La Fry. I said Viva, Viva Fry. Viva La Fry sounds better. Anyway, is there Viva a law Fry. There? Is there where am I adding a law from? I don't know. I said it right this time. You just throw me off. Viva, Viva La Fry. Fry. I don't know where the fuck the law came from, okay? Maybe because it's like law, like he's a lawyer. Ah, that's what I'm going to say it is, okay? Viva Law Fry. <laughs> that would make more at sense. At a very interesting interview with infamous, controversial, or possibly famous, depending on your point of view, uh, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, who's most notable for defending O.J. Simpson, defending Jeffrey Epstein, and even defending, uh, more recently, Donald Trump. Donald saying Trump, that he yeah. should not be impeached. But then he kind of fell out of favor with a lot of uh, Trump crowd because he also said that he thinks the government has every right to inject you with whatever vaccine they want. So he's yes. all over the place. He's not playing to the crowd. He's definitely a no. contrarian to the core, which is one he's of the reasons why I just I don't want to like him. But contrarians, <laughs> I'm just I can't help myself. Contrarians underdogs i just i have an affinity for him yeah adam is a natural rebel and anyone else that's a rebel he's just like i know i know the guy who stands up to the crowd and says fuck all of you (laughs) right before they tear him limb from limb for for any reason for any reason he can be the worst person on the planet adam's like i like that guy (laughs) i can't help it (laughs) so let's get into the video what do you say you don't have free will is that what's happening you can't help it i i i on very good days, I have free will. Not That's every right. day. Not every day. It's tough out there, guys. Anyway, Save I don't know if we're going to get through the entire interview, but if we don't, check it. Check out the rest on Viva Fry's channel. It's really good. So we'll see how much we get into it. Lawsuit. We're going to talk about that, uh, but it's going to be amazing, and you're going to enjoy it. And without further ado, I'm bringing him in. The man of the hour, Alan Dershowitz. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, David, for having me on. I'm not used to Saturday night YouTube television. This is new for me, too, at 82 years old. But, hey, if you want to stay young, you have to stay relevant. So here I am. You know what's amazing? I never fully appreciate Finally, someone that makes me feel young. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, real reason Adam won. I love it. He's like, I love oh, it. <laughs> I'm not the oldest boomer in the room anymore. Oh, Look at so that. Nice. 82 years young and he's still kicking that's right still kicking ass still yelling at the chat fuck you (laughs) fuck you little kids this this may be the only interview i've seen where an 82 year old man yells and gets in arguments with the youtube chat he goes full andy warski here it's great (laughs) i love it i don't want to say how old you are but you're old, and I didn't realize you were 81 years old at the time you, you did the Senate hearing. I mean, the, the Senate argument, it was, I, th- I think 80 is the new 70 or the new 60, but no idea. For anybody who didn't know, Alan Dershowitz was born in 1938. That's a long well, time know, ago. I'm, I'm very proud that I was the youngest professor of law ever in Harvard's history, and then the oldest person ever. Is that ever a good move to, to open your interview with, like, look how old you are? <laughs> I know, Exactly. Viva definitely, like, backhanded compliment there, huh? You're so fucking old, dude. Look at you. (laughs) I can't believe you're even alive still. This guy's going to live to be 100. Your faculties deteriorate. 
start deteriorating around your 50s. And I just like, he's made it 30 years and he's still sharp as a tack, which right. I don't know. Well, that's awesome. It, it seems like the most contentious and cantankerous people just, they like the energy of anger and contention. <laughs> it just drives like, them. Propel, yeah, it drives their life force. It just propels them beyond the limits of mortal men. I'm too fucking angry to die. (laughs) I got too many people to curse out. Man too angry to die. True. Issues that we're going to be discussing. Look at Adam. Adam. Classic Adam. (laughs) How are you doing? Alan Dershowitz was born in 1938. That's a long time ago. I'm very proud that I was the youngest professor of law ever in Harvard's history and then the oldest person ever to argue for a president on the floor of the senate so i'm happy that the parentheses around my my life have uh extended from being the youngest to the oldest let's hope i can continue to be the oldest doing a lot of other things we'll see so now now you actually got into the first question which i want to start i like to get into the person a little bit we're not going to spend an hour on your personal history you know where you're from but where are your parents from are you are you first generation second generation american my grandparents came over from Poland, from Galicia, uh, at the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th century. My parents were both born on the Lower East Side, moved to the Williamsburg neighborhood of Brooklyn, and then the modern Orthodox Jewish neighborhood of Borough Park, where I grew up, went to Yeshiva High School, then went to Brooklyn College, and after Brooklyn College, I then went on to Yale Law School and Harvard. And I was listening to an interview you gave with, I think it's called Hard Talk. And you mentioned that you were the youngest professor ever tenured at Harvard at the age of 25. No, at 25, I was hired to be an assistant professor on the tenure track. I didn't get tenure until I was 28, uh, two and a half years later. But uh, still, that was the youngest ever in the history of Harvard Law School. And um, then I stay there for 50 years and retired when I was 75. So you can see Viva constantly looking down at the chat with this grimace look on his face like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What are you guys doing to me? You're murdering me here. You know, you start off nice. You know, he's, you know, he has all these bona fides for being the youngest to do X, the oldest to do X. Getting tenure at 28 is very impressive at Harvard Law School. You know, you got to get all the niceties out of the way before you start you to do. shiv someone in the back with the cold blade of the chat questions. This is uh, this is what what we do as well. You got you got to be you got to be nice to people, okay? If you want him to open up, you got to be nice to people, and he does open up in this interview mm-hmm. a, a lot, so it's great. And if, to explain to everybody out there, w- would the age of your tenure be more shocking or less shocking if it were today? Probably more shocking today. In, in math, people get tenure very young in physics, but not in law. In law today, I don't think anybody gets it less than 35, 34. Uh, in, in those days, if you wrote two or three really, really impressive law review articles, uh, you could get it. And I had, I'm a writer. I've been writing all my life. I've written 45 books, thousands of articles. Even when I was at law school, I wrote law review articles as a student. And that brought me to the attention of the Harvard faculty. And then when I got to Harvard, I wrote a couple of very always controversial, but inf- influential law review articles. And that got me tenure. I was also a very good teacher. So that helped. Well, and we're going to get into some of your controversial writings, one of which, and I'm seeing it in the chat, 
about lowering the age of consent and we'll get there we'll get there in due time please yeah now how um <laughs> do they ever i don't think they ever get to that they get distracted. they do no they totally do they talk about it part. yeah he's saying lower the age of consent? of consent i think it should be raised <laughs> <laughs> no i i'm not i i think the age of consent is fine right where it is that's like it's like they're, a toxic question on on the internet. You can't even debate it about is, that. It is the thing that the <laughs> the thing that he was arguing for, and this is how the social justice guys totally take this out of context because mm -hmm. it's really evil when girlfriend seventeen, boyfriend just turns eighteen. Now the boyfriend is in jail for statutory rape. Right, right. <laughs> So in a lot of places, they have these Romeo and Juliet laws, which it's like, okay, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be like five years older or 10 years older. Yeah, I think or something it's five like years that. apart or something generally. Yeah. So it's, yeah. so it's definitely not like the older guy skeezing on the high school girls. Right. But the, the boyfriend girlfriend thing is just, oh God, cause it destroys their lives and they're mm -hmm. just kids. So, so obviously I'm in favor of those, those Romeo and Juliet laws. But I think the age of consent should be 30. 30? Oh, that's... 30, yeah. <laughs> if you want to have that's, sex before 30, you need, a, you need your parental permission slip, right? That makes sense. That's depressing. <laughs> really? Adam, I'm trying to build a just society here, okay? We can't have all these kids all willy-nilly having sex with each other. So irresponsible. The world has changed so much since I was in the dating game. I just, I can't I imagine being in the dating game in this environment because this environment mm. is just it's scary it's scary as hell you worried about getting a bad uh, tinder review i didn't even know tinder had reviews <laughs> is that <laughs> what, what if on what if on tinder you had like stars next to your name that were like by previous partner <laughs> that some girl tried to set up a a like yelp s sort of tender where you oh, could really okay yeah where you could call out guys who you know uh had <laughs> pumped and dumped as the kids say there you go uh, there had you sex go. with a girl and ghosted her yes so you could get a bunch of yelp reviews if that's what you were doing so put them on the list it might have that might actually help though because some girls you know some girls just want casual sex so they'd go to the yelp reviews they'd say oh this guy is not looking for anything serious <laughs> yeah it's a way it's a way different environment now with the internet has completely changed everything in scary ways so i'm glad i'm married let's just put it well, that way you know i guess the the, the classic example is what was, was it was aziz right who had a bad date yes yeah yeah the girl wrote about <laughs> it as if he was some sort of like sexual assaulter so that's yeah. always a concern now is like oh if you have a bad date is it going to be considered sexual assault like what's happening yeah regretful sex is rape now that's yes. basically how the woke people have set it up yeah Sad. Does that count if, like, if the guy has regretful sex? If he's like, "Oh God, I never should have done that." No, it only it only works. For she women. raped me. It only works for women. Guys can't be raped, silly. What are you talking about? Really? That's very. They can't be raped by another you. man. They can't be raped by a woman. That's a very unwoke of you. Of course, men can be raped. No, that's very How woke. sexist. That that's but that is the the woke meant the woke idea is sexist. It's you know it's always oh the, the woman is generally the victim ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah, wokeism is female supremacy. Um, how do you get into criminal law if you're a professor at Harvard? 
Well, I always wanted to be a criminal lawyer. I didn't know there was any other kind of lawyer. You know, I didn't grow up with lawyers. I grew up uh, with people who are not professionals. Everybody in my neighborhood uh, had a store or worked. Uh, we didn't have any lawyers. And the only lawyers I knew were from radio and television, criminal lawyers. And, of course, I was going to be a defense lawyer. I wasn't going to be a prosecutor. In fact, I always <laughs> teased Rudy Giuliani. I knew he was going to be a prosecutor because in Brooklyn, he rooted for the New York Yankees. And I, of course, rooted for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and the Dodgers always lost, and the uh, Yankees always won. So, you know, I was going to be... See, Dershowitz knows. He's like, yeah, I root for the underdogs. Anyone who's losing, I'm there rooting for them. <laughs> it's a personality type. It is. Yeah, it is. You can't it help is. yourself. Be a defense lawyer. Never occurred to me to be anything but a defense lawyer, a civil liberties lawyer, a human rights lawyer to help defend the poor, to help defend people accused of crime. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do. I never cared about money. I never wanted to be a money lawyer of any kind. How, how can you not like that, Sitch? Like he's fighting for the poor and oppressed. But, well, I find this interview very interesting because it, whenever people in an interview reveal like their underlying rationalizations while trying to defend themselves without really realizing it, I think that's incredibly fascinating. But it, it's as you said, to me, it's very clear that Dershowitz has this personality type. He enjoys being the, you know, the shield against the mob. He enjoys being the rebel. He enjoys saying, oh, if everyone doesn't like this person, I'm going to be the one to defend them, right? Like he gets off on mm -hmm. this for whatever. Yeah, that's totally. That's personality type. And, and we in society, we obviously need people like this. But part of what's interesting to me is that instead of maybe being aware that like, Oh, well, this is my personality type and that's just who I am. Instead. It's like, he's created this moral system after the fact to kind of justify the way that he already is. <laughs> it's so true. And, but so and he true. doesn't realize it. So he thinks that the moral system is what leads him to the behavior when it's really the reverse of that. You can't know this. He's he's flying. We know too this. Close what to... do you mean? We're t we're talking about it right now. No, no. I'm saying he himself can't know this. Like this is these are these are things that you don't want to know about your personality, especially if you're in the situation that you're well, in. Well, I guess that's you know that's generally true, sure. But you have to have the courage, yeah. the strength, the wisdom, the enlightenment to look. How can you be the? How can you? How can you be the hero of your own movie if you accept the 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 framing that we're giving this situation? <laughs> you can't. You, in order to be the true. hero of your own true. movie, you have to, you have to construct this narrative. The movie has to be about you. True, I guess that's fair. Guess so that's he's fair. he's building up this movie mm -hmm. where he's where he has free will and he's not just living <laughs> out his personality type. <laughs> he, he is, he is. I like I like tech is it, for one dollar. Is, is, is it bad that I uh, that I. I empathize with him, I guess, on just a personality type. Like I don't I I could never do any of the things that he's doing. Like mm -hmm. I would I would lose sleep at night and I feel like I under like the the framing that you're giving the situation is the same type of framing that I have for my own life, obviously. So I'm I'm hyper self aware that I couldn't do this type of things. There's certain things that I don't think you can do if you're a very self aware person. Right. Yeah. So you, what, you don't think you could be a criminal defense attorney if you're a self-aware person? Hell no. <laughs> Helping OJ go free? He killed two people. He killed two people in cold blood. 
He and he laughed about it. Not only that, he had no remorse, no regret. He wrote a fucking book about it. Yep. He's yes. kind of an insane person, yeah. Don't you feel like you'd be going, oh man, I fucked up? <laughs> like, wouldn't you have any kind of remorse? Well, it's interesting. You'll see, like, throughout the interview, he's kind of like trying to, uh, I don't know, shift culpability. Yes, blame or they fucked up. For, he says they know, fucked this. up. Like, they're the ones that because... I didn't fuck up. They fucked up. It's very clear in this conversation that he believes OJ and Jeffrey Epstein were guilty. So he's not even yes. operating under <laughs> they thinks they're innocent. Yes. So you you understand that though you you the capacity of people to lie to themselves is ever present. Like one of the interesting things about our show and just analyzing people is they are constantly lying to themselves. Right. We, we did the video on uh, Thought Slime and Kyle Rittenhouse, and Kyle he was on Twitter talking about how nobody understood his argument. And we're like, yeah, we totally understand your <laughs> argument. What the fuck are you talking about? Your argument is simple. There are a bunch of people on the internet that want to believe he's guilty, and you're going to cater to those people. You're going to suck them <laughs> off every single day for views I don't think and that's money. What he was referring to when he said nobody understands my argument, but well, <laughs> I mean, we understand his. We understand like what's really going on in that. Video. Yes, yes, yes. What's really going on? I don't understand but, what but his can, argument was. The the only point of me bringing this uh, up is there's two situations here. Thought slime mm -hmm. has to engage the idea that the world exists as we are laying it out, that there are a bunch right. of people out there that want to believe certain things. They aren't getting those beliefs from the mainstream media because they're factually incorrect. <laughs> so they go to the internet and they search for somebody who's going to validate those things that they want to believe. And they find thought slime. Oh yes. Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Great. We all know, look, he's c connecting the dots for us. This is great. Right. Mm -hmm. That that's the world that we live in. Uh, but I'm not convinced that Thought Slime can accept that that's the world that we live in. And of course, because he can't it. Of course yes, not. because he has no self -awareness. It, it takes him like all of a sudden he's not the hero, right. like making arguments that the mainstream media is afraid to make. <laughs> now all of a sudden he's lying for internet bucks. He's literally he's literally deceiving people for money. That's it, it, not it is, a hero. It is pretty genius, even though I think it's. Uh, like an unconscious level. It is pretty genius to try to construct an argument where you say, okay, if we throw out all the relevant facts of the case that prove me wrong, <laughs> I can somehow be right. Yes. Yeah, totally. And to act like those, those relevant facts don't exist and everyone hasn't seen them a million if times. If I can throw out all the events that happened leading up to Kyle being, you know, in this situation, if I could throw out all those events and then concentrate on a bunch of other stuff that has nothing to do with anything, it proves that he's actually guilty. But, but Dershowitz is doing a very similar thing. Don't you think? I mean, cause he's shifting. He's like, uh, what I'm, I know I'm lying to people, but they're supposed to catch me and they're not, they're the ones that are doing a bad right. job. Well, I, yeah, I guess it is similar. I mean, the difference is, Thoughtslime is doing it. F I mean, I guess Thoughtslime is doing it for himself, but he's also providing the service for his audience. Uh, he's giving them bullshit arguments for them to latch onto, to yeah, to make elsewhere, so they can adhere to their shitty communist worldview. But with Dershowitz, it's really just he's just doing this for himself. I don't think anyone was like latching onto these arguments. I don't know. I I feel like the black community was super stoked that OJ got off. Like they all thought he was guilty, but they. They is had, it true now? I feel like that might have been true then. I don't feel like 
I'm very curious what a poll well, would was, be now. Then, then it very much seemed that yeah. way. Like I interacted with people who were who were saying, "Yeah, of course he's guilty," but white people have been getting away from with this for years. <laughs> like, of course, like we want one. Now we have a rich black person that got away with it. This proves that's fair, right? <laughs> I mean, in the same way that Barack Obama being president proves that a black man can be president, uh, this proves that a rich man can murder someone and get away with it. A black rich man can murder someone and get away with it. It's yeah. unfortunate because I wonder. I bet none of this racial dynamic with OJ at the time would have existed if, and this is so, this is what's so fucked up about our society. If Nicole had been black instead of white, I don't think any of this weird oh, racial yeah. dynamic would have existed. I think everyone's no. like, yeah, he's probably guilty. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so sad. It's very sad. <laughs> I like uh, Tech Priest $1 says, Alan Dershowitz is very sharp and vigorous for a 286 year old. You guys <laughs> are just jealous. True, true. I hope I'm, I'm that I'm sharp jealous. at 286. Hell yeah. Uh, Paradox for $5 says, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year's, boys. Thank you, Paradox. Let's cut to the chase. Is Dershowitz going to be asked some pointy questions about his involvement with Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, yes. Yes, he is. That, oh, must, yes. be, that must be where he gets his vitality from, all those, all those <laughs> nights on Ep Epstein's island. No, Adam. Okay, you see... This is how drinking the blood work, okay? of seventeen-year-old virgins. This is how the psychic vampires work. Okay, they drain, they drain the, the the life energy out of these underage girls. Okay, it's true. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, uh, but no, I have to give Viva Fry like I give him so much, so much credit for this interview. Uh, it's very he's he's a very interesting dude because his like kind of the way he comes off, the way he talks, his body language. It's like very nervous ish ish sort of. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he <laughs> he is not afraid of anything. He does not pull any punches in this interview. He asks Alan Dershowitz very tough questions, very hard questions. He is not afraid to go into these places. So I give him so much credit for this interview. Yeah, this interview is amazing. If we had a mainstream media that actually covered interesting things, they, there would be ink on this interview in the New York Times. I don't know why there wouldn't be. That's, That's fascinating. a great point. I didn't even think about that. This but is, they have this, this is, separation. They do the same thing. Like the Hollywood mindset is the same. Oh, like you're a YouTuber. You know, call <laughs> me when you have like 20 million subscribers. Okay. You know, and this is guys that have like done low budget, uh, you know, action flicks and stuff. They're so, they want to make that divide between YouTube and, you know, the movie industry. Well, it's, it's kind it's of the, the same thing with journalism. Yeah. Exactly. It's, this it's the classic, oh, the independent versus the establishment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not a real person until you break into the establishment. Yeah. I can YouTube. I'm not going to put you the word YouTube in my New York Times article. People will think low of me. Well, and, and for, for the journalist, it makes even more sense because, you know, they feel that they're in direct competition with YouTube and Facebook for, uh, for information, really, for information sources. So they're not going to, why would, why would the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal say, oh, go check out this very interesting YouTuber instead of reading our articles? Like, they're never going to say that. I wonder, I haven't read any interviews with Alan Dershowitz in the New York Times. I'm just assuming that there probably are some. I wonder if any New York Times reporters got as deep as Viva Fry did. That would be an interesting compare and contrast because he, he I mean, does like part of, I think, Dershowitz mm -hmm. 
going as far as he did was him probably saying to himself, oh, this is YouTube, you know, whatever. I can I can relax. This isn't the <laughs> New York Times. They're not going to slaughter me here. I don't know. He, he had a... He had an interesting interview uh, with um, what's that guy's that CNN guy's name? Anderson mm. Cooper. Because, oh yeah. Uh, he Dershowitz famously defended Trump, uh, saying that he shouldn't have been impeached. Yeah. His claim was, "You can't impeach a president unless it's a crime." But the problem was that he apparently, <laughs> during Bill Clinton's impeachment, said the exact opposite. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> he said, "Of course you can impeach a president, even if they don't commit like a technical crime." It's impropriety, and so, right? And so uh, Anderson Cooper asked him about that. He said, "Were you wrong back then?" And then Alan Dershowitz gives like the perfect lawyer answer. Lawyer answer. He says, "I wasn't wrong at the time. I'm just far more correct now than I was then." Oh my God! <laughs> I was like, "Okay, snap!" That's I so know. good. What a good answer. <clears throat> Okay, so I mean, if you go back to the beginning, what was the first, called it controversial, one of the first more difficult defense cases you took on? Well, I took on a movie called I Am Curious Yellow, which was an anti-Vietnam film, which had some nudity in it, and it was banned. And I took that case up to the United States Supreme Court when I was just a lawyer for two or three years. And then I represented Hare, the, um, the play, and um, my first cases, my first major cases were all First Amendment freedom of speech cases. I represented Harry Reams, who was the first act. Remember when it used to be the left that gave a shit about free speech? No, I know. <laughs> it's totally switched. It's completely switched. And for remember, what appears to be arbitrary days. reasons. Yeah, I know. Remember those days? Jeez. When it was actually the church ladies that were the yes. ones that were, oh, there's nudity in your film about... A nudity in a movie? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Actor ever to be indicted for... It's so... This is the weird thing, though, because when the church lady comes out and gets upset about nudity in your movie, I get it. Like, I, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But when the, you know, pansexual with you know, uh, an OnlyFans account and, you know, uh, 25 furry boyfriends comes out and gets upset about whatever they're getting upset about. I think, what the fuck is happening here? What 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 world have I stumbled into, right? Well, there's a really gross story I was telling Adam about before the stream uh, where there was this girl who, she's 19 now, and I think she's been kicked out of her college um, because... When she was 14, she has sent a, a video around her private Snapchat when she just got her driver's license. And she said, like happily, uh, it was like a three second video where she said, I can drive now N-word with a soft day. Mm. And, and, she's then, and she's white, obviously. And she's white, yes, and she's white. And so there was this guy, there's this kid who's her same age, who has, who's half black, half white, and for some reason, he found this video many years ago, and he decided to sit on it. He's like, I'm going to hold this video and then release it at the most opportune time to, like, hurt this person. What a horrible person. Isn't, isn't this crazy? What and a then, terrible so, but, person. But here, here's where it gets even crazier, because the reason he decided to release it now, or whenever this happened, I think, which was in, in the summertime, it was because it was around uh, George Floyd, and she put out some, you know, 
posts on her social media supporting Black Lives Matter. And he was oh, like, how can you support Black Lives Matter when you said this five years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At a moment of exuberance <laughs> like, after you had just got your driver's license. Right. You're like, what the fuck? Like, that's in, like, like, that's so gross and disgusting. This is the society we live in. A 14-year-old says, you know, uses the N-word with a soft A, not even against a person. They're, they don't even mean On it. On Snapchat, sort of like, which is supposed to disappear. Right. Yeah. And, and they and they did it. And it's not even like they're not calling a person the N-word. They're using it in, a, in the colloquial sense of just like bros or homies or whatever. You know, totally not like malicious whatsoever. And this person sees it like, I'm just going to sit on this and release it. You know, fuck this person. How dare they? You know, it's so funny because it's like you think five years later, they're, they're saying they support Black Lives Matter. And you're like, oh, you know, maybe they've changed their mind, you know, or maybe they weren't ever racist. But this guy's like, nope, fuck them. Drop it. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just designed to like fuck over people's lives for fun. I mean, how is that not psychopathic? It is. It is psychopathic, and it's funny because there's a long New York Times article about it. And it's weird because a lot of people were framing it like the New York Times was congratulating this kid for doing it, and that's not how I read the article. The article seemed very neutral to me, like they're just explaining what happened. Um, and to me, it's funny because the article actually. And I think this was intentional, sort of makes the kid look really stupid and crazy because the, the article tells a story about how the, his father, who's white, um, was at a family gathering with his mom's family, who was black. And he said the N word with a soft A colloquially, too. Mm, and then wow. the family had to like say, like, oh, you shouldn't say that, even though you're married to like a black woman. So his own father did the same thing that this girl did. Wow. And yet, he, and yet, this kid is like just trying to destroy this girl's life. But they're just destroying someone's life for fun. Which, I mean, they get a sick. It's sick and twisted, but they get a kick out of it. I'm sure it's yeah, the same they, intuitions. He, I'm sure it's the same it's, intuitions that were at work in like the witch trials and stuff like that. Oh, look! I can exactly, point this guy out, and exactly and now he look, ha ha. But the girl probably did something that he didn't like. I mean, he wasn't. Was he just? I don't know. You said that. I, I don't know. The article doesn't say maybe, but it's yeah. really. Gr I'd like to see a study to show if there's any psychological benefit to viewing yourself as a victim. I would imagine that nothing but bad stuff comes from viewing yourself as the victim because it seems very clearly that this kid views himself as, oh, he's the victim of oppression because he's half black. And he's even in the article, he's like criticizing his father for not like appropriately understanding white privilege and shit. It seems like he's like a lot of like unresolved family issues and stuff. And so it's so easy for him to just see this as like, oh, I'm the victim of society and I'm teaching this person a lesson, lesson and I'm, you know, doling out justice and I'm making the world a better place. You know, I'm making the change in the world. And it's just scary. It's scary. It's disgusting. It really is. Yeah, you know who planted all that stuff in his head, right? Wokesters. Wokesters. <laughs> they totally yeah. did. Yeah, they set up this true. narrative in his head that he's completely oppressed. Yeah, bad news. Totally bad news. That's our storyline in 2021. We're going to see if uh, if Sitch is right. If um, if Joe Biden like opens up a big old happy, you know, open-handed slap <laughs> to the to the wokesters. Well, it <laughs> It's funny. A big because, old smack right across the face. Take that. It's AOC it, smack. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because it's actually it's actually sort of happening. Because I, I sent it's already happening. I, I sent Adam this that clip oh, I that know. was leaked. 
of Joe Biden yelling at uh, like the black civil rights leaders, like telling them, you know, that like, oh, he cares about racism, but you know, they need to stand behind him and stand with him and not like, you know, he, he really stood up to them. He did. Yeah. He was, I was, he was amazed. Not cow- he's not cowering. He was not giving in to any of their shit. So it was pretty impressive. He called himself a white boy, which I thought was pretty hilarious uh, in front of like <laughs> seven or eight black people. Like, I think he might've been the only, uh, the only white person in the room. He was. He, and it was funny yeah. because all the, like all the fucking leftists were crying about it. Kyle Kalinske yeah. was crying about it. Hassan, all the wokesters and the, and the commies, they're all crying about it. Of course. How dare Joe Biden, you know, yell at these black civil rights leaders. Oh my God. How dare he smack them around like the woke yep. fools they are. He was going at him about the defund the police stuff. He's like, you yeah, morons, exactly. you morons. I have to get elected, you idiots. Well, and it's funny because now, we, we're, now we're seeing this with Jimmy Dore's insane rantings. Oh, of totally, like, totally. How dare AOC and all these other people not demand that the Democrats in the House vote on Medicare for all. Oh, we should burn it all down until they do that. It's like, these are the ramblings of an insane person who has no clue how politics works in the real world. Yeah. Likes on Twitter do not equal votes. Votes at no. the voting booth. Yeah. Well, that's what they, they won't learn that. It's true. Completely different game. Yes. How you get attention and how you get people to the polls, two very different things. Well, I just, I just, for Jimmy Dore, it's, to me, I know we're like going way off topic, but yeah, totally. For, for me, it's very clear that Jimmy Dore just he's finally getting some sort of national attention for this stupid. Oh yeah. AOC. AOC. Yeah. This stupid idiotic take of attacking AOC. uh, My chance. My opportunity. The limelight is finally here. Finally, the nation is looking at me and and recognizing me for saying that AOC is evil for not bringing a Medicare for all vote to the, the floor of the house. When you think about this politically for like a single second, you're like, wait a minute. You really think the house Democrats are going to bring a floor vote for Medicare for all when Joe Biden won the election running against Medicare for all. <laughs> like what fucking world do you live in? Yeah, they they want to put they want to put extreme pressure on their representatives to display their will. They kind of want them to bend the knee, but that's not a good that's not a good policy passing strategy at all. Yeah, so. but they're not going to bend the knee to the these people the policy that, that lost the election the yeah exactly primary. like what kyle kalinsky i i tweeted and we're super way off topic now but i tweeted a video out of kyle kalinsky where he doesn't know the difference between the public option and medicare for all and it was completely astounding to me since it's oh, his really? number one issue i'm like oh dude you're using those two things interchangeably when it it appears that you don't understand the the debate that's going on here. Bernie Sanders wants to make private health insurance illegal. I hear many of the socialists talking about how this is a good thing, that you have to destroy the health insurance industry. You have to break mm-hmm. them, break them on the wheel. Well, it's fascinating because it's, you know, it's, I think I talked about this last year. It's like, you know, the uh, communists don't want to help the poor. They just hate the rich. It's the yes. same thing. I feel like with Medicare for all, because it's like, well, you know, you say, okay, well, you have a public option that, that's going to accomplish most of, if not the same issue of giving uh, people access to healthcare that couldn't afford it regularly. Yeah. Um, and it's also, I would imagine, there's, there's ideas that it's not going to, but I would imagine it would actually lower the price of 
private insurance because now they have to compete against the government too. But the communists don't care because they're not really interested in helping the poor people. They're more interested in destroying private businesses and destroying private health insurance. Yeah. Since they're like, oh, these private health insurances are so evil, which look, they might be, but they're so evil. They must be destroyed. Like that's their focus. Their focus isn't helping people. It's, it's tearing down the bad guys. It's like that system though drives the entire innovation cycle and sooner or later that innovation filters down to the poor like the poor have the the standard of living that they do today because of the innovation cycle spoken they just like a true capitalist Ugh, they want to stop it disgusting. in its tracks it's so ridiculous it's so Ugh. ridiculous i just i read thomas soul's book on marxism and thomas who thomas so well i know you, you. pronounce it so well but <laughs> it's it's thomas soul the <laughs> the 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 uh god he mu he must have written like 35 books but his book on marxism is hilarious i might actually stream a little bit of it just mm -hmm. because it's he goes into such depth and it's so comical marx's life <laughs> oh my god just like a couch surfer you know never really had a real job <laughs> it's it's very comical but we should move on. Let's get back to this. Yes. Weren't we watching an interview here? We I were watching we were. a video. Yeah. Yes. Being in a pornographic film, the film uh, Deep Throat, uh, he got paid, I think, like 100 bucks to be in the film, but he got indicted, and we won that case. So I had a string of victims. Oh, man. Imagine getting paid 100 bucks to be in a movie that made... <laughs> a billion dollars. Yeah, and, and you're the one getting sued for lewd and lascivious behavior. Oh that was in, God. I mean, people probably, you know, the youngins probably don't know, but the Deep Throat was like infamous for its time. Yes, yeah. That's how it ended up making so much money. It was like, uh, the old timers, it was like the only porno that existed. <laughs> it was like the first like meme porn movie. Yeah. Victories on uh, cases of this kind. Pentagon Papers case. Do you know the plot of Deep Throat? Just uh, no, I've never seen it. Oh really? <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we're making What's news the plot here. Of, Adam, tell us the plot. Of the, the plot of it's actually this is back when por uh, pornography had a plot. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's the, you, you never you haven't seen the porn nowadays. There's so much plot about you know step siblings getting stuck in laundry yeah. machines. Oh, I guess you're right. This is this is not interspecies reviews here. This is <laughs> it's a very simple storyline. It's about a girl that magically doesn't have a gag reflex. No gag re reflex at all. Mm -hmm. Hence, that's why she gets the nickname Deep Throat. I see. What an exciting movie. <laughs> Very much so. It's like your dream girl. Okay, let's move on. All the first cases, I did most of them, or many of them pro bono, and established a reputation as a, a pretty good First Amendment lawyer. Then I also did criminal cases, one of Adam watches porn for the plot, guys, okay? Just like he uh, reads Playboy for the articles. A lot of those. Who reads Playboy? Who reads? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I buy comic books for the pictures. I don't even read the comic books. Do you think I'm reading <laughs> the articles That's in Playboy? True. I had a subscription to Playboy for years and years and years, too. So Why? So... For the pictures, for the naked girls. Oh, what do you I forgot. think? You're like old before the internet. Sorry. For I reference, understand. it was yeah, just oh, reference, I, art I, reference. Oh, there's there, there's the artist one. I I don't get it for the porn. I get it for the body references. Have you ever wrong. taken a figure drawing class? I went to school I'm an for artist. art. Okay. I went to school for art. I've had a half dozen figure drawing classes. So you're drawing naked people. <laughs> it's so mm. funny. The models they get. 
There is no lookers. No lookers in the models. Of course, on any of the lookers are going to get hired by Playboy. They're going to go to some art class. No, it's true. I didn't understand. I didn't understand capitalism then. I didn't understand <laughs> economics. I was just a lowly artist wanting to draw hot girls, and none like showed this. up. Uh, in the chat, Adam is the guy who always reads and writes the comments below porn videos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not true. I Not true. Uh, people began to come to me when they got in trouble. And I have to tell you, some of the most famous people I've represented have also been some of the most boring people I've ever represented. Just because they're famous as celebrities didn't make them interesting. People who were interesting in my career and cases that were interesting involved obscure people. Let me give you an example. One of my earliest cases, I represented, there were three guys in a basement in Brooklyn, Jewish guys in a basement in Brooklyn, and they would deal in drugs. And one of them said to the other, you know, you haven't paid me my full share. If you don't give it to me, I'll shoot you. The other guy, You're not going to shoot me over a few dollars of drugs. Sure enough, the guy took out his gun and shot him right through the heart. <laughs> he fell down on the floor, and then he turned to my client, who had a gun also, and he pointed his gun at him and said, you're the only one who saw me do it, and so I don't want you to be able to testify against me. I want you to shoot him too. So my client shot him in the head. Um, he, my client, the one who shot him in the head, was indicted for murder and was convicted. I then took the appeal. I wasn't his trial lawyer. And the issue was, can you kill somebody who's already dead? And we won that appeal. The court ruled man dies but once, that he was dead when he was shot in the heart, so he couldn't have been killed a second time. So then they went after him for attempted murder. And the question was, can you kill a corpse? Can you attempt to kill a corpse if you don't know necessarily that he's dead? And so we won that case as well. And that became a famous case. I assume mm -hmm. that only works if you're being coerced into it, right? Because, like, if a bunch of people are shooting someone and say, like, the first shot instantly kills the person, the other people don't know that. They're still shooting the person. Like, they, they'd still be culpable, right? Like, you can't just say you can't kill a corpse. Well, uh, what are you saying? Like, okay. Say this like, like the guy should guys. call 911. No, let's call 911. No, <laughs> You're, say, you're gonna say there's die. Like, say there's like four guys, and they all want to shoot mm -hmm. uh, John. Okay, mm -hmm. and so when they they all open, they all start to open fire on John. But the first person who shoots John instantly kills him somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. But the other okay. three guys, they don't know that. They're but they're still gonna shoot. They're still shooting and firing into John, who's already dead. They're mm -hmm. still gonna be, you know, charged and I assume convicted of murder. This is lawyer assume, stuff, man. This is all technicalities and shit. Well, no, but I, I'm assuming that this argument of you can't kill a corpse, it only applies because it's like someone killed someone. That person knew that they were dead. Like you have to have foreknowledge that the person is dead and then they shoot them. Yeah, you have to be an expert, a medical expert. Did you take his <laughs> pulse? Do you know that he was dead? In this day and age, you can probably live from a gunshot wound to the heart. Nah, yeah, you're down. I don't know about that, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Iron Man lived. Okay. That's right. Used criminal law book. So, and that was a fascinating client, a fascinating case. Nobody's ever heard of him. I didn't get paid. He probably bribed the judge. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? I got paid a couple hundred bucks to do it, but that was uh, uh, the kind of cases I love to take. I, because I like to bring my, Kate, my courtroom into the classroom, and I'd like to bring the classroom into the courtroom. And that was... I think the key to my when are you going to get your um, 
your attorney license. When are you going to become an attorney? Sit, you're Never. smart. I have you're no smarter than these guys. Whatsoever. Why? Zero desire. Zero. Why? It's a lot of work. Yeah, but these attorneys, I bet they get a lot of tang. You could, <laughs> you could be you could be a player. And look at the, look at Alan there. He looks like he's just rolling in it, right? Yeah, he looks like he just stepped off Epstein's island. <laughs> he's a, he's a player, man. Too much work, Sitch is like too much work. It's got to be less work than doing YouTube videos. That's that's a lot of that. work. My success, able to bring the classroom to court with me, and bringing the courtroom back to class with me. It's interesting. We, the, one of the seminal, or you know, the, one of the case laws that we study in criminal law relates to the similar idea of sexual assault on someone who actually is deceased. Is it sexual <laughs> assault, or was it you know desecrating a corpse? Um, it's one of the one of the fundamental criminal law cases that we study in Canada in law school. Right. Okay. So I mean, let- go Canada. Jeez. <laughs> teaching the teaching the hard yeah. hitting knowledge right there. Necrophilia one hundred and one class. Can you rape a dead body? <laughs> Isn't I don't Sasha? Know. But let's, we're going to get into it quickly, but OJ Simpson, you successfully defended someone. Part of the team. He, um, he took a deep, deep breath there. Like, okay, here comes the hard stuff now. Did you catch that? Oh, Friday or Dershowitz? Dershowitz. Let's see. Okay. So the body let's, language let's, here is, is amazing. We're going to get into here. it quickly, but yes. OJ like Simpson. Conflicting. You successfully Look at that. defended. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? See that pensive? I did. I did. I deep did breath. That. And all he he puts out a defensive. His first comment is defensive as well. Well, it yeah. wasn't just me alone. We were part of a team. You got to diffuse responsibility. Yeah. I mean, it's true in his case. He was part of a team. But I was following orders. My commanding <laughs> officer. You don't understand how these things work. Someone part of a team. Yeah. Part of a team. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I mean, it's not to attribute more responsibility to you or disperse it, but the responsibility. Dream. I take credit. Don't don't talk <laughs> okay. about it in a negative way. I'm very proud of my role in the O.J. Simpson case. Yeah. So a lot of smooth. Mm-hmm. Oh my very god, smooth, smooth move. Smooth. What do you mean? I'm proud of it, motherfucker. <laughs> Step off. I'm proud that I helped get a double homicide murderer. You know, off. Bullshit. People, we're going, and this is going to work us into another notorious client. But a lot of people think you successfully defended a double murderer uh, by using technicalities and, you know, you, uh, invoking racial questions um, to undermine and get a guilt to undermine. A- he he looks Dershowitz just looked the look on his face is like, what am I doing? I thought this was YouTube. I thought I was safe here. When, the first time I, I I wasn't watching, I listened to this, but now I, I get I'm getting a totally different take here, because the face gives it all away, don't you think? Yeah, this is the first time I watched it too, because I only listened to it before. So, I, I mean, know, he's definitely the mood. To... The mood shifted quickly with that breath. It did. The it deep did, breath. But... The mood completely turned here. But I'm always super hesitant to read into body language. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people misinterpret a lot of body cues. Do you know that, that that this is like the best job ever, that they pay people, body language experts, to go in and read the jury and give the defense attorneys and, and prosecute uh, prosecutors 
feedback on how mm-hmm. the thing is going to how the verdict is going to go. Do you know that? That's got that's yeah, the best job in the world. Why? Because you could just make anything up. What do you mean? Well, no. If you went in, and I mean, that's something that it just seems fun. It seems fun to sit in a courtroom and try to try to like. This is what we do on our show pretty regularly: is read body language and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I like it. I like it. I don't know if the results would be correct, but <laughs> but that that's the thing because if if that was your job, you'd be. They'd be paying you to get them correct results. So you would live or die uh, based on whether or not you delivered them good information. If the information you delivered was good, then obviously... I mean, these guys also do a bunch of body language courses and stuff like that for police officers and for Mm. uh, defense attorneys of like legal people so that they can do that themselves, obviously. You you don't put a lot of faith in the body language stuff. I I don't I don't put a lot of faith in the body language. Why? I mean, sometimes it's really apparent. You see two people having a conversation, and you can see the body language. It's like oh, it's like it's just plastered everywhere. We can see what's going on. But I don't know. I feel like when you look have at this these look. sorts of look at this look, Dershowitz has here. <laughs> look, he's having the time of his life right now. He looks like he just walked into a cocktail party. No, he doesn't. He looks like he just stepped on a landmine and he's trying to figure out how to get off it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I wasn't really paying attention to his facial expressions, you know, before this stuff. He's like, God so, damn it. I heard that click. You know, that click know some when you people step just on have it. that kind of re- resting bitch face. Really? Viva's trying to pull it together here. Oh, my God. Maybe. He's like, I'm with my hero. <laughs> I have to ask him tough questions. Well, it's more it's more fun to to say that we can read into the body language, so we can just go with it. <laughs> it's more fun. <laughs> it's what this is millions of years of evolution to signal across the savanna to us. That's true. Yeah, that's a fair. tiger is eating my leg. That's what that face <laughs> says. That face says no. That that face is that face is the tiger just appeared in the savanna over the over the tall right. grass. Oh, yeah. It's not the, quite eating my leg yet. Let's see where this goes. The prosecution the person off. On the one hand, you know, I- I- explain how you sort of uh I wouldn't say moralize that, but justify that. <laughs> the eyes the eyes on the chat too. Like you can tell both these guys, you can it's it's very noticeable when they look down at the chat. Yes. Which is a, so weird. It's so weird. You know that psychological experiment where they they put people in a room and ask them to talk and they give them a monitor uh, that feeds back the people listening, how interested they are in what they're saying. It's totally distracting. Yeah, it totally distracts them. So they're so it's the focused same. on it. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Right. Dershowitz is like, these people hate me. I'm bombing. <laughs> I came on here. I came on here to be loved. <laughs> At uh, yourself into the world and how you feel about it in hindsight well um i just go back to the first book of the bible abraham arguing with god when god comes down and says i'm going to punish the sinners of saddam and abraham looks at god and he says one of the most powerful things anybody has ever said to a god how dare you the judge of all the world will not yourself do justice what if there are 50 innocent people among the people you would sweep away? Would you sweep away the innocent along with the guilty? 
and Abraham wins the argument, and that's always been. See, that's that's that that's the move, Adam. Okay, someone questions questions you and your morality. You're like, I got a Bible quote in my back pocket that I can speak in the original Hebrew to throw at you. He he's it's good. It's good. He's thought this through. He's like, <laughs> I get asked this question. I get asked this question every year at the holidays, motherfucker. <laughs> He pulls out. He pulls out the Torah. He like starts yeah, I'm surprised from it. he doesn't pull the Bible up. I have the Bible right here. It wasn't. Now my biblical knowledge is a little rusty. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but in the story of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. doesn't it end with him not being able to find any innocent people in the city? Ooh, and leaving with his family ooh, when God destroys it. Like, ooh, I don't... They're the only innocent people, and he lets them go. He lets him go. I guess he yeah, didn't. Was, I guess he didn't win the argument after all, did he? Well, I mean, I guess he spared himself. I don't know. <laughs> I guess this is crazy. In the parad- for me, uh, when I accepted the O.J. Simpson case, he was facing the death penalty. I didn't know whether he was guilty or innocent. He seemed guilty. Everybody thought <laughs> he was guilty. But then again, everybody who saw. I guess we might want to give a little background on the O.J. Simpson case. The, uh, a big part we of why... To? Are we that old that we have to give background on O.J. Simpson? Maybe. I feel like we do. No, I lived through O.J. Simpson. You, I'm sure you didn't live through O.J. Simpson. I was five years old. I don't remember yes, much. exactly. So o, the, the main reason why most people thought O.J. Simpson was guilty was because when they went to arrest him... He got into his Bronco and drove down the Santa Monica freeway at like 20 miles an hour with 50 police cars chasing after him, which is not necessarily what you do, you know, if you're an innocent guy. To the airport, right? Uh, Yes, I believe he was headed towards the airport, but he never got there. He like turned himself in. He's probably on the phone with Dershowitz right there. (laughs) No, turn yourself in. You're making yourself look guilty as hell. No, obviously Dershowitz said he didn't come in until later, but... You know he was on the phone with an attorney. He definitely Probably. was on the phone with an attorney. Yes. Yeah. Like, wasn't think he I could... not driving? Didn't he have some... wasn't a friend driving or something? Oh, I don't remember that part. No, I think he was driving. Yeah. I don't white remember. Bronco. The anyway. white Bronco. Anyway. So this was captivating. Uh this was of the viral moment of the of our generation. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lockerbie case recently. Uh, thought the guy who was convicted was guilty. And now, years later, doubts have arisen. Just the other day, a man spent 38 years in prison and was freed when it turned out the woman who was an eyewitness admitted she made up the whole story and, and lied against him. I've had many cases like that. So he was... You don't... Look, it could turn out that 20 years later, the Nicole Brown pops up alive and she turns out that she made up the fact that she was murdered. You know? Or the that killer. Happen, right? The killer could come forward killer could come forward and said i did it yeah that's right that's right the random killer yeah i would do a facing full, the death. like forensic audit on his <laughs> bank account <laughs> just <laughs> me you take know the case but i'll let you in on a little secret we didn't win the oj simpson case we didn't win it the prosecution lost it they blew it in every possible way i was in the court see the diffusion of responsibility totally yeah so- their fault blatantly you know it's so interesting how blatant it is it's their fault we did everything we could to lose that case and if they weren't (laughs) fucking incompetent oj simpson would be behind bars today (sighs) if only the prosecution was better at defeating me 
and my arguments, then they would have won. It's really yeah. that simple. Yeah, when you argue with God, what are you going to get? <laughs> You're going to lose. <laughs> Room. Asked him to try on the glove. They could have asked him to try on the glove outside the presence of the jury to see if it fit. They could have asked him to try it on without wearing latex gloves, but they were so arrogant that they didn't. And it didn't fit, whether it shrank, whatever it was, well, he or, walked or, up to the jury, or, or whether he manipulated <laughs> his fingers. That's not my fault. That's the prosecution's fault. He walked up to the jury and he said, it's too small. At that point, he had already testified in front of the grand jury. Let me tell you one other thing. So I wonder what Fry was going to say. There. I know, Jesus Fry. I'm super curious because he laughed he as if go. what he said was ridiculous. He let it go. He totally let it go. Fry, get in there. I'm they yeah. found a sock. What's up? Well, no, I'm curious. I, sh I should have researched to see if that claim is true, if they could have just asked him to try the glove on in private. Reach yeah. out to us, Viva. We want to have you on. We'll even take the law out of your name. We promise. <laughs> we want to know Check what you were in his name. Okay. We want to know what you were going to say. We want to know what you're going to ask there. I know. I know you remember. I know <laughs> you remember. Leave us a comment. Let us know. Well, he, he had an interesting uh, follow-up <laughs> conversation with Eric Barnes where they discussed this interview. Uh, he did. Yeah, that was yeah, fascinating so, too. Yeah. His stuff with Barnes, I find totally fascinating. You don't. Yeah, you don't like Barnes as much, but. Well, I don't, I don't, I think I actually, I really like listening to him and Barnes because I think Barnes is totally like stuck in the conspiracy theory way of thinking. He can't but it's be. Like, he makes fun of those people all the time. Well, I don't no, but know. Here's, well, he, but he has his own conspiracy theories. Okay. The mm -hmm. whole Federalist Society, everyone's out to get Trump stuff. That's um, true. <laughs> That's not a conspiracy theory. But I know, the, I know, no, I'm making, I'm talking smack. I know nothing I know, about the Federalist no, Society. But, yet. The thing that is interesting to me about Barnes is that it's to me someone who is who has like they're kind of stuck in the conspiracy theory web, but they're still like they're not like completely insane. They're not like Sidney Powell or Linwood or any of these people. Like right. he still works within the realms of like the law. He's so incredibly smart and knowledgeable about the legal system. So he yes. still gives you all these like really interesting legal opinions and takes and information. Yeah. I know it's, to me, it's always interesting to see like the Ducat, like the, like when people are kind of like in both worlds at the same time, it's like when you have the hyper religious person who's a scientist or a doctor or something or a nurse. Oh yeah. Like, it's very interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. No, Barnes knows his shit. I don't, you know, I've never aside from that federal society stuff, but there are, there are real conspiracies in the world. I feel like Barnes is pointing out stuff that, I mean, you, the, the idea that judges judge based on their political philosophy does not seem odd to me. And no, no, no. But no, of course not. Well, judges obviously do that. But when I say conspiracy stuff, like this idea that he keeps promoting with Trump, um, with Trump's uh, lawsuits in, in terms of the election fraud stuff, mm -hmm. in that, oh, the only reason that all these judges that are Trump appointed judges don't side with him is because there's like this federalist society, anti-populist conspiracy that's like, you know, fermenting in politics and in the, the legal system. And they're all just so anti right wing, anti-populist, even though they're all appointed by Trump himself, you know, to me, that's very conspiratorial. Yeah. Whenever, when you're saying the guy that Trump's all these people that Trump's are 
Trump himself is appointing all don't agree with him. It must be because there's a conspiracy. That's to me kind of far out there. Yeah, it is a lot. The the best piece of evidence imaginable. It had on it the blood of O.J. Simpson and the victims. And we were able to prove that the sock was found by the police without any blood on it. They took it home. They laid it out flat. Tell your name of the officer, Officer Van Adder. He took blood that he had in his possession from victim and from O.J., poured it on the sock. How did we prove it in two ways? Number one, the blood on the sock had a chemical in it called EDTA, not found in the human body, but put in test tubes to prevent coagulation. Number two, the blood splatter evidence showed that the sock was laying flat when the blood was poured on it and wasn't being worn. If it had been worn, you wouldn't have seen mirror images on all four sides. So the police tried to frame somebody they believe was guilty and we caught him and the jury acquitted. Very proud of it. I do it again. That's my job. That dude just cost the whole case. <laughs> what an idiot. I know. What an idiot. No, we need more evidence here. Give me that sock. See, but that's like the profound moral question that this is why, you know, I would never be a defense attorney. You never, a criminal defense attorney, you wouldn't yeah. be a criminal defense attorney. It's like, okay, you think your client is guilty, but you're pretty sure that the cops also fabricated evidence. Yeah. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. You're like, everyone here sucks. I know. No wonder Dershowitz thinks everybody fucked up but him. It's like, everyone did fuck up. Oh, yeah, no, like the... Um, did you see what was it? There, there was like a recently, not recently, like some years ago, there was a HBO, I think it was, special that was all about uh, the OJ trial. It was really interesting about how no, the prosecution did like super fuck up on a lot of levels. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't surprise me though. Job, can guilty go free? Then one innocent be wrongly confined. What upsets me is just recently I tried to save the life of a man on death row. I appealed to the president. I had time with him on the phone. I tried to persuade him to uh, commute the sentence to life imprisonment. The man was not guilty of a capital crime. I couldn't persuade the president. I was not involved as his lawyer. I was just doing it as a public servant for service. But they executed him. That's what makes me lose sleep. Typing. <laughs> you know who he's talking about? When yes, I do. I was yeah. trying to... I couldn't remember the guy's name because we talked about him last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. The conservatives were going nuts over that guy and the situation. I mean, it was gang initiation. There's no way Trump could have could have pardoned that guy. Dershowitz should have known it. Dershowitz was it, only trying to up his street cred by. What was that guy's name? It was like Bernard, right? Bernard Brooks I don't, or something? I can't remember. Yeah, Bernard Brooks. Try that. Was just type Bernard. execution Alan Dershowitz, you'll find it. He rallied for him it. a few days. Yeah. Maybe someone in the chat knows. But I uh, listened you know, there to was Dershowitz's like, podcast if he's got interesting stuff on. There was we talked about this guy last week. This was the guy who he lit the car he they were three hitchhikers. Mm -hmm. They're posing as hitchhikers. They were picked up by two youth pastors and then they robbed mm -hmm. and then killed them. I really wish that they it, I really wish it's so so many things can be looked at so many different ways. And I don't know if they they're everyone makes it sound like they gave him a ride out of the goodness of their heart. But I wonder if they like showed him the gun and said, no, you're going to give us a ride. 
and they did maybe, that. Maybe, maybe that's true. I don't know. Because it doesn't stopped. seem like, oh yeah, they stopped at a payphone to make a phone call, and that's when the people approached them. The thing is, and it's exactly the same as the other case because the guy who was doing the the leader of the gang, who's had these other two kids on the ride along for the gang initiation, shot the two people in the head in the trunk, and then made the kids light the car on fire. And many experts have come in and said, okay, they were already dead. Same thing Dershowitz is arguing. Like, you can't right. kill a man twice, that kind of thing. But the woman had smoke inhalation in her lungs, so they postulated that she was alive. But a lot of experts have come forward and said, no, that's totally normal. If you're in a head, if you get a shot in the head, you're li you're still brain dead, but, you know, you can have involuntary right. responses. But I don't know. To me, this is this is so different. I mean, you're mm -hmm. right. This is he's probably looking at this like he did his his first case. He mentioned where, you know, there's people who, you know, one guy shoots another guy, and he's like, okay, you have to shoot the body so that you're culpable. But to me, this is completely different because that's like, okay, some guy's gonna kill you. You're in a, you're in a situation that you didn't intend to be in, and this guy's gonna kill you if you don't do what he says. You know, but he what he did intend to be in it though. There was a gang initiation. No, but, no, no. I'm, mean, talking about, I'm talking about. Alan Dershowitz's first example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the it is completely different. Drugs. Yeah, right. It is completely yeah. different. So that to me is completely different because there's like this weird, you know, situation where the person didn't intend to be in a, involved in a murder. But with the yeah. kids, as you're Meet saying, me at eight o'clock, we're going to go kill some people. <laughs> like, right. Like, well, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I'm assuming they, they knew that they're, they're going to be involved in a murder or a carjacking or something really fucked up. Like, it's not yes, like they just wandered totally. into the situation innocently. Alan's argument was he should have got off because the defense attorney was incompetent he should have put a a person on the stand that knew the woman was already dead and it was involuntary right. response but the real reason he was doing it was because the guy had served 40 years in prison and he was a model citizen and he talked dozens dozens of kids out of joining a gang because of his really? experience yeah exactly so why wouldn't you want that guy in jail for the rest of his life talking kids out of doing this fucking dumb, fucked up thing? Like, well, <laughs> like mm -hmm. you put him to death and he immediately stops being uh, like the arbiter of good. He can't do any more good in the world. So it seemed right. like just pragmatically, yeah, commute his sentence. But Trump well, could see, never do it. Trump, but that's Trump isn't the guy that could do it. That's interesting because you, I saw a lot of people making arguments about this and you're the first person that ever mentioned that. And that to me, that's the only, you're not going to get this from the conservative sitch. This conservatives no, I'm, I'm are he burned a woman the, alive, hang him high, about, cut his hands off. The people on the left who were defending this guy saying that he shouldn't be executed. No one mentioned what well, you you're just not said. Gonna, you're not going to get that from me, the woke either. The woke are like, he should have never been in jail. He was totally innocent. What are you talking about? He was a yes. He was a poor underprivileged he's a model black citizen. youth. Yeah, exactly. Know, he yeah, was forced to do. He was forced to join a gang. These white people had been oppressing him forever. <laughs> it's sad because because what you said is to me the most relevant information. It's like, well, oh, okay, this guy is actually yeah. providing a public a service. service, right? While he's alive, so why are you going to kill him? Yeah, totally. No, it's pointless. You, think of all society the, doesn't gain anything from him dying. Think of all the all the young black men that went on to have you know good lives, started families, right. got jobs, like stayed away from the gangs because of his fuck up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he was doing good in the world. That's the only reason. That's why Dershowitz was was uh, wanting to commute him. But yeah, nobody talks about these things because Trump, they Trump destroy their narrative. 
Trump should have commuted the sentence because the the MAGA crowd would have instantly forgiven or forgot about it like the next day, and it would have broken like the the woke narrative that Trump is some sort of like rampant racist. That's true. That's true. It could have been a good. I mean, thing. they would still say yeah. he's racist, but it would just be one more like, oh, well, he committed this guy's sentence. You know, they say, oh, he only did it because you know the self serving. Let's racist. let's be honest here, though. Uh, so Trump is in the still in the election fight. Alan Dershowitz is on the phone. You know the how the conversation. I'll pardon him, Dershowitz, but you got to put your name on one of these cases in Michigan, <laughs> one of these election cases. You're right. I need right. you. You're right. That's You've been in front of the Supreme said, Court. Yeah, totally. Say, now, Dershowitz drew the happened, line. Now there's the interesting moral dilemma. Okay, what if Trump says I will commute his sentence if you join one of these lawsuits dershowitz didn't do it we know he didn't and dershowitz do it. said well this is all hypothetical because we don't know what happened, but <laughs> this is not hype my i have a crystal ball <laughs> do not <laughs> undercut my powers happen, sitch that would be how could how could he, dershowitz turn that down he's making an innocent man or not he thinks is innocent man no you know, sitch be safe. how did he turn that down that's yeah. the question how did he do it no, obviously, obviously we're joking. I don't want to get in trouble. I know these guys probably all have defamation attorneys on speed <laughs> dial. This is all postulation. No, uh, no wonder, false statement of fact here. I bet you if you asked him and you said, if Trump did do this, hypothetically, if Trump offered you this, would you do it? I bet you he'd say no. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He's He, he doesn't want to sign off on any of that stuff. He, on the few shows that I've watched, he's... He's kind of tried to nudge Trump into really getting some big accomplishments done in his lame duck presidency. And Trump has done none of that stuff. Like Trump, I, th I think Trump still believes he's going to win, which is no, so I weird. Think so. I think the, the $2,000 check thing was a signal that he not only knows that he's not going to win, but he wants to shit on Mitch McConnell for not helping <laughs> For not helping him. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch is like, Mitch is a survivor. Mitch is that going create, I know, but that creates like the perfect storm of terribleness for the Republicans in the Senate because it's like, okay, the president has now said he's in favor of the $2,000 check. Now, he, the president also said he wanted to remove all the foreign aid, but no one's going to care or focus on any of that. They're only going to focus on the $2,000 check thing. So Nancy Pelosi and Democrats say, of course, we're 100% behind that. They're gonna. They're claiming that on Monday they're gonna offer a clean bill that's just that check. So what are the Republicans gonna do? They have to. Like they're totally fucked. Yeah. Well, good. And I and Trump had, and I'm pretty sure Trump knew that this was the situation. To me, this really seemed like he was trying to get back at them for not supporting his election claims. I think the two thousand dollar check is his first salvo into the 2024 election. Well, I honestly. Yes. I don't see like his favorite thing to do as president is campaign for president. <laughs> this is the opportunity, Sitch, for him to run a four year campaign That's for true. president. That's true. I can't imagine him not doing that. I he just loves being in front of the crowds, and the I can't imagine the crowds not showing up for him. He's going to no, be think, campaigning in February. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think bearing aside any like crazy health issues. Like a rising in four years, I think he will definitely run again in 2024. And this would be a good, this is a good note for him to go out on saying, look, I really, I care about the people. I fought for you. 
and it would be a good uh, platform to run again. Say, look, you know, when when everyone was suffering, I cut through all the political pork and noise, and I said, give the people a check. Yeah, and I got Nancy Pelosi to do it. Nancy Pelosi bent the knee for me. <laughs> he's gonna. That's what sure. it's gonna be. Look sure. at Dershowitz. Dershowitz is eighty-two, and he's still kicking. Of course, Trump yep. can run. Trump is running on. I don't. He's probably doing blood transfusions from like fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> fourteen-year-old Malaysian kids that get a. Do you know that, to America. that? Do you know that that works? That there's some scholarship on that that i know it works with mice i don't know if it, they've never done it with people i don't think they've done it with mice and it works they took a mouse and they they connected the vascular systems of a young mouse and an old mouse and the old mouse got younger that's yep. so crazy that's so crazy look vampires are real okay look i guess there's a lot of knowledge there's a lot of weird knowledge nested in our as jordan pierce would say there's a lot of knowledge nested in our old stories and symbols that we forgot maybe that science will now uh relearn i wonder i wonder if i could go siamese twin for a couple of years just to just they, to just to get want to volunteer to be adam's uh, no, don't. Shut the blood fuck. bag no. anyone in the chat any no. any any young strapping lads or lasses oh, no. filled with healthy blood do you want to be adam's uh well, I'm waiting donor? for where's Gemini? I'm waiting. Here it comes. Gemini. Hey, Gemini. <laughs> How healthy are you, Gemini? Let's get a let's get a health profile, Gemini. Maybe You're so you can bad. get close. Maybe you can get as close to Adam as you possibly could. You could be literally your blood could be inside of Adam. We'd have to take Bye. showers together. I don't see how it would be avoided. <laughs> Do you think Siamese Siamese twins just get in the shower together, don't they? I mean, one of them doesn't <laughs> wait outside the curtain. <laughs> Gemini, don't you want to go? You could be, you could be full. Let's move human on. Stop. Okay. Stop. <laughs> stop torturing our. Stop torturing <laughs> our fans. Okay, knock it off. I'm sure we have and, many and, fans who would 15, love so generously <laughs> to donate their blood to you. <laughs> we're 15 minutes into this video, so you got to stop talking. Animal okay? the Bruce says, "Pick me, Adam," in all caps. There you go. <laughs> Danimal, aren't you married? <laughs> You're fucking married, dude. You're married to another guy. Please. Drain me, Adam. Drain me. <laughs> Let's and move on. We're, we're watching a video, Sitch. So, Adam, <laughs> for next I stream, don't lose sleep. You got to figure out what your blood type is so so our fans know. <laughs> really? My blood type is exactly like my attitude. That's how I remember it. It's A? It's A, it's a for A team? It's It's... It's B positive. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're B positive, it li it literally is B positive. Isn't that great? B positive. It is great. That's oh, that's awesome. an that's a great outlook on life. B positive. That's true. Why be pessimistic? Optimism Why be negative is when you can free. Be positive? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I feel sorry for the B negative people. Those B negative people. Now, poor B negatives. They should change the blood types just for that. Should. I wonder if they are negative people. They probably are. Bastards. Because of prosecutorial conduct, a possibly guilty man is acquitted. And so, I mean, this this is going to be the response, and I'm reading it already in some of the chat. And look, as a lawyer, I know what your answer is going to be. People are going to say, well, what about justice for uh, Ron Goldman? What about justice for Nicole that's somebody Brown? Else's, that's somebody else's job. That's not my job. My job is to... Justice is God's job. That's somebody else's job, not mine. 
I don't know. It's weird because on one hand, like there's obviously an argument, which I agree with, uh, which is that, you know, our constitution provides that every person has a right to defend themselves. Like, sure. But it just, it seems so flippant to be like, well, that's someone else's problem. <laughs> right? Ah, yeah. It's like, a harsh, like, it's a harsh world. Like, what about the justice for the murder victims? You're like, yeah, that's someone else's problem. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, know. you know who was thinking about the justice? Of the murder victims? That guy who was dumping blood all over the socks, for heaven's sakes. He was like, yeah, it was my job. Yep. That was our job. We messed up. That's true. To get you for the defendant. Give me an example. What if O.J. Simpson, uh, after the chase, had been in an accident, been taken to the hospital... And one of your self-righteous viewers who doesn't <laughs> think that anybody should do anything. Dude, shots fired at the chat right there. One of your self-righteous self chat. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Disgusting. Except fight for the victims. What if uh, the doctor who believed strongly that O.J. Simpson was guilty was asked to cure him of what could have been a life-threatening illness? Would the doctor do anything but use every resource available to him to save this man? Would he think about the victims at this point? No, he has a job to do. His job as a doctor is to save the life of this, what he believed is guilty person. My job as a lawyer, and it's a very important job. And if you don't like it, folks, move to Iran and China. There, there's no problem. <laughs> Lawyers don't represent people the government say is guilty. If they do, they get themselves in trouble. But in America, lawyers defend the guilty and the innocent alike. And the reason we defend the guilty is to make sure the innocent aren't prosecuted. The vast majority of my clients have been guilty. The vast majority of every criminal defense lawyer's clients have been guilty. Would anybody want to live in a country? That, that was something I had never considered before this interview, is that, yeah, most of the people are guilty. That's crazy. Like, you never get to defend innocent people. Most of the time you're defending guilty people. But see, that's so... But that is what's so crazy, because like, how crazy. do you... As it, how do you as a person... Uh, rationalize that and live with that in your mind. You that become most of the woke. You're defending or you guilty. become woke. This makes perfect sense. Why there is the divide, the political divide, because in the woke ideology, mm -hmm. these people aren't guilty because they are lashing out at an unfair system. Sure, they're superficially guilty of the crime, but they've been pushed into it by society. They don't have free will, Adam. Yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> No wonder Sam Harris, the ultimate lefty, doesn't believe in free will. Like he's he's rallying, he's he's arguing the same post hoc justifications for crime that all these people are forced yeah, to but, argue. But, but uh, he doesn't make these arguments that people aren't like culpable for their behavior. He I did in the book Free Will. He did, yes, he definitely did. He's no, but I mean, he might he might make that argument like in terms of philosophically, but he doesn't make that argument in terms of like legally and how society should function as if people don't have free will he said in the book free will that we should mm -hmm. contemplate restructuring the legal system oh okay to, wow. to be aware of this yeah exactly so wait then how does he why does he not apply that same charity to donald trump <laughs> you you know why it's a tds he doesn't have free will <laughs> very few people have free will it's a it's a very short list it's, it's Adam, a very short list Sitch. that is comprised mainly of uh, our donators and super chatters. Yes. Oh, Jim and I finally showed up. Hilarious. Curse YouTube. I can't super chat with my phone. There you go. 
It's, it's okay, Gemini. We know we know you're all you're rushing to get into that blood game. And you're now. not supposed to be super chatting either, Gemini. You you said that you were on furlough or something like that. So do not super chat anymore. <laughs> we, we we your donations are no longer accepted. You're welcome to chat normally though. The majority of us were innocent. Iran, China, Belarus, Russia. Go there. But if you want to live in a country, yeah, I love it. I love the. <laughs> she, that's a conservative well, argument all the time, right? If you don't love America, leave. <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, I, to me, it's funny because this seems like a like a bad person. Like this part's, I guess, persuasive about the America stuff. But the the first answer he gives, it just comes off as way too flippant to be persuasive. To just to give like the classic movie villain like it's just my job it's not personal answer <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to this is not i don't think that's the answer people are looking for it's the mortgage gotta pay the mortgage the mortgage excuse it always works country where the majority of people who are convicted of crime are guilty live in america where zealous defense attorneys don't let the government get away with anything we push them we argue. Yes, technicalities. You call it a technicality. I call it the Constitution. Oh, snap. Yeah. Smacked him. You Viva didn't even know because, look, he's reading the chat. He's like, when are you going to ask about Epstein? Right now, that's I what Viva. America. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. And so I'm going to continue to defend people you think are guilty, <laughs> and you're not going to like me for it. And too bad. I'm right. You're wrong. Well, and now you use see that's that's a complete sitch ending. I heard that and I was like, yeah, that's sitch all the way. I'm right. You're wrong. How dare you, Adam? How dare you? But you have that kind of confidence when you know that you're right. It's you terrible. do. You all the time. You do that kind of stuff. That's true. That's true. I'm right. But I am right. right. I, am right. <laughs> I am right. You're wrong. Well, I, I think part of the issue I, I have too is. Uh, Dershowitz's moral rationalization here is it's like if he was defending, you know, if he's a public defender, if he's like the, you know, defending all these random people, you mm -hmm. know, who don't, you know, can't afford it or very poor or whatever, it's like, okay, like, you know, this is it literally is his job. Someone has to do this job, right? Yeah. This is provided by our constitution and, and it's an important part of our society. But I feel like you lose moral weight i feel like you lose the standing to act like you're like this moral arbiter protecting society from slipping into the you know the pit the moral hazard pit when you're getting paid millions of dollars by millionaires to do the job <laughs> then it feels a little different yeah yeah there is that there is that yeah it's it's tough to convict a rich person because they have all these they have all these ways of implanting doubt into the jury, and that's the standard doubt, reason, well, and, and also, you know, there's like a th there's like thousands and thousands of lawyers in America that would die to be OJ's lawyer, that would die to be Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer, just oh, for totally. the fame, just for the money, just for their totally. career. Like yeah. it's not like he's the last bat. He's like he's sort of acting like as if he's like this last bastion, right. like protecting America from slipping into the you know right. being China, yeah. at least by the answer that he's given in regards to that he's just he's actually just the the lawyer at the front of satan's line to defend jeff <laughs> jeffrey <laughs> epstein right he just right. he's at the front of the line when satan goes who's gonna defend this asshole 
but it's but it's it's a it's an interesting moral mm-hmm. question because again i understand that obviously people are everyone's entitled to defense but it's arguments are just they're not i don't know they just do not rub me the right way these, these sorts yeah. of arguments he's making he he's pitching it like you know there's a crowd of weary defense attorneys none of them want to stand up and defend jeffrey epstein you know the call goes out and brave brave alan dershowitz is the only one to raise his hand and say i'll do it i'll take one for the team right but really there's hundreds of guys out there that are like sucking on satan's oh yeah i'll do it here let me i'm done sucking satan off right now let me get out there and do this yeah no i I know uh, Sapuku Sushi brought the point that, yeah, prosecutors do go after people and public defenders do tend to suck. And I agree, that is a big problem with our society. But I guess I like, like the way that I'm, the way that I look at it is, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday is that if you're getting paid a lot by society, that's, or by, you're giving, if you're getting paid a lot to do something that's legal, right? Like be a lawyer, that's generally perceived as society valuing whatever your job is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's weird to me to make this argument that you're like bucking society, fighting society by being rich and famous. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Yeah. Those those two things don't seem to go together in my mind. Massively hypocritical. Yes. Massively hypocritical. But that's the whole that's the whole social justice angle is that the legal system is unfair and it is drastically unfair in that kind of situation. Sure. I mean, I know people personally who have been victim of overzealous prosecution that has been preposterous. I mean, it, it's, it definitely happens. I'm not, I'm not one of these people saying, oh, prosecutors always get it right. Yeah. I don't think that whatsoever. Yeah, I like what Barnes had to say about defending people, that he wouldn't mm-hmm. take a case where he believed the person was guilty because he felt he wouldn't be able to hide that. And it would affect his prosecution of the case or defense of the case. That makes a lot of sense to me because I could like, I want to fight for innocent people. Who doesn't want to do that? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I feel like we fight. I feel like part of our show is fighting for innocent people like Jordan Peterson. Innocent. Right. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Innocent. Like we're out there. Who doesn't want to fight for innocent people? We all do. We're not doing Jeffrey Epstein innocent. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> We're not doing that show, right? Right. Though there is a, which I agree with that completely, but there's a problem with with that, um, which is like lawyers can think someone's innocent at first. And then, and then they find out, they realize they're guilty, you know, afterwards. Right, but, yes. But you can't just like drop, a, I, don't, I don't think a criminal defense attorney could just be like, oh, well, I'm going to drop you as a client I think you're guilty. Yeah. You can just Dear do Judge, I'd like to recuse myself from this case. I found out the guy's guilty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that would go over very well with the judge. I, you probably can't even say that. You you can't say that. No, you, you, can, you would get disbarred if you just fucking said that in court. Oh, my God. Yeah. Defense attorney sounds like a... Ter- like, this is a job for psychopaths. Unless you're a psychopath, do not, do not take the job of defense attorney. Well, that's why I said, you know... People like um, Dershowitz, who have that urge, that that inside, that interior emotion to want to like, you know, go go against the crowd, go against the mob for whatever reason, even if it's for bad reasons, even if it's for selfish reasons, 
I mean, that's still a very valuable asset for that person to exist in society. Yeah. You see, you need people like that in your society. Yeah. Yes. Society is unfortunate. Like, it's so bad. Terrible people. It's so bad. I know. We're 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 making an argument that there's a place in society for psychopaths. They actually serve a function. Right. So they, and they do. And they do. Society is full of ironies. It is. It's crazy. It's the word you complicated. get this for a guilty. <laughs> it's complicated. As Adam's father would say, it's complicated. Well, I don't know. It's complicated. I I haven't watched Tim Pool in forever. I don't know if he's still on the copium track, if he's still laying down cope vids every day. But I do notice there's just one mannerism that he does constantly, constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of weird. I find it interesting for the psychology of it because people hear the declaration and they never hear the take back. And he always does these super extreme takes and then goes, oh, well, you know, that's probably not true. <laughs> like he, yeah, he, he walks does the, it back a little he bit. He yeah, does walk right. it back, but he does do these super extreme takes and then walks it back. That's like a normal, that's a that's a, almost a Tim Poolism. That's a good technique. Yes, it's a great technique because you can always say, oh, yeah, I walked it back right after that. <laughs> All you have to do, like, play the rest of it. I walked it right back. But as a, an audience member, you want to hear those extreme takes. You really do. And then you just ignore you, you just ignore the take back. Ah, he really mm -hmm. meant it. He didn't mean that take back. I could tell. <laughs> the client is going to look at you and say, you're not getting justice for a guilty client. You are actually committing an injustice for the victim. I'm not committing it. The judge is committing it. The jury is committing it. The prosecutor is committing it. The only person who's not committing it is the defense attorney. You know, when the Catholic Church decides... Wait. Everyone's guilty but me. Them? Committing it. The You get justice for a guilty client and some people... People you think are guilty and you're not going to like me for it and too bad. I'm right. You're wrong. Well, and now you use the word you get justice for a guilty client and some people are just going to look at you and say you're not getting justice for a guilty client you are actually committing an injustice for the victim i'm not committing it the judge is committing it the jury is committing it the prosecutor is committing it the only person who's not committing it is the defense attorney you know when the catholic church decides to not how you feel about that the only innocent person i of course yeah <laughs> defense attorneys we just we just talked for like 15 minutes about how they're all psychopaths. And now we're going to say, yeah, they're the only innocent party here. The world is guilty. The, the, the psychopath is, he's completely innocent. I mean, I understand his argument, which is that, you know, it's, I'm the only one whose job it is to do this. And everyone else is, is not their job to do this. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like that doesn't shield you from responsibility here like the way that he's saying it does just because something's your job doesn't shield you from responsibility of, of immoral of immoral or unethical actions people walk off jobs all the time when it conflicts with their moral sensibilities like that's right that's a very human thing to do so yeah no i agree with you i this is complete post-hoc rationalization of his his position there is no defensible position here it's super weird. And one of the things that's fascinating about it is you do need, a, what's your take on his argument that it's better 10 innocent, 
10 guilty people go free than one innocent man killed. It depends what those 10 people did. Okay. Just just uh just for for the sake of argument, let's say they're all guilty of the same crime. Let's say it's murder because then it's more interesting. Like obviously mm-hmm. if it's a parking ticket, who cares? No, uh, but I mean like is there a question that those 10 people are going to kill again, right? Oh my god. Cuz then it becomes a trolley problem. Then you're saying, it "Well, does. it's Yeah, it know. does. Yeah. Well, the thing is, most people will just empathize with the the innocent person that's rotting away in jail or facing the electric chair and they're like, "No." Right. That's too much too much injustice to bear. But you're right. No. Like, oh, you let the 10 guys go and they all end up killing like they're all serial killers, let's say. Like, and a hundred right. people die, so that one innocent guy doesn't end up going to jail. I, I think you have to separate the moral question from mm-hmm. the legal question, even though people don't like to do that. Because it makes mm-hmm. sense to me that the country should have the attitude of, you know, innocent till proven guilty. You need to make sure that, you know, everyone's treated as if they're innocent first. That like that's the way the law should be. A hundred percent. hundred percent agree with all that stuff. But then if you ask this specific moral question, I think it's a little more gray when you say, Well, it's better that ten guilty people go free than one innocent person be convicted. Yeah. Again, depending on it, it I guess it would depend entirely on the threat that the guilty people if the guilty people don't pose a threat. If the ten people are murderers but there's no chance that they're going to kill again then i would agree yes it's better that those 10 go free than the one innocent person be charged i would agree with that i agree too yeah the the future killing though complicates it even more yes right i mean they got away with murder once they're probably predisposed to think they can get away with it again maybe but i'm assuming when dershowitz says it he's not referencing it in that future take of what the future potential behaviors are we also have a problem in that we're kind of our our tribe is like objective truth seeking objective truth and it's so difficult if you're arguing a a defense case where you know the guy's guilty you're literally arguing against objective truth like we already know that this guy's guilty like end of story let's go home it almost seems like you know, in in one in one society, you could you could conceive of a society where people would say, "Well, as soon as we know for a fact that he's guilty, why are we even having this trial?" But I don't know. I can't like I I can't really conceive of a society like that functioning unless we're all like magical enlightened <laughs> individuals because the def- like a defendant needs to ha- trust his lawyer. They need to trust that their lawyer is not going to like turn on them and suddenly say oh i think you're guilty and i'm turning you into the police like i don't yeah. think the system can function that way so that, to me this is like one of those weird uh problems where like as you said what do you do you're the defense attorney you know your client's guilty you're suddenly not seeking objective truth anymore but i don't know how else the system could function except the way it does our right juries now. have our juries have changed a lot too culturally because of all the csi um, shows and whatnot, so they're much <laughs> less likely to convict without some sort of physical evidence. Like right. back, I'm sure, like a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, they were convicting everyone for everything. Like you know, oh, Billy Jean saw you rob yeah. the liquor store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Throw, put him in the. Let's stream up now. We have yeah. all we need here, right? Yeah. Yep. 
But now they want, you know, blood spatter evidence. They want all this physical evidence. They want to know. They don't want to, they don't want to question whether they're putting an innocent person behind bars. And I would, I would have a tough time sleeping at night knowing I put an innocent person away. I think a lot of people, there were uh, the guy that Dershowitz was trying to save. I think everyone on the jury had, had said it was a mistake to convict him. Which yeah, they obviously had regrets. Yeah. Right, right. Like they're like, my decision is to want to put this guy to death. And I'm sure a lot, like enough of it was probably rationalization. Like the guy turned out to be a good guy that saved a bunch of people. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to kill well, somebody who right. did the right thing. And that's why, as you were saying earlier, that, that's why ideologies, specifically woke ideology, but anything that's strict is so appealing to people because you don't have to grapple with these complicated moral questions that don't have clear answers. You just say, oh, well, this ideology spells all the answers out for me. I don't have to think. I don't have to have free will. I can just let someone else choose for me. That is the purpose of an ideology. Um, Yes. David Sloan Wilson spells this out perfectly. He says that all ideologies create a stylized version of the world that that sh- that point the path towards justice and the mm-hmm. path away from justice perfectly clear right. so that every single individual, no matter how smart you are, <laughs> uh, knows exactly how to behave. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of ideology. It's, it's really it's fascinating because you could say like, oh, like a politician's job is you're delegating responsibility about like governance to someone else. But I don't think most people conceptualize that an ideology's job is to delegate <laughs> governance to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> moral. Yeah. Delegate moral uh, responsibility away to something else. Yeah. Yeah. This is the power of ideology. That's why I've changed, man. I went from not liking philosophy to the total respect for how dangerous philosophy is. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, and it sounds like you still don't like it. You just think it's dangerous. The just the the woke stuff is super super scary. It is super mm-hmm. scary because you just realize you hang out with enough people and you realize this really this this has this this is animating this person. Right. This way of looking at the world is animating this person. We had, we had talked about doing the the Charlie what. I don't know Charlie's last name. Charlie, he's the charisma command guy. guy. Yeah, he did an interview with Vosh, and Vosh, you could see in that interview Vosh being completely animated by his ideology, and that's one of the things I mm-hmm. found super fascinating about it. But at the same time, you could see Charlie being totally animated by their his philosophy, and they have they have a co- conflicting philosophy in that you know you should always be you should always do good in the world that's kind of charlie's philosophy i think vosh is a little a little flexible <laughs> on that one on that but they they share this ideology that you can't do good in the world until you grab attention so uh while charlie doesn't necessarily like why vosh is what vosh is doing to grab attention he respects the fact that that must be done Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do good in the world. Mm-hmm. So, and we, you and I are the perfect examples of how conflicted we are. Like, if we had, like, Tim has so much power to do good in the world, far, far more than us because of his popularity. And but his, he doesn't, though. This is because this is of the, the problem. audience, right? This is the problem that this is the rationalization everyone makes, and this is the trap. Mm-hmm. They say if I get more power, 
-hmm. I can do more good because I have a bigger audience. And so they'll say, okay, well, I'm going to start selling out my morals, right? I'm going to give one-sided takes, or I'm going to be like Vosh, I'm going to say like very controversial hyperbolic things in order to draw attention to myself, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you say, okay, one day when I have a large enough audience, I'm going to change, right? I'm going to like, you know, impart my wisdom, impart the, the goodness into the world to them. And I'm going to get the audience to change. But that doesn't, that never, that change never occurs because the, what they don't understand is that the audience becomes their jailer, becomes the thing that shackles them down. That's a great way to put it, man. And like, cause Tim, like, it, like I don't know if, I don't think this is true with Tim. I think it is true with Vosh. I don't think Tim has made a, like this idea. I think Tim's consciously trying to improve his- Thread the needle. To, no, I think Tim is consciously trying to be popular and trying to grow his audience. I think that's intentional. I don't think he's doing it with this idea that he's going to bring about some positive moral change in the world and that justifies him doing bad stuff. I, I think that but... is true with Vosh. I think he's saying the ends justify the means. If I can sucker people into becoming communists, it justifies everything because at the end of the day, that's for the greater good. Um, but the problem, what you, what you said is that with Tim, Tim couldn't suddenly change on a dime and try to give nuanced takes to his audience or something. He could, but he would just slowly start to lose his audience. It's not like all those people aren't, they're not going to suddenly start. He's not going to change a lot of minds, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, so, we're seeing ahead. this. We saw this, we saw this with a lot of the Trump stuff. So many people would be so on board with certain public figures, as long as they were towing some sort of line and then the second they start going against the line, they turn on them. Actually, the, a better example of Trump stuff is Bernie Sanders. Okay, this is actually the perfect example. You had Jimmy Dore, Kyle Klinsky, all the lefties, all the commies. They were so on board with Bernie Sanders. They're like, Bernie Sanders is the way, Bernie or bust, blah, 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 blah. And then Bernie says, we should support Joe Biden for president. <laughs> And all yeah. the leftists, just, he lost them all. They just he lost them all. They all turn on him. They don't. They, he doesn't convert them, even though he was their savior. He was their golden boy. They don't turn with him. They turn on. Yeah. Him. So uh, Brett Weinstein talks about this, uh, but before I before I go into that, the Tim thing. I think the Tim's greater good is fighting the media. I think Tim does ultimately think. The media has changed into political propaganda. We need a functioning media. I think Brett Weinstein would agree on it. On it, that if that's what him. he believes, I think that makes Tim look so much worse. I don't think that's what he believes, but if it does, that makes him look so much worse. I he's very careful, and I do believe that he is selling copium to people who want to believe what what you're talking about. Brett completely. Uh, pins with this argument that we don't have leaders anymore. We have influencers, and influencers can't serve the same purpose that leaders do. A lot right. of uh, when I listen to Jordan Peterson, I think of this all the time. Like we have a crisis of authority. The authority uh, foundation, the the moral foundation in respect for authority, has been not been nurtured in our society in so long that nobody has respect for any authority. They have mm -hmm. respect for certain authorities, those authorities that are fall into this influencer category that say the things that they like to hear. But as soon as those people say the things that they don't like to hear, their authority is taken away from them. 
and they are they are chastised. So the the audience becoming your jailer is like the perfect example of that because they they are they're they're trapped by their audience and they have to continue to satiate you know just like the rat that runs up to the cocaine uh, <laughs> spigot and like just does cocaine the whole time they're just running up to these influencers for the cocaine right. but as soon as the cocaine stops. I don't like you anymore. You're not my authority. You're not my leader. You're some influencer that I liked back when. And you even get, it's so funny that the kids go to some different influencer and they're like, oh, I can't believe I fell for that charlatan. I was a huge fan of Tim Pool for like two years. I fell into that trap, which is just kind of the same thing as saying, yeah, I was addicted to cocaine for a while. <laughs> like the problem is really you. It's not that. Right. That, that person and the problem yeah. is society wide we need leaders like is if if uh Vosh was working himself into a role where he could be a leader where he could say to his audience listen this this is something this is a hard truth that you need to understand and respect and he could keep his audience then we'd be in a completely different situation but i don't necessarily like how we're crafting a world where that doesn't necessarily seem like it's ever mm -hmm. going to be a possibility no that's i think that's very true and i think it's also a product of because of, because of the internet there's so many different influencers and quote-unquote thought leaders for people to turn to so it's easy to dump one person and jump on the next person which maybe that wasn't really a choice, you know, pre-internet days. Yeah, you had five thought leaders and you thought, oh, I've used all, I've been, now I'm back to the other thought leader I was at a minute ago. <laughs> now it's like I have a million thought leaders. To right, exactly. Lost. It's endless. I mean, there was a very interesting tweet thread I saw today where there was some guy who's communist saying how he feels like himself and a lot of other communists he knows started off as anti-SJWs. And you're like, that seems so counterintuitive. And they're like, oh, you know, I got sucked into the right-wing pipeline by Sargon and Chris Reagan and Shoe on Head and all these people. And now I'm, you know, free of that and I'm just a fucking commie. And, I'm like, and it's just like what you're saying. It's like, oh, they just jumped from one, you know, influencer to the next influencer. We how do we, this is the big problem? Uh, Brett talks about this re, uh, relatively consistently, and I don't. What is the solution to that? You're the big brain on the show, Sitch. Put some thought into this. How do we turn this ship around? I don't. <laughs> we're in a, <laughs> such a weird situation, and it's weird too because thought leaders are spawning thought leaders like Vosh. Uh, Vosh was birthed out like of Destiny's answer. head, <laughs> like it's Destiny. Ironic. Oh, well, you've got an answer already? Holy well, shit. Well, I don't, I don't have an answer, but the, the, there's two problems here. And this is why I don't know what, I don't know if the answer is, if there is an answer, if it's solvable, which is these people are driven by two things. The profit motive. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, which would seem to play into the communist uh, idea. But then there's also, there's still, even if you remove the profit motive, they still be driven by the status. Status, the hierarchy. yeah. Yeah, which I don't think you can ever get rid of, ever, even though the communists pretend you could. And I guess that's the irony of Vosh and all the communists vying for money and and status is that they're claiming that they want to do away with the very thing that drives their entire life, at the moment. I never hear anything of Vosh that isn't somehow a status play, which is just so bizarre. 
Mm-hmm. Like you, he's going to flatten the hierarchies, Adam. The guy who's more <laughs> hierarchy status driven than anyone else on the internet is going to flatten the hierarchies. Look, just you wait. That's not good. That's not. <laughs> that's patently <laughs> ridiculous. Everyone can see it's ridiculous. That's why it's so funny. No, his audience doesn't see that it's ridiculous. They eat that shit up. Yeah. Oh man. I I have some sympathy for the Vosh audience because I mean I've worked enough dumb jobs to know. Man, you want hope. I'm not a right. Go ahead. Well, this I guess the first thing that brought us off on this tangent where you talking about the energy. I think a big problem is no one that I've heard uh, really conceptualizes properly what's happening in these situations. And that's that human beings are basically bags of blood and organs that run on bio biochemical energy. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott Adams actually does sort of talk about this in a little bit where he says, people will always go where the energy is. And that's very true. People are drawn to energy. They need something that gives them that biochemical energy, that motivation to press on mm-hmm. every day. Keep going. And that's, right. And so when you have someone like Vosh, who is, that's why, that's another reason why these ideologies are so enticing. It, it makes you tired. It makes you upset to have to realize that life is filled with these very complicated moral questions that don't really have clear answers. Like, no one wants your brain is not programmed to be comfortable existing in the limbo in the in-between state it wants your brain is programmed or designed by evolution to want to categorize things into neat little boxes yeah and so you gain literal motivational biochemical energy by believing that you can classify things in these neat little ethical boxes and follow the ideologies of socialism or whatever in the Thomas Soul book on Marxism, he lays out how Marxism is the perfect ideology to, to drive people to power. It's the perfect ideology mm-hmm. for dictators to use. And I couldn't help thinking of, of Vosh in that situation. Like Vosh knows, I don't know if he knows it consciously or just intuitively, but he knows that that's a path to power. The, the interview... Another fascinating thing about that interview was Charlie and I don't know the other guy, they, they run the channel charisma on command. They do a podcast. They did one with Brett Weinstein too. I encourage everyone to listen to, which was great. Uh, but they like, they're ultimately wanting to be wealthy to do good in the world, like deliver water to, you know, Uh, villages in Africa, right? The ultimate good, really? obviously. That's Clean water, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do so much good by doing this. And Vosh's idea, no idea of doing good, Vosh wants to put together a super PAC so that he can get more Democrats. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. this. Is... <laughs> he said this like, in their conversation. Uh, yes, yes. Obviously, I'm like, obviously Vosh is interested in being president of the United States, two-term president of the United States. Like, Vosh's goal is power, mm-hmm. power. That's what he wants. He totally wants, he wants to be the most, he wants to be PewDiePie. And after PewDiePie, he wants to be Senator. And after Senator, he wants to be, like he's already thinking about the super PAC. How, hold on. There's gotta be some level of delusion going on here because how do you make the <laughs> transition? Level. How do you make the transition? And. Uh, God bless his soul. Sargon tried to make this transition too, from from uh, from YouTube pundit to 
actual politics, which I think is is noble because try, trying to actually change the world, politicians are the ones that do it. They're, that's your avenue towards real tangible change in people's material conditions. He wasn't able to do it because he made a, a rape joke on Twitter. How is Vosh going to do it when he's advocating for, like, child... <laughs> you, I don't even want to say. Well, it. when he said he said that they should nuke Israel, I think that's the that too. <laughs> that too. There's a half Especially a dozen in America. I we've had this conversation before on other shows where we've talked about in the world now the incendiary stuff is so incendiary that if you don't have a degree from Harvard or or any kind of street cred, if you weren't uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, you know of. Uh, of a member of a high level member of the Bernie Sanders campaign. You know, if you don't have some kind of accolades to break through the noise, you're mm-hmm. making incendiary comments on YouTube. Uh, Vosh has done this it's very successfully, but how do you ever walk those incendiary comments back in an environment where you can walk out of the DMV and casually use the N word in jubilation? Well, and it comes back to haunt you 10 years later. I don't think. Sargon's rape joke, and I don't even think Vosh's nuke Israel joke or mm-hmm. comment. I guess it wasn't a joke; it was a statement. Um, I don't think that's gonna hurt. I don't think that's what hurt Sargon, and I don't think that would what put, would potentially hurt Vosh in the future. Because you making a crazy comment only hurts you if if it's a comment that your side doesn't like, and that's kind of what Trump tapped in on. He's like, I can say all the crazy shit I want as long as it's playing to my side yeah, but he lost you're on the old like the media no, what, no, and the media minute, used those to defeat him successfully what the I was media say used I, the media defeated sargon in the same way but go ahead i, I think yeah but what I, what I was gonna say is i think the real reason sargon lost wasn't because of the rape joke i think it's because he ran 10 years too early i don't think the mainstream public is is on board with an internet youtube personality becoming a politician yet and they're not going to be until people my age and younger become the mainstream. Oh, then man. you'll see the yeah. shift occur because That's these are the change people everything. That, right. Because they're the people that grew up watching YouTube. And so to them, seeing a YouTuber become president, isn't going to be a weird thing. That's like they're Ronald Reagan. They're like, I know exactly. this guy, PewDiePie. He's my favorite. He's right. the one that got me down the all right rabbit hole. <laughs> Exactly. So 10 to, 10 to 15 years, that's when you're going to see, I think, the changeover. We're going to start to see internet personalities be able to enter politics. Yeah, that's fascinating. We'll see. We'll definitely Maybe it's see. a little scary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to, the media is going to bring up the rape joke. If Sargon runs again in 10 years, they're going to bring up the rape joke. And Well, but it's possible. They will. You have to remember, too. They're devious. I know, but it's, but you have to remember. So in 2010, would anyone really care about the rape joke? I don't think so. They care a little bit, but not enough to, to, to hurt someone's chances. In, 20, in 2010 and 2030, you mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying 10, oh. that's what my point is. I'm saying that the, the social norms about what jokes are acceptable keeps changing so rapidly. Yeah. So 10 years ago, I don't think they would have cared that much. 10 years ago in 2010, 2010, the woke stuff wasn't so crazy as it is now. So in 10 years, it might we could be in a completely new world. Who knows what what things are going to look like and what jokes are going to be acceptable or not? We are. I mean, our, our 
this Biden presidency is going to be fascinating because of, like the word on the street is the woke shit's going to get 10 times worse. So you seem to be bucking the whole the whole argument that that's going to happen. You think well, Biden is going to When slow I it down. see when I see Joe Biden yelling at civil rights leaders. No, I that was great. I'm telling you, I got calling a lot himself of, the yeah. white boy who yeah. supports civil rights. When I see all the leftists and commies on YouTube doing Fighting. nothing. He's not yeah. even Joe Biden's not even president yet. He's done literally nothing because he can do nothing. He right. has no political power yet. And I swear to God, Jimmy Dore spends all day complaining about how Joe Biden is destroying the country, even though he's yeah. not even president. <laughs> Yeah, they turn on each other fast. They're super low on the loyalty betrayal foundation. <laughs> no, like, he's like, he hasn't even done anything yet. And he's like, oh, Joe Biden's like the worst president ever. And it, like, so that's why I just, I'm not, you know, I see Kamala, Kamala Harris, who I, I'm starting to agree with you now that I am worried about because she's 100% pander. Oh my God. She's 100% pander. All she does the is her victory. Kwanzaa fucking tweet. Like, oh my victory. God. Victory. Yeah, I finally she, won you over on something. Yeah, hell yeah, she's terrible. It's interesting because you listen when I listen to the Joe Biden yelling at civil rights leaders. Um, you know, it, to me, it sounds like Joe Biden. Camilla does, would never do that. She would not never do that. So I, not, that's the thing. People might not might not want to hear this. Then people might not know this. I didn't know it either until I really listened to that conversation, which was not meant for public consumption whatsoever. No, no, it was like a private call. Um, to me, Joe Biden seems like a person who really has beliefs himself that he's uh, trying to accomplish. Yes. And that he doesn't doesn't necessarily going to be bullied by people. But with Kamala, she seems a lot more like an empty suit who just do whatever she thinks is going to help her. Yeah. If the numbers come troubling. up, oh, a genocide will get me reelected. She's like, okay, well, where are our weapons? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to go to the genocide level. But, where, where do we keep but... the weapons around here? <laughs> right, so... I I don't know, man. She seems psychopathic to me. She completely seems psychopathic to me. Well, so. and there's another there's another interesting thing about that Biden call too, which I, I recommend everyone listen to at least the end part because he doesn't really talk till the end. Um, is that he's completely cognizant, lucid? Yeah, he's completely lucid. He ha he has no he has a couple speech problems that come off as like stuttering. They don't come off as him having a cognitive issues which is interesting because i thought he had cognitive problems too but now i don't know he had trouble remembering like names and places but no worse than sitch and i do on the show i mean i mean i can't remember what's the name of that movie <laughs> like yeah exactly who did who directed right. that yeah no like but sometimes you would see he would start to say a word and he would kind of start to stutter so he'd do that thing where they like circle around to find another word they can yeah. use instead but yes we should get back Anyways, to our you're video. Anyways, we watching a video. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. It's okay. Nominate somebody, um, a saint. They appoint the devil's advocate, the person who has to argue the other side. In the Jewish Talmud, if there was a case of murder and the defendant was convicted immediately without any dissenting opinions, nobody presented the other side, the conviction was reversed. We have an adversary system. And we have to keep the adversary system. Look, people would have loved me if I had defended O.J. Simpson vigorously and lost. The fact that I won, the fact that I helped produce a not guilty verdict for somebody they believe is guilty, that's what gets them upset. Well, the system doesn't. Did he just com combine vaguely and maybe? 
Vabely. Vabely guilty. No, no, no. He said, no, no, no. It got, it caught uh, lag. He said, they believe. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't work that way. Adversary system. And we have to keep the adversary system. Look, people would have loved me if I had defended O.J. Simpson vigorously and lost. The fact that I won, the fact that I helped produce a not guilty verdict for somebody they believe is guilty, that's what gets them upset. Well, the system doesn't work that way. You don't make the decision. The jury makes the decision. The judge makes the decision. The appellate courts make the decision. Blame them. Blame the prosecutors. Do not blame defense attorneys. They're the last bastion of liberty that stands between you and oppressive government and oppressive prosecution. Well, I, 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 I would only I would add. There's a, there's another issue. I mean, on one hand, I agree, sort of, uh, with that. But I guess the, the thing that's being unsaid here is obviously it depends on you know the defense attorney has to operate within the the moral, legal, ethical grounds of what they're supposed to be doing. And I know, I don't know with the OJ stuff, I know with some of the Epstein stuff, there was lots of claims about, you know, Dershowitz's, Dershowitz was potentially harassing victims and, you know, on all these other things that really? would be oh, outside okay. the bounds of, you know, just being a good defense attorney. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying this is in, in articles I've read. They've made sorts of claims trying to tie him together to some of this behavior. But lamestream media. You can't believe it. The lamestream media. That's yeah. right. The lamestream media. I think that's a Sarah Palinism. One thing where you, if someone shows, if OJ had showed up after a car accident at the hospital, would the doctor refuse to perform surgery? In a world now where we actually do have people suggesting, if you gather in a in a group and catch a certain illness, should you be denied care? You have people who actually adopt, you know, who might be inclined to live by that type of um, ideology. I do think it's part and parcel of some form of a cancel culture type mentality where you want to punish the people who you disagree with. But look, if I were a doctor and Hitler showed up on my table, I would strangle him to death, not as a lawyer or as a doctor, but as a human being. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was, so conf- I was so confused when he said that because that completely destroyed Why? his entire argument. Well, he said right. if Adolf Hitler, so it's like he's, he's saying. Yeah, he said if. If Hitler showed up, if I'm a doctor and Hitler shows up on my table, I'm going to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. But that's his whole argument was that you have to separate your personness from your job. And now he's just mm-hmm. totally reversed that. I didn't understand why he said that. Yeah, a lot of backpedaling here. But we're not talking now. We're talking about people who have been charged with crime under our system who you think are guilty, may well be guilty, but they deserve the most ze- zealous defense. I mean, because I guess the comparison would be like, okay, if you're, uh, you know, Nicole Brown's father and you're a doctor and OJ shows up on your table, are you going to perform life saving surgery on him? I don't think you are. Right. Well, there, he's making the distinction between Adolf Hitler and someone who's charged of a crime in the American legal system who's innocent until proven guilty. Right. But I'm saying you can't. You have to you have to compare like with like, so it would have to be someone affected by Hitler and no, someone affected don't. by a murderer. No, like in the same like, fashion. That's that makes everything. That's too hard. Oh, Let's I see. do okay. it this way. It's easier. Okay. Defense, and I'm going to continue to do it 
no matter how unpopular it makes me. You know, it's interesting. I used to be able to say that no criminal defense lawyer has ever run for public office or been successful. Uh, it's only prosecutors who run for public office. Every previous president who's been a lawyer has been a prosecutor. Joe Biden was a defense attorney. He was a public defender for a very short period of time, to be sure. But I think he is the first president in our history ever to be a public defender. Abraham Lincoln was a defense attorney. John Adams. I'd be very interested to see if... Um... So to me, Alan Dershowitz seems to be a single a single political issue-driven person for the most part. Yeah, Israel. Israel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really unfortunate because it plays into that stereotype, the Jewish stereotype. But um, I would be curious to see if, if Biden is, is positive on Israel. If oh, really? If Dershowitz becomes like a huge Biden fan because he was also a defense attorney. It'd be interesting. Yeah. He wasn't a defense attorney very long because he's like, man, all these people are guilty. I'm getting out of this record. <laughs> this is awful. Talk about it. John Adams defended the British soldiers in Boston who were accused of committing the Boston massacre. And he was berated. He was hated. His own cousin, Sam Adams, wouldn't talk to him. I don't. I guess this is where I have such a problem with what he's saying. Because I agree mm. with the concept of what he's saying. But I don't think you can compare British soldiers in the Boston Massacre who everyone wants to die and no one wants to support them. You, you can't compare that to defending millionaires that are paying you shit tons of money that a bunch of people want to defend. Yeah, no, it's a great point. It's a great point. <laughs> it is a great point. A good, I don't think that's a good comparison. He's, he's, he's pitching himself as the the guy who stands up in the crowd where no one yes. will stand up when really he's a guy in a group of people like tr struggling to get to the front of the stage to get the golden ticket. He's like yeah. stepping on heads, uh, uh, crushing people to get the chance to defend these people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh yes. It's very artful what he's doing here. I'll be right back. But yeah, he did the right. It's great that okay, you're now, pointing I'm it out. I'm going to ask you. It's great that Sitch is pointing it out. Something that I know people are asking themselves now. You say most defense lawyers have guilty clients. Of course. I, I, think, I think people will agree with that. Now, if you know, and, and let's, I'm not talking OJ anymore, but if you know your client is guilty, right? what are the limits to what you are prepared to do to try to successfully get an acquittal of... Dershowitz does that wide eye thing. I don't know what he's, what he's doing it. When body language people assess someone's body language they try to they try to gather a baseline for each individual like Dershowitz well he's wearing glasses so he couldn't be wearing contacts I don't necessarily know why he's doing that wide eye thing but he keeps doing this thing looking like he's having difficulty staying awake so I think it's a tell keep an eye of on a it. client you know guilty I don't put him on the witness stand because I will not allow a client to lie if I'm his lawyer um, I challenge the government. You'll notice O.J. Simpson didn't. He kind of just gave away the fact, like any, if you're in a jury now, any Alan Dershowitz defendee who doesn't get put on the stand, you're going to think, okay, they're guilty. <laughs> if it's a general rule that he was not going to put them on the stand if he thinks they're guilty. I wonder he, I wonder if he, if defense attorneys just come out and ask. I would be... 
I would be prone to just come out and ask, but I guess you can't really do that. Not take the witness stand. Definitely Bailey wanted him to. I very much didn't want him to, not necessarily because of my feeling about guilt. Or I had to deal with an attorney on that dentist stuff. And um, it was a, oh. it was a, oh, just, you didn't hear that, did you? No, what, you had to deal with an attorney? Was it yeah, I had, I had an attorney on that dentist stuff. And dealing with an attorney on anything is is pretty interesting. I mean, I got a lot of really good stuff out of it for writing and whatnot and how the world works and stuff like that. But the, the mm -hmm. attorney is always trying to gauge your innocence or guilt. They want to know, you know, they're going to be defending you. They don't want any surprises in court. So they also want to know, know if you're a crazy person or not. Have you, well, I don't come off as a crazy person. No, obviously. I know, but I'm saying yeah. like, no, no lawyer wants to take a client who turns out to be fucking insane. Yes. Yeah. That's probably the first thing that they look to yes. separate themselves from. I, I listened to an interview recently with Nick Ricada. That was super fascinating. Nick Ricada was doing like the one case that he wouldn't take were DUIs, which are huge. Like attorneys, a lot of attorneys take DUIs all the time. That's like their bread and butter. But he wouldn't do it because the anyone who had a DUI, he could see like hitting his family and killing his kids and stuff like that. And he just couldn't sleep at right. night knowing that he defended a person like that. So. There's a big DUI case going in Southern California right now. This chick had, I think, two DUIs, and on the third one, killed a family. There was a there was a mother and father, and oh God. and three kids in the back seat, and all three kids lived, and the mom and dad died, killed by a drunk driver. That's fucking horrific. That's totally horrific. And I guess the but, the DUI ones are worse because it's like. I mean, you're guilty. <laughs> you know, you're pulled over and they take the, the test and you're you're drunk. Like, what? you know, yeah. Really a question whether you're innocent or not. Well, you're trying to argue it down. And I guess some people try to argue that they weren't guilty. I don't know how you do that. We have to talk to Nick about that. <laughs> Sounds awful. Innocence, he would have made a terrible witness. But um, ethically, you cannot allow your client to lie, nor can you lie, but you can challenge the government at every turn. Well, it's funny because like not just ethically, part. I'm pretty sure if you're a lawyer, you tell your client to lie, that's illegal and you'll get in big fucking trouble. So it's not just ethical. Yeah. Coaching the witnesses. Well, you can coach they, the witness. You're just going to tell them to lie. They did they that the recently in the, in the Trayvon Martin case. The witness that they had on the stand wasn't even the one on the phone call, which is bonkers, completely yeah, crazy. Exactly, exactly. And that was like, everyone was like, holy fuck, that's insane. Great miscarriage of justice. Mm -hmm. What the hell? That's kind of like the socks thing. You kind of wonder how much of this evidence is just cooked up by police and prosecutors. They seem like the overzealous ones. Right, and, and that's what makes... There's such a weird morally gray area because, as you said, the Trayvon Martin case is a perfect example. You know, they, they literally had a fake witness testifying for someone else. And so I'm sure yeah. stuff like this happens all the fucking time. Cross but then, examination and everything. Oh, that's so bizarre. Right. But then it's like, what do you do when you have the actual guilty people like OJ and Epstein? Yeah. Ouch. The students and people disagree, and your viewers will probably disagree. Your client comes to you and says, I just robbed a bank. 
and I've been arrested and I'm about to be tried. And you're a great lawyer. And you know, the only witness against your client is the bank teller. And there's a videotape that shows the bank teller who identified your client as the robber taking off her glasses and kind of making herself look pretty at the time that the robbery was taking place. Are you entitled to cross-examine that eyewitness and say, did you take your glasses off? What is your eyesight with your glasses off? Uh, were you taking your glasses off just to, you know, make yourself look, putting herself in a negative light in front of the jury? You know that she identified your client correctly because your client has told you that. But are you allowed to cross-examine her in a way that casts doubt on her by truthfully making her acknowledge that she took her glasses off? That's a hard question. That's what I used to teach in legal ethics. And there's no good answer to that question. But there's a good answer to the question of if the government goes after your client and breaks into their home and illegally obtains evidence, there's a good answer to the question. Are you allowed to keep that evidence out, even though you know it's evidence that will prove conclusively that your client is guilty? So there are easy answers and there are hard answers and there are some that have no answers. And that's why, in my experience, criminal defense lawyers are among the most ethical lawyers and the most ethical people I know because they're always walking on morally treacherous ground. And we think about it a lot. When I compare the ethics of criminal lawyers to the ethics of journalists, I mean, ethics of journalists sounds to me almost like an oxymoron in well, the face of many of the journalists I've encountered, present company excluded. But when I talk about journalists who work for the New York Times, why is he calling? He's not a journalist. Well, I, it is funny. I mean, this is the part I like. I mean, yeah, they're journalists have no ethics whatsoever. They do you know the study that they did? No, but I mean, uh, he, he said president company excluded, implying that Viva Fry is, considers himself a journalist, which. Well, I don't think he does, but. He does, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he is kind of a journalist. What are you talking about? Sure. He's a, he's a YouTube a YouTuber who's a lawyer. That's not a, Yeah, but he, he, he does more journalism than any of these journalists do on these well, that's court cases. Yeah, like that's he reads like, a case. That's the failing of journalism. Yes. Well, I something is, there's a, there's a niche to be filled here. Some people want the actual truth. So they go to Viva Fry because they can't get it on CNN. Mm -hmm. I mean, his coverage of the I, I haven't I didn't see his coverage of impeachment. I'm imagining that it's probably better than MSNBC. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But he, I have watched a few of his videos on the election, and they're great. They're great. He totally sums up the court cases and what's going on and the how, mm -hmm. how what a shoot the moon type situation. Trump is in like he doesn't sugarcoat it so right there was um but th there's a very interesting ethical question here which is <clears throat> mm -hmm. if you're defending OJ Simpson mm -hmm. and you're pretty 100% sure that he is guilty of murder mm -hmm. but you also know that the police have fabricated evidence mm -hmm. with the sock mm -hmm. but you know that no one else knows this you work with out. the police. It's not morally ambiguous. No, but so I'm saying, do you, as the defense attorney, say, where, do you say, okay, well, I'm going to let them admit that evidence into into the case, even of though course. I know it's fake? Yes. You're saying yes, you do. No, you'd get, OJ would fire you immediately. He'd go, no, but I'm saying I wasn't wearing for, for my, those socks when I killed them. I'm saying OJ hypothetically, would... OJ, no one else knows 
that you that you have evidence to prove that it's fake. I was wearing false. my I was wearing my athletic socks to the murder. Of course, I didn't wear those socks. No, but say he did wear the socks. I'm just saying for the hypothetical. Okay, you're the only person that knows that the police fabricated the evidence. Right. And you say, okay, well, then then it's a question of which moral system is more important to you: the fact that that a guilty murderer should go to jail, or the fact that you have to defend your client to the best of your capability. Well, you're also you're predisposed to default to honesty. So you can always say, well, I had to do it because it was the honest thing to do, that we knew the evidence Right, but was that's sort of the rationalization. Yeah. In this case, it works to your advantage because pe people like honesty, right? Like right. the whole point of a trial is to discern honesty, mm -hmm. right? They're saying sure. you can't lie. It's illegal to lie. I don't know what's your, what is your, what are you going to do? Are you going to side with the, the cops who fabricated? I mean, what I, well, first of all, I wouldn't be a criminal defense attorney because, because I would, I would be the person that would let that evidence go into, into trial. Even if I knew, really? fake, if I knew my client was guilty. Yeah. OJ would, would just fire you though and move on to a new attorney. Remember, there's yeah, a bunch I'm of attorneys saying in, trying in this to... hypothetical situation. OJ can't just fire you because he doesn't. No one else is going to know. Oh, okay. That the evidence was fake. Right. And so, OJ and would or, have or to or say. Or if it does come out later, you could just claim incompetence, not maliciousness. OJ would have to say. OJ would say, "I wasn't wearing those socks." Yeah, but you're changing the point of the hypothetical. Okay. OJ's... The hypothetical is. The point of the hypothetical is to say, you know, you're faced with this moral conundrum of right. what's more important to you. What's more important to you that it is that a guilty man should go free or the morality that you have to defend someone to the best of your capabilities. I wouldn't be in that situation, but obviously the reason I wouldn't be in that situation is because I'm predisposed to wanting the truth, wanting the the real truth. Yeah, but I don't the truth is conflicting man. because the truth is that the, the police fabricate the evidence, but the truth is also that your client is guilty. <laughs> so. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would default to honesty. I would go, I would let the. That's the, that, but that's the, that's yeah. the bullshit rationalization. But honesty's good though. No, I know, but that's, that's you advocating. That's you not advocating. That's you giving up your free will to the moral. The, that's you delegating your moral morality, your morality and your free will away. Mm -hmm. Cause you're saying, well, I don't have to make the hard decision cause I'm just going to be mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. You're just deciding that the honesty overrides everything because you don't want to make the, the hard choice. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's who a, wants it's to a make tough a ass question. Who wants to make a hard question. choice here? I know. That's the problem. Are you going for it? Are you saying that the that the the fake evidence should be admitted into court? Is that I'm what not saying? saying it should be. I don't think it should be. But you're going to let it slide. You're going to say. I'm saying, yeah. Well, let me be clear. I don't think it should be. I don't think police should do that. I think that's morally wrong completely. I'm just saying well, you if should I was in that situation, that's what I would do. I mean, they've done it a dozen times before. That's why they feel brazen enough to do it now. Right. And uh, yeah, and obviously, I mean, the reason it shouldn't be allowed is because there's so many times when they're wrong. <laughs> And the person is innocent. <laughs> and that's they didn't why look you, innocent. You, know, you can't do that. I felt he was guilty. He right, had a exactly. guilty look about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Journalists who 
CNN, journalists who work for many of the major networks, they wouldn't occur to them in a trillion years to think of any issue in ethical terms. I think through... That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Do you know this study where they looked up... They wanted to see if moral philosophers were more moral than regular people. And this one guy <laughs> looked up the library records of all the moral philosophy PhD students to see mm -hmm. who like returned their library books and who didn't. And the moral philosophers were abhorrent. <laughs> they none of them returned their their uh, te their books to the library. They were worse than anyone else. And he postulated it was because they were since they were studying moral philosophy, they were better at coming up with rationalizations why they didn't have to do. It. I, I think that that's probably true in terms of if you study moral philosophy, it's easier for you to come up with justifications. But I don't think that returning library books is the metric that proves that. You don't think it's you don't feel no. bad if you don't return your library books? Oh, well, who, you don't feel bad. I'm just saying, I, I don't think that's the. Anymore. I think you need something a little bit uh, better than that. Who 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 does library books anymore? Exactly. Oh shit. Oh Adam. <laughs> oh Adam. Where were we? I'll get it right back. We persuaded the prosecution that if they brought a federal case, they would have lost. Nope. So in the Too end, far. they agreed to Close a plea enough. bargain. No, he's on Epstein now. He's completely on a different case. We should go fast forward to Epstein anyway. Cool. Let's... But we noticed your client didn't look at the door. <laughs> You know what? Trillion years to think of any issue in ethical terms. I think through every single issue ethically. Oh, you're good. I have never I and would never do anything in my profession that was unethical or illegal or against my own personal principles or morality. But my own personal <laughs> principles and morality say you must defend people you know are guilty. By the way, you almost never know. Client comes to you in the first meeting. Not only am I not guilty, I did nothing wrong, and I ought to be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. By the second meeting, the Nobel Prize is off the table. I didn't do this, but I did other things. The third meeting, well, I did this, but I had mitigating circumstances. The fourth meeting is I did this. Can you get can you get me off? So mostly, I can attest. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you that. Mostly they say, I'm innocent. How could you? When I met O.J. Simpson, first question to me was, Alan, how can anybody think I did this? I said, O.J., everybody <laughs> thinks you did this. Everybody. Thinks I, I got to say, Alan, that, yeah. that, that, that question to me would be the most solid indication of guilt that the, the, <laughs> the, the, the not say senseless denial, but the self-reflectionless denial of how could anyone think I do, did it as though it's everyone else's fault for thinking. That's the type. Well, also, it's funny because this if you say, how can anyone think I did this? You're not saying you didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it. I know. Listen, you got in your Bronco and drove down the Hollywood freeway for 45 minutes. Come on. Type of pathology that makes me think someone is totally guilty. In and, that you have a right, and you have a right to that opinion. And OJ, of course, ultimately was found guilty of another crime in Nevada thereafter. And I'm not here to tell you nor did I. What does it have to do with anything? He, he threw it in there because that's they wanted to get OJ for something. Yeah, they wanted to incarcerate him for something. Right. No, but just it's it's an interesting like. They got why him. Would you bring that up. Leave me alone. I'm Alan Dershowitz. I had to do it. Leave so me alone. They got it's him cute. eventually. They got him. <laughs> I know exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how he it was feels. convicted already. Can we move on? For Next question. They got him for kidnapping someone eventually. Okay, look, it's fine. <laughs> I ever remember we criminal defense lawyers, we don't use the term innocent. We use the term not guilty. Not guilty is a technical term. It means that the government has failed to prove the elements of the crime beyond a reasonable doubt. And there are these are not good arguments. Mm -hmm. Juries yeah. who come back and say, you know, we think your guy did it, but the government failed to prove intent, failed to prove premeditation, failed to prove the corpus delecti. There are all those. There's a famous story about that. Guy is on trial for murdering his wife. They never found the body, but there was overwhelming circumstantial evidence that he killed her. The defense attorney at the end of the case in the closing argument says, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, you're going to be in for the shock of your life. When I count to three, you look at that door and the wife will walk through that door. He goes, one. He goes, two. Every juror has their eyes on the door. He goes, three. Nothing happens. He turns to the jury and says, you have to acquit. You all looked at the door. That meant you had a reasonable doubt. But they convicted. And afterward, he went to the jurors and said, how could you convict? You all looked at the door. And they said, yeah, but we noticed your client didn't look at the door. <laughs> you know what? I knew the story and forgot the punchline. That's, yeah. that's, what that's a funny story. But it, mm -hmm. it's weird because it seems to completely contradict what he just said, his argument about not guilty versus guilty. Mm -hmm. How so? Because he was saying, well... We're not arguing they're innocent. We're arguing they're not guilty. And then I have jurors that come back and they say, well, we think that your guy probably did it, but it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, the state didn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So we're going to vote not guilty. And then he tells right. a story where immediately in the story, the jurors do the opposite of that. They convict the guy solely on circumstantial evidence. Because he didn't look at the door. He yeah. didn't look at the door. But kids, um, okay, now, incidentally, you, you, a little bit earlier, you brought up... Um, an interesting the question the teller taking her glasses off and it's a it's a it's a gray zone answer and it's a gray zone an answer that's going to bring us a perfect segue into what i know everybody in the chat wants to know we're going to get to epstein we're going to look at his eyes are twitching <laughs> his eyes are twitching i know as you say look at that that's that's the sad look <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a body language expert now too sitch Apparently. look at us we're both are know. I know. Hire us. We'll do all your body language work. I think it, it's funny because it I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm like hallucinating, that uh, you know that uh, Viva Fry and and uh, Barnes just talked to a body expert. Yes, like, they did right before this. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. It's sure. all over the gritty of Epstein, but let's start with one of the accusations that I, I get mail, I get I get messages, and people say. Dershowitz was uh, instrumental in uh, smearing the victims of Epstein. I think it was 2005 or 2000, uh, 2005 or 2008 when the first charges were being brought in Florida. You went to their MySpace uh, social media accounts to drudge up dirt on them, make them look like they were asking for it, for lack of a better word. Um, and, and, you know, that's sort of the that's sort of the question of now where you're dealing with not a witness necessarily. Now you're dealing with a victim. But. It's the same question that gets asked. What are you allowed to do to try to discredit the victim for the benefit of your client in their defense? So a lot of people are going to hold that against you. A lot of people well, will fine. not forgive you for yeah. it. Well, uh, I'm not asking for forgiveness, and I couldn't care less if you hold it against me. Um, 
I don't even know how to do MySpace or any of those. I'm not technical. I didn't do any of that. But Jeffrey Epstein's private investigator did. And he then wrote me a report which had material that raised questions about the credibility of the witnesses. If I had failed <laughs> Wait. to bring that to the attention of the prosecutor, I would have been disbarred. And I should have been disbarred. You must bring to the attention of the prosecutor anything that raises questions about the credibility of witnesses. You say they're not witnesses, they're just victims. There's your answer to the Sox question. You would have been disbarred, Sitch. No, no. Sure, sure. Well, that's the easy answer. Because that's mm -hmm. you, again, you're, you're giving up your morality. You're giving up your free will because you're saying, well, I don't want to be disbarred. Yeah, right? you got a mortgage to pay. Right. But um, th this is... To me, he has a better argument when he says, as, as a lawyer, my job is to defend my client. And if this information comes out, I have to do it. Otherwise, I'll be disbarred because that's literally my job. Yeah. That's, a, that's an argument that makes sense to me. But it's we, it, the thing that bothers me, I guess, is that it seems like his go-to instinct, like the first answer he gives to all these questions is always uh, shift the blame. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, not my well, fault. I don't know how to use MySpace. You know, I didn't look for that information. The private investigators found that information and they just gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And it was my job to read it. If, if that <laughs> information didn't come out, then obviously like, I would have been at fault. It's, it's weird to me. Not weird, but it's interesting that his first instinct in all these questions seems to be to immediately shift blame sitch he's just and a then good to like guy walk it back with like a better job. argument he's doing his job sitch why do you have to why are you raining on his parade he's just a good guy doing his huh. job he's just a good mental hike doing his job that's true. you're that's such true. a stickler here i know innocent guilty murder who sitch he's doing his job <laughs> he's doing the job of look his... it's just business it's not personal right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just doing it. He mm -hmm. didn't dig up the MySpace stuff. He wasn't there. He looked at the pictures, probably <laughs> longer than he should have, but. Victims, of course, they were the people who were going to testify against Jeffrey Epstein. My job was to persuade the prosecutors that they were not credible witnesses, and they were not credible uh, witnesses. Remember, people who are real victims can also. Uh, tell lies or exaggerate or make up stories. Uh, and so the job of the defense lawyer and I, along with everybody else on the team, and it was a team consisting of lots and lots of people, brought to the attention of the prosecutors the credibility problems of some of these women who had lied repeatedly about other episodes, who had lied about their age, who had lied about a range of other things. These are issues that would have come up at trial. At trial, of course, you have to cross-examine witnesses. And it's the job of the defense attorney to bring up these issues uh, before trial. And so, yeah, of course I did that. And I would do it today in any case. And if your son were charged with a serious crime in college or elsewhere, you would want me to bring that up. <laughs> if a young woman at a college accused your son of improper conduct, and your son had evidence that she had lied about other people and made up stories and had this and that. You would want me to bring that up to protect your son. So don't apply a double standard and say what's good for your son is not good for. I mean, if he was going to make the argument that like, look, I didn't know that Epstein was guilty. And so 
while I thought he was innocent, I was mm-hmm. looking at these witness statements and looking for inconsistencies and looking at, my, at their social media postings and showing that they just, you know, seem to have made up other stories in the past. While I thought he was innocent, I'd say, okay, that kind of, you know, that makes sense. But it's really, I don't know, it's just really hard for me to believe that, like, he went into this thinking Epstein was an innocent guy. I just, it's really hard for me to believe that. Yeah, he knew he was guilty. He definitely knew he was guilty. I don't know, but it seemed like a lot of people knew. Well, he, he Epstein had him on the island. That's why Epstein had these people on the island. Like, he had Dershowitz by the balls. He totally had him by the balls. No, no, but the island, when he went to the island, it was just all innocence. There was no bad shenanigans going on. Well, now that Epstein's not around <laughs> to refute that claim, uh, sure. But Epstein, I'm sure when Epstein's talking to him about being his defense attorney, he's saying, yeah, nothing happened, but that's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to tell him you were screwing 14-year-olds the whole time you were there. <laughs> you want to defend me or what? Right? I mean, that was, maybe, that was Epstein's game. That was totally Epstein's game, man. Yeah, he, Dershowitz is just here cleaning up the aftermath. That's, you know, it's interesting. I, I never considered that, which should be the most obvious thing to consider, because that was Epstein's entire role seemed to be. Yes, uh, so sort of a honeypot for rich and successful yeah. people. So Hell obviously yeah. that would also apply to his lawyers. <laughs> of course, of course. See, here's the problem. If that was true, well, not the problem, but if that was true, mm-hmm. I mean, Alan Dershowitz should just come out and say that that's what happened. That he said that to him. Yeah. No, because obviously he ended up defending him and getting him off. That looks awful no, no, bad. I, under- when I understand What that. are you saying? He blackmailed you and you went with it? I No, I understand that. But on one hand, yeah, you're, that's why he wouldn't. That'd be the hard choice. That'd be the hard ethical choice to make. What, to on one step hand, up and you, say, Epstein is trying to blackmail me? Yeah, yes. if you said, look, yeah. Epstein's dead. It doesn't matter anymore, but he blackmailed me. And, you know, oh my God, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God. But that's what God. I'm saying. That'd be so crazy. Cause it would totally like there. I feel like if, if one person did that, there'd be Black like the avalanche of people that would come out and you'd find all the people that came out that said that Epstein was doing this. And it would just, I feel like it would be such a good public. It'd be such a good for, for society to like finally have like a clear answer about Epstein. If this is the case, obviously this may not have happened. Look at the, all. yeah, this is obviously Adam speculation here, Yes, but look at the look on Dershowitz's face and tell me he wasn't blackmailed. That face <laughs> just screams. I was blackmailed. <laughs> I'm a body language expert. Guys. <laughs> I watched a couple videos on it. That's re- you watched the interview that, that Fry did with the body language. expert. I've watched, and you just absorbed I, it all. I've watched a bunch of the body language videos, and most of them I am a skeptic on. The, a lot of the things that they talk about, I think, are complete and utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. The thing that that guy said, uh, which made a lot of sense, was finding the baseline on a person, which you really have to know right. what the norm is on somebody to tell you well, know, if they're, what kind of personality they are. I think part of my issue with the body language stuff is like, yes, I agree. First of all, you have to, it's like a lie detector. You have to find the baseline because some people mm-hmm. are going to be more nervous than others. Some people are going to be right. more calm or confident than others. But then it feels like using bi language, you could see whether someone is calm or nervous 
but I think that's probably about as far as it goes. I don't think you can tell whether people are lying. I don't think you can tell why they're nervous specifically. And I yeah. think that's where you kind of get into troubled waters. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I've like, I joke around sometimes and people can't tell that I'm joking. And I always think, oh, they obviously know I'm lying. And then discover <laughs> exactly, later. But they don't. That they didn't, yeah. Right. Which makes me think, I would never lie purposely. Like, I'm trying to be over the top when I'm telling my tall tales so people don't know, but I've gotten in trouble doing that. I right, used to always you... make this joke about how I, now that just, Jessica and I are married, I can beat my wife legally. And uh, <laughs> the it got the family thought I was literally beating her. <laughs> I was like, no, that's a joke, you idiot. <laughs> uh, see? Exactly. Uh, or... You know, it's funny People sometimes when I'm talking. Take a joke. <laughs> sometimes when I'm talking to some friends of mine, I'll just like they'll say like, "Oh, what is X?" and I'll just make up some of like the most ridiculous explanation that's like so to me obviously not true. And yes. I even think like, "Oh, this person obviously they're going to tell from the tone of my voice, they're going to tell from my facial expressions that I'm just fucking them." But then a lot of times they like think that I'm they just fall for the it. <laughs> I know. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Oh, so bad. It's yeah. bad. It is. You have to tell them, listen, I'm not a wife beater, honestly. <laughs> but once they, once it gets in their head, it's just thinking it's That's impossible. my problem. I, I would have just, I would never, I would just run with that. Like once, if someone doesn't tell, no, I'm joking. I yeah. just never, never let up. Don't mess with me. You're next. Yep. Go to the next room, make like smacking sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so good. They tried to pull her away and have a little like intervention with her. Blink twice if you need us to call the police. She was like, "Are you kidding me? He's kidding. He's joking. You don't what? Oh my god, <laughs> it's comedy gold." That of the criminal defense lawyer Jeffrey Epstein didn't think I did a good enough job. He fired me because I only got a deal whereby he'd have to plead guilty to a felony. He'd have and to re and register, register as, a, as a sex offender and uh, not have any jail time, but still uh, a sex offender and felony. Epstein said that's the guy not good enough. He fired me. He hired somebody else who was local who got him a better deal than the federal government prosecuted. He brought me back at that point. And my job at that point was to prove not that he didn't do anything wrong. He was being charged with a federal crime. Federal crime requires. This is so weird. He's like, oh. He fired me. See, like I'm free of culpability. But then it's like, but then he rehired me later. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I have no free will in this matter, Sitch. <laughs> Don't you understand? When like, someone fires me, when someone hires me, I, I can't decline or say I no. I mean, but see, th this is this is crazy too, because it's like, okay, you can make all of these. I, to my mind, you can make a lot of rationalizations like, okay, you're hired, you're this guy's lawyer, you have to do the best your job, you know, allow you to because you have this belief about what your job entails and the importance of being a defense attorney mm -hmm. in American society, blah, 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 blah. You make all these arguments, but then you're fired. Okay, you did the mm -hmm. best you could, which considering what Epstein did, it sounds like a fucking sweetheart deal. You did the best you could and he fires you. You're, you're off the hook, right? You're off the hook. Yeah. And then when he, but then he hires you back. That's when yeah. you turn it down. You say no. Well, unless the blackmail thing is like, unless there's some, <laughs> unless there's some believability to that. Right. Argument. Unless there's some black, but assuming there's no blackmail, it's like, okay, then yeah. to me, that's when you lose the moral argument. Cause it's like, okay, you totally got off. 
you're totally out scot-free. You didn't have to make any sort of, you know, moral judgments. But then when you get offered a position back, when you think he's guilty and you take it, that's when you lose all, that's when you lose the moral culpability. The blackmail actually seems totally plausible. Obviously this is hypothetical, but the, or speculation, but the blackmail seems actually, it seems possible to me. It seems plausible to me. Let's put it that way. Because Look, he dragged his feet on the deal he got him. He didn't like the deal that he got him, which you would do if you were in a situation where you're like forced to do this without your will. Like he gets him the shittiest deal he can possibly get him, mm-hmm. and then he fires him and then hires him, forces hires him back again after he gets the deal he wants. Who knows what he had on the other guy? Jeez. Well, and also I don't know. I'd have to. This is annoying because it's like I can't. Because I did a lot of research into the Epstein stuff mm. a while back. That's so funny. I like spent all this time. I was going to do an Epstein video, and then I didn't because I was like, no one cares about Epstein. And then it was bullshit. like bullshit. No, no. But like this that was video before, would go viral. This instantly. was before. This was before like all the yeah. like he got rearrested and killed himself. You have to do an Epstein video, man. And People are obsessed now. with this stuff. This but, is like. I but but my point was like. It's annoying because I, I, you know, you always research, you look through all these articles and in all the articles that I read, the journalists make it sound like Alan Dershowitz was directly involved with negotiating the insane deal that Epstein got. And the deal that he got was, yes, he was registered as a sex offender, but even though he technically had to serve, I think it was like 13 months in jail, he -hmm. spent the majority of his day in his own office building. Oh really? So it yeah, because they even... had this, they had this "quote unquote" work Whoa. release program for Jeffrey oh Epstein, yeah. where every day he would leave jail to go to his office, his nice. And oh, it's so funny. He literally, he was rich enough to buy a building, he bought the entire office building, and and just so he could go there and it could be close to the jail, and they could wow. put whatever they want in the office. He could have any food or TVs or whatever the fuck he wants. He just can't wow. leave the office, and so he spent, you know. His days in the office, and then at night he'd go back to jail to go to sleep. <laughs> he was probably banging chicks in the office. All he was day. probably banging chicks. In the, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, all the articles that no I read. There is no justice. Yeah. There, first of all, there is no justice. You see that that's what Epstein got, and you're like, this is insane. Okay, this is fucking ludicrous. And he also got out early for good behavior. It was supposed to be, I think, 18 months or 24 months, and he got out like 13 or something. But all the articles that I read, all say that Alan Dershowitz was personally involved in negotiating this deal. So he's claiming it's weird because he described that deal, but then he said that Epstein fired him for it. So I'm very confused as to what exactly his role in this was, but yeah. What the, what was the better deal? Cause it sounds like he got the Epstein or it he got like the he, Dershowitz what I'm saying. deal. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of substitutes. An interstate nexus. In other words, travel with the young woman in interstate commerce for purposes of having sex, and there was no such evidence. So we persuaded the prosecution that if they brought a federal case, they would have lost. So in the end, they agreed to a plea bargain where he would plead to state charges, get 18 months in prison, be a felon, lose his, uh, have to register as a sex offender. That's what happened. At the time, we... Uh, we have a stream of from Genos Kuhn for $1 says, here's my tinfoil. Something happened with Ghislaine and his daughter when they were alone, and it happened to be filmed. Oh, so really? Dershowitz's is, is daughter? He'll, 
as he'll say early, later in this interview, uh, when yeah, Dershowitz he spells out flew, what happened on the island. Yeah, when Dershowitz flew to Epstein's <clears throat> island, he said that uh, Maxwell Gislaine, who was kind of like Epstein's number two pimp, she's in custody night. now. By the way, right. they're trying to get her. Yeah, yeah, and she, you know, she was, you know, completely aware of all that was going on, and she was f- uh, facilitating this. Uh, Dershowitz says that his daughter and her were like spending time on the beach together. So Janos is saying that his his conspiracy claim was that they did something together. They Mac Daddy, that's a little the Blackwell lesbian, yes, little lesbian love affair. I how old was the daughter? This this could be it's like gross. No idea. Just Lane's an evil one. We only is knew her, about a hand. Is her name really Jizz Lane? <laughs> Is that really her name? Jizz well, it's spelled, Lane. It's spelled like weird. It's like G H I S Lane. Like I don't know what the my god. Is. Her name is Jizz Lane. Name is Jizz Lane. You know it's funny. If you type her into Google, the thing that like comes under her subheading that describes her is socialite. Oh yeah, totally. So rich people. Yeah, rich people. Oh, it says she's British. Okay. Messing there with people. Handful of complaints against them. All the other complaints came up later but i did what every criminal defense attorney do i'm not saying i'm uh, i'm right because other people do it we're all right every one of us is right that's what we have to do when a person is charged with a crime you do an investigation you find every possible hole you can in the prosecution's case legally factually in terms of testimony in terms of a credibility that's what you do if you don't want to live in that system again There are plenty of countries where criminal defense attorneys don't do that. But in America, if we don't do it, we're disbarred and appropriately disbarred. I taught legal ethics at Harvard for 25 years, and I taught my students to do exactly that. And I'm proud of the fact that I have hundreds of law students out there challenging the credibility of witnesses, (laughs) challenging the prosecution. And they're great lawyers, and I'm very proud of them. Yeah, all those Harvard attorneys, you know they're not making any money. They're not. They're not hanging out on Epstein Island. Yeah, at all. you know all those Harvard attorneys that, that go to criminal defense work for yeah. the, the person that can't afford it, the public defender. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's a it's a difficult thing. Now, I understand and I respect what you're saying in this in this uh, pursuit of. You know, they're all they're all uh, defending CEOs from like tax evasion charges. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I won't call it justice because people will not accept it as justice, but pursuit of keeping the system in check. I personally could never stomach it in a million years. I couldn't you stomach didn't, it. You, you didn't become a criminal defense. No, That's your choice. I couldn't stomach doing wills and and uh, hedge funds and no, all no, that. I, could never I, could, stomach I couldn't it. stomach it for a different reason, not because you know I find it boring, but because I'm not sure that I would feel good about myself at the end of the day. I'm not sure I'd feel good about myself helping rich people get richer at the expense of poor people. <laughs> I'm not sure I would feel good about that at the end of the day. That's why I chose to represent mostly poor people. But the, the, that's so weird. He says, I don't know if I would feel about helping rich people get richer at the expense of poor people. It's like, yeah, viva la. Viva Fry, what are you doing? No, How but it's you... like your, your, your most known recent case was Epstein. You helped a rich person escape justice from the law for multiple yeah. accounts of sexual assault against minors. Yeah. Like yes. you can't use that argument. <laughs> I'm sorry. You lost the ability to make that argument. Yeah. True. Half of my pro bono 
I'm the only lawyer, I think, the only criminal defense lawyer in America who all through his career has done 50% of his cases pro bono. Most of my clients you've never heard of, they are obscure. Many of them women, many of them abused women. Uh, I represented a lot of victims of crime. For example, women. Is that, is that wipe the slate clean because he's doing all his pro bono cases? Depends upon the 50% because I was thinking, so he's got, uh, he's got OJ and Epstein. Like all he has to do is do two pro bono cases and he's done 50%. <laughs> he's like, well, I want to see the numbers. What other cases is he taking? Like he's the only taking high profile. Let's the only do, has he only done a dozen cases in his life? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't Who know. Who killed her husband in an attempt to prevent their abuse. I've represented people who were locked up in mental hospitals by their husband who wanted to steal their money or wanted to have a divorce Italian style or things of that kind. So I've had a mixed. See, he defends the women's. Okay. Mm -hmm. He defends the women's. Yeah. It's fine. Who killed their husband to get out of a bad marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they were being abusive. They deserve it. Yeah. A believe mixed career with multiple clients, and I'm unless you're being paid not to believe them. Yeah, <laughs> very proud of my career. I would say the only two clients I wish I had never met were Leona Helmsley, uh, who was just a tax case, but she was impossible, and Jeffrey Epstein, not because of the role I played in defending him, but because it led to this false accusation by a oh, woman we'll, we'll I never her. met. Right, but we'll, those we'll are the only her. two cases I regret. No, no, no. I See, it, that's weird, too. You're saying, I regret defending Jeffrey Epstein, not because he was obviously guilty and horrible person, but because it made trouble for my life. <laughs> like, it's just... It's true. It's true. It's such yeah. a weird answer. Why would you... Why would you... You're saying the quiet part out loud. Well, there. he can't... <laughs> he can't... He can't say that Epstein was guilty. I don't think he can say that. So, but then getting... just don't say that you regret the, taking the case. Like, that's just weird. Mm -hmm. Why would you say that? Because he he wants to express regret for taking the case, obviously. Yeah, but for only but he can't the reason. <laughs> but he can't the reason he can't come out with a reason because because he was guilty of sin. I regret taking the case. I mean, I see. Yeah. So so maybe you're saying this is like what you were saying with Tim Pool. He's going to say one it part is. like, it's the loud. big part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. The big part is I regret back. taking the case. The small part is the reason that he gives. Yeah. The walk back. back. Yeah. I Cause it made you. a bunch of trouble for me. Cause he yeah. blackmailed me. That son of a bitch. I, I got, we're going to questions about the Epstein. Cause and it, by the way, I've also defended people on death row who were innocent, poor people who couldn't afford it all pro bono. And so don't stereotype my career uh, based on O.J. Simpson, Patty Hearst, uh, Klaus von Bülow. Well, uh, Patty, uh, Patty Hearst. Oh, he defended Patty Hearst? I don't know that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it, Patty Hearst is an interesting one. Patty Hearst is a case I could have taken because I do think that she was more a victim than a you. Let me tell you, you'd never be a decent criminal defense lawyer. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> you, know, you can choose your cases. You can't be a good criminal defense lawyer if you like Patty Hearst and don't like O.J. Simpson. If you're going to be a criminal defense lawyer, you got to buy the whole hog. you got to be willing to defend anybody who's charged with a serious crime. My criteria is the more likely the person appears to be guilty, the more unpopular, the more he's hated, the more I'm going to take the case because you won't. And that so that's not true, though. It's not true. Like a boxer picks his picks his matches. I mean, it's you, you don't. Well, there's two. This, this is very interesting when he made this comment, because on one hand, 
if we say that that it's true, mm-hmm. you say, okay, well, it's obviously that this is what drives him. He he gets his biochemical motivation from this. He gets off on this to some mm-hmm. degree, which he is does. fine. Yeah. Right. Which is fine because again, we need people like that in society. And I don't believe that I don't believe that true altruism really exists. So it's fine. But it's interesting because then it makes me think his whole moral system is kind of this after the fact rationalization for justifying the thing that gives him energy. He likes to do, exactly. Right. Yeah. No. Right. I'm t- Which is it's true. The way I'm sure most people operate. He's being completely driven by his rush. It's like yes. a cocaine addiction to him. Right. Yeah. But this, the second problem is that I don't think that's a d- proper description of O.J. Simpson and Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. <laughs> I think there were thousands of lawyers across the country that were kill, would kill yeah, totally. the money yeah. and the fame to be uh, O.J.'s lawyer, to be Epstein's lawyer. And especially yeah. with, with Epstein, when Epstein was first charged with this stuff, this was like... It's not like now where everyone's like, oh my God, Epstein obviously did this. When he was first charged with this stuff, this was like people didn't know who Epstein was. They didn't think that any of these charges were true. So for him to act like, oh, everyone thought Epstein was totally guilty at first, like that's not really accurate whatsoever. Yeah. You know more because you dug into the case. I just, uh, tidbits here and there, I don't, I haven't really dug into it. Well, and also this contradicts what he was saying earlier because earlier he was saying that he thought, these people were innocent at first. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, but I want to defend them because everyone thinks they're guilty. It's like, well, then why do yeah. you think they're innocent? Usually when they come at me with blackmail, I figure they're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, got, got intuition. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's and such that's a why... horrible case to be in. That's like a movie plot right there. It like is a movie the, plot. It's a perfect def- movie plot. See? If if it's true, Alan Dershowitz was black man, which I don't think he is. I think Adam's totally off base here. But, but it's a screenwriter in me. I have to do it. I have to. I have to take be... reality up to the next level. But see, if it was true, that's why he should he should admit if that was true because he could make he can make bank uh, with a movie based around his life. You're in a horrible situation. That's a horrible situation. Yeah. I think it would yeah. be weird, but I think at the end of the day, people would see him as a hero for being brave enough to admit that he was blackmailed. If he was, I don't think he was, mm-hmm. but if he was, I we'll think it'd be out. seen as heroic. If it comes out, oh man, it's going to be epic. <laughs> Best lucky guess of my How's life. How's it going to come out? Epstein's dead. Obviously, he was quote unquote suicided. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I that. I think it's going to come out. Jis Lane might talk about it jizz lane was there if she if there was a chance that she would rat out some dark thing i she would be dead already oh really don't you think i don't know i don't know they they're probably it depends upon if you think i mean you're under the impression epstein was i'm i believe epstein was killed but there was ineptitude at the same time. Like the ineptitude what was was what was allowed the killing. But there were some people who probably are got in big trouble for the ineptitude. So they're probably I, don't the, I think I I, I I think the people were paid off that were supposed to be watching the cameras. I don't think they were just incompetent. But that's ineptitude. Missed, you know? That's ineptitude. Well, I don't same you know, level. Being paid off is an ineptitude. That's corruption. Well but the people who 
were who put people who could be paid off in charge oh, for okay. the inept yeah, ones. Okay. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. Right. It's still ineptitude. Like, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, you, can, you can go all the way up the hierarchy to whoever's job it is to keep Epstein alive. And <laughs> right. Someone's fucking guilty of ineptitude. Well, it's, uh, unless, of course, the, the warden himself isn't on it, which I have no clue if that's the case. But Sure, totally, yeah. Could be. Definitely could. Has right. he been on Epstein's Island? Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like... I'm just saying, I'm saying you under, you and I both probably believe that the there are two forces here. There are the forces of all the people who obviously don't want Epstein flapping his big fat mouth. Right. And then the forces that of of justice and good and all that is America. And there is an aptitude in between the the people like the the people keeping him alive had some ineptitude on their side otherwise he'd still be alive. Right. Yeah. I don't think everyone's corrupt. There's like corruption exists, but not everyone is corrupt. Sure. Sure. You got to find the sitch out there. It's like, I won't take a bribe at any, <laughs> at any price. <laughs> Seriously. You're not going to take a bribe. If you're no. guarding and they come to you and they're we'll, we'll give you $1 million. If you go take a nap, Sitch is going to be like, no, I am not <laughs> taking a nap. No, see what I do. This is what I do. I say sure, and I pretend like I'm going to take the nap, and then I record it all, expose them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the move. Okay. That will be your viral video. That's the viral video. Yeah. You just passed up a million dollars to make like fifty bucks. No, see, I, I passed up a million dollars to make twenty million dollars with the movie deal that will be based around me, the heroic yeah. prison guard. <laughs> That fought against the corruption in the system. See, you gotta think big. Yeah, you can't even. You can't say prison guard. No one in Hollywood's gonna make. Hollywood's woke. No one's making a movie about a prison guard. Get, they'll, get make, over, they'll make a movie about get the over down yourself. his luck prison guard that that exposed the corrupt nah. plot by whomever to kill Jeffrey Epstein. You a part of the patriarchy, dude. <laughs> well, whatever. Look, I'll, for the movie, I'll allow them to recast me as a minority. Okay, just, <laughs> just so they feel better. Okay. Oh, what would that be called? That's like that's worse than digital blackface. That's like actor <laughs> blackface. Evil, <laughs> evil. Hey, man. Come on, we're watching a video, Sitch. Quit talking. You talk too much. You should stick to doing YouTube and doing your 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 legal work, your money legal work, because you would not be a criminal defense lawyer because you allow your own personal predilections to influence who your clients would be. Well, a hundred a hundred percent. Shouldn't See, you? Dersh Dersh <laughs> gave him a, a open handed slap there, guys. Yeah. And he had every look on his face like he knew what he was doing. And Viva's like, oh my God. Well, he was, he was, he was trying to back he, up. He keeps his cool. He doesn't respond to it negatively. He just keeps going forward. Yeah. No, he's but great. I don't, because to me, this, so it seems like basically Dershowitz is framing his moral system as the chief primary moral force in my life is just I'm a defense attorney and I have to be the best, best defense attorney no matter what. Like he's abdicating any responsibility or thought process. When you say, I'm not even going to choose my clients, like that sounds insane to me. Is he saying that he'll never, like if someone comes to him with a case and lots of money, he's going to take it automatically? Like that's ridiculous. I'm Obviously wondering. He makes decisions about who to, who to defend and who not to defend. 
I'm wondering why he didn't defend Epstein pro bono. He does all this pro bono work all the time. <laughs> like, geez. Like, if he really wants to make a statement, there's all these other guys that are going to do it for a bunch of money. Just do it pro bono. <laughs> do it for free. <laughs> do it for the love 100%. of the game. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, 100%. But one of my underlying reasons is also, I think, I you know, I don't want to call, I, I don't want to use an inflammatory comparison, but I think I don't want to associate for the reasons which now I think I don't want to associate with certain types of clients uh, because so you, of wouldn't, what, so you wouldn't be a doctor in a bad neighborhood either. Then you wouldn't be a doctor in uh, Bay Ridge because in Brooklyn, because allegedly a lot of mafia people live there and might come and be your patients. What well, do you, oh, you don't want oh, to associate oh, with them. Allegedly a bunch of mafia. <laughs> I love how he knows where the mafia people in Brooklyn are. Hey man. Of course he's a defense, defense attorney. attorney. Adam, yeah, you exactly. gotta know where your clients are. Okay. Exactly. You know where the business cards go. You know who to put the you know yeah, where exactly. to put the you business cards. You know which ambulances cards. to chase after. Okay. You gotta make some money here. Brooklyn's not cheap. I've lived <laughs> in Brooklyn. It ain't cheap. Then you wouldn't you wouldn't be a rabbi. You're not befriending Priest. people just because you associate with them as a professional. When you're a doctor in a doctor-patient relationship, a priest-penitent-patient relationship, a lawyer-client relationship, you're not associating with these people. That's McCarthyism. You okay, are true, performing true. a professional role. But now this is what this is where I'm going to stop you. You're not, I, and I do agree with you. This is, I, I think this is a really poor comparison because, <laughs> like, if you're a doctor in an emergency room and a patient comes in, there's no, it's not like you can say, I don't want to perform surgery on this patient. Like there's no criteria. Like you're the doctor on call and you perform the surgery. Like that's how it works with a lawyer. You don't have to take a case unless you're a public defender. Nothing yeah. forcing you to do that. Yeah. And the public defender cases, they throw at people. You have to do a certain amount of work. In right. Order exactly. To, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A you can't compare this to work. being like a doctor. Oh my God. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if, if, the public defenders have to do 50% of their cases pro bono anyway. <laughs> it's just like a standard. He's like, I've done 50% <laughs> of my, it's like the pair standard, but nobody knows. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think that's what happens, but that would be funny. Yeah. Yes, he could. He doesn't, it, I love how he's comparing himself to a man of God, a man who saves lives for a living, a doctor. <laughs> it's like all these I get rid of people off on murder. You could, you could say a, you could say a criminal defense attorney does save people's lives. I mean, they save them life from yeah, prison he or does. From execution. Yeah. Sure. Yes, he gets rich people off on murder. It's great. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. In the, in the same, you know, I've had Cernovich on my channel. I'll I'll discuss things with anybody because I don't think you associate through discussion. But right. there is a line when representing a client, there is a fine line between maintaining that distance. And I find sometimes with clients and lawyers, it, the lawyers sometimes, you know, they cross that line, not in a nefarious way, just, you know, in an inadvertent natural evolution way. And it gets people into trouble in the same way. I think I, you know, that line may have been crossed between you and Epstein, but I want to get no, there in a second, but not at all. But one thing that I do want to say for everybody who says no justice, I can't believe this guy defends, you know, uh, alleged whatever's I, I, I thought about this earlier that when people think you can be pressured morally into not representing someone who may very well be guilty to make the prosecution prove its case 
it's only a matter of time before you get into a world where there's going to be political and social pressure to get lawyers to not represent political clients or clients for political or social reasons. That's already, that's already happening. It's already it's, happening. Look, I can't speak at Harvard, uh, even though I taught there for 50 years, according to a student protest now, because I represented President Trump, who I didn't vote for in 2016. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Uh, I, I can't speak at Harvard because I was, quote, associated with President Trump. I have to go through a... Isn't that hilarious? They're like, we don't want you speaking at Harvard because you defended Trump, not because you defend. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. He what makes that fuck? case against them. I know. That's insane. Bunch of crazy people. That's fucking insane. This is, this is, where, where's your moral, I think a lot of people have to ask themselves where their, their moral system is at when it bothers them more that so it's defended trump than a fucking serial blackmailing pedophile rapist well racism trafficker. is worse racism is worse than pedophilia in their uh, in their hierarchy of crimes against humanity so oh of course of course yeah sure. i forgot it's very forgot. very simple very simple that's true <laughs> that's true moral program and an admission of guilt which of course i won't go through i'm very proud of my representation of the Constitution on the floor of the Senate because President Trump was impeached on unconstitutional grounds. I would have made the same argument if Hillary Clinton had been elected and she had been impeached on unconstitutional grounds. So we're getting that already. Even though he made the opposite argument against Bill Clinton, but that's a different story. Yeah. You're not uh, supposed already... to look that up. Okay. Look, he wasn't wrong then, Adam. He's just more right now. Okay. Yeah, you get more right over time. That's how it works. The McCarthyism is seeping from O.J. Simpson to uh, President Trump to uh, men who disagree with women on the Me Too movement to you name it. Anything that's politically correct today, uh, people don't want to represent them. And, you know, if, if, if you want to win popularity contests, be a prosecutor or represent only people who you, who pass the David. Is that you, sign or Viva? That was me, son. Approval test. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Sitch. Well, it's You're funny because prosecutors, like the like the leftists, hate prosecutors now. They do, yeah. So I don't even. Oh, I don't know how long this down. idea is going to hold true that he's saying. I came to an epiphany on this very day, this mm -hmm. very day. Why it's always Democrats that are defense attorneys, and it's always Republicans that are prosecutors. I figured it out. But uh, <laughs> if you want to be a real criminal defense lawyer, you got to take my approach, which is the taxi cab approach. First person who hails the cab gets in it. You got to go take him wherever she or he wants to go. Um, and you can't do anything illegal or unethical. It's Osama bin Laden. He wants to go to the airport. What do you do? Quick. <laughs> well, I have to follow the codex of being a cab driver, which states that I must take my fare wherever he may desire as long as he pays and does not do anything illegal while in the vicinity of my cab. Fuck you. I'm taking him to ICE. Ethical. Uh, you don't get to pick and choose uh, who you represent. At least I don't. I picked the most controversial, the most unpopular <laughs> Because I had tenure. I couldn't get fired. I didn't have a law firm making me do things. I felt a special responsibility to represent the worst of the worst, the most popular of the unpopular, the most despised of the despised. And that's the most important function a criminal defense lawyer can serve. You, you, okay, this is, this is my big problem. Okay. 
I understand and I agree with all the arguments about why you need to have these types of people, why you need to have defense attorneys, why the law has to be set up this way. I agree with all that stuff, 100%. But you can't... Well, well, but you can't paint yourself as he just did, as like this moral arbiter. It's his responsibility to defend the people that no one will defend. You can't make that argument when you're getting paid by millionaires hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend them against heinous crimes. Like, it's not like Epstein was out on the street as a homeless person and, and he had no money and everyone was ready to, to kill him. And he was that one guy like from Futurama who says like, I might not agree with him, but I'll fight the dust for his right to say it. <laughs> He's not that guy. He's being paid shit tons of money and getting shit tons of fame doing this. You can't say like, you're so morally righteous for doing it. You just want that little asterisk, don't you? You want him to come out and say, and I got very wealthy doing it. <laughs> no, I'm just- That's what you want him to say. And I got rich make, doing it. I don't want him to make- this what i consider crazy moral claims for actions like that they're not right. applicable to whatsoever you want to know you're like i i made 10 million dollars off of the oj trial <laughs> i made 40 million dollars off of the epstein deal you want to well, know you, you said want... why didn't he why didn't he defend epstein pro bono because you come on it's a, <laughs> come on of course you know, you're getting if, paid if, if he's the guy blackmailed doing, him look, of course he got look paid. Dershowitz is, you know, he sold lots of books. Okay. He's, he has money. He had lots of money before. I'm assuming he had a decent amount so he, of money before he's, he's paid. He's by written Epstein. 45 books. I never heard of it. I never even knew he wrote a book. But yeah, yeah, but we're not in the, you're not in the legal world. We're not in the legal world. Okay. He was like a oh. famous lawyer before he uh, defended Epstein. Okay. So if he really believes this, why is he getting paid shit tons of money to defend a guy that people are chomping at the bit to defend? It's not like, He's making it seem like no one wants to, wanted to defend Epstein. And that's so not true. Yeah. Really get you. I like seeing you triggered. Because <laughs> you're evil. You're like, uh, the two things, uh, making money and defending wackos. There's nothing wrong. No, I'm totally in favor of making money. Yeah. You just can't claim that you're defending the moral hazard of society while also making shit tons of money at the same time. Yeah. Because as I said, making shit tons of money is is basically society's way of saying that, that you're valuable to society. I mean, but wouldn't you say, like Elon Musk makes shit loads of money. He's trying to get us by, by planetary. So right. Exactly. You know, and so, a, and, and that's what I said. When you make shit tons of money, that's basically society telling you that you have high value to that society, right? Right. Okay. So if Elon Musk then turned around and said, oh, woe is me. By the way. I, I am doing the thing that no one in our society will want to do. That's when I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like everyone wants yeah, to do Yeah, everyone wants to do it. Yeah. yeah. Or it comes out that Mars is like his Epstein Island. <laughs> He's got all these <laughs> super young girls on Mars. Super young Martian girls. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and I say that for for good or for bad, it elicits the responses that you see. I mean, that I you must that. be well aware of. I've been eliciting that response for 50 years. It's nothing new to me. Okay, now, you let's know, people sometimes I... come over to me at a bar or restaurant and say, you know, I wonder, has anybody ever asked you this question before? They really say this. Has anybody ever asked you this question before? How can you represent somebody who might be guilty? I say, oh my God, 
50 years. I've never thought of that. Thank you so much for raising that question. Well, I'm going to have to go home and sleep on it now because I've never thought of that before. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. I, you know, but the thing is, and I think in people's minds, there's there's different thresholds of guilt and there's different thresholds of that for which they're guilty. So, you know, definitively guilty, questionably guilty, definitively guilty of robbing a bank, definitively guilty of, you know, let me give you let me give you an example of why that isn't so. Ron Sullivan, friend of mine, a professor at Harvard Law School, the former dean of one of the Harvard colleges, the first African-American, along with his wife, to become a dean of a college at Harvard. Great man. Great man. So a few years ago, he represented the running back, I'm sorry, the end for the Boston Patriots, a man named Hernandez, who was accused of two brutal murders, gangland-style murders, horrible murders. Nobody in his house, the, the place where he was the, the college, nobody said they were, they felt afraid, they were scared, they felt unsafe. Here was a lawyer who was representing murderers, but then he represented Harvey Weinstein and they fired him because the people in the house <laughs> said they were afraid. They were scared. They couldn't be in the same house. They felt unsafe being in the house of somebody who could represent Harvey Weinstein. No problem when he was representing two murderers. So it's not the seriousness of the crime. It's McCarthyism. It's political correctness. And it's today's today's de jure hatred. Do you think that's what it is? No. Or it's, it's, I think it's something completely different. Yeah, me too. Same thing. You, you're, Go ahead. You say it. I, I think it's that people are completely unaware of these murderers or whoever. This is all hypothetical to them happening outside their purview. It's just that the Harvey Weinstein stuff, that's like they understand and they know about it. And it's in their face. And they go, oh, my God, how can you defend that guy? Yeah, that like the whole the whole virtue signal thing works in their favor. Harvey Weinstein is a rich person who I mean it plays perfectly into their narrative like he's right. an oppressor who's uh using his power for ill and the other guys are they're the oppressed ones that are fighting back against the system. Like it's a narrative. Well, and also I guess it narrative. goes into so what I'm saying too, Harvey Weinstein's some ultra rich guys, a million people chomping at the bit to, to yeah, exactly. Like, you yes, know, yeah, you exactly. don't have to be the one to do it, you're making right. a decision to do it. Which I'd argue, I don't think you can just say, I've never bought this idea that you can just say, I've decided that this is my job, and therefore I have no moral culpability outside of that. To me, that's like the ultimate rationalization that's the ultimate shoving yeah. off of any moral responsibility you can't just say oh it's my job it's like no fuck you hmm. it's yeah. you know that's like the nazi guy pushing the bar in the in the concentration camp well it's my job i'm part of the army like, it's like what yeah. the fuck you can't just yeah. take my job police and military is the first thing that comes to mind but even them i mean there's a there's a huge ethical code yeah this is a weird you know, this is a you know, kind of loophole he, situation Dershowitz criticized, you know, he said, I couldn't be a lawyer making rich people rich at the expense of poor people. I'm like, they're all, you're all literally people, doing that. They're doing the same, but they're doing the same. Yeah, he's doing that, but they're literally doing the same fucking thing. When they screw someone, when they screw a bunch of people out of money, they say, well, it's my job. It's nothing personal. It's business. It's my job. It's what I'm hired to do. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm hired to do this. Like, it's, they all use the same fucking excuse. The mortgage excuse. Everyone buys into it. It's a great excuse. Exactly. You got to use it. It's, it's, look, it's my job. It's totally my job, guys. It's okay. Look, you, know, you could say you could say this. You could say, if you're a YouTuber 
thought you produce slime. shit if content. Slime. <laughs> if yeah, if you're slime. thought slime and you produce shit content for your audience, or you basically just lie and you you know you peddle a narrative because it, it's well, my it, job. My job. You know that's what people come to YouTube for. It's my job. My job they is to. Believe. My job isn't necessarily to figure out what is true. My job is to provide my audience with a leftist perspective of current event issues. Okay, that's what my job is. You have a gut intuition that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty of sin. You believe it in your heart of hearts. Well, I'm here to say that you're correct and give you reasonable doubt that Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. Look, it's the you same can't thing, man. YouTubers are defense attorneys. You can't blame me, the YouTuber, for, pro for promoting this false narrative, okay? I'm just the reflection. I'm just what people want. Blame the people. They came to me because they wanted this, Adam. It's not my fault. I have no responsibility in this, okay? Yeah, they're guilty, all of them. They're all, all guilty. I'm the most innocent all person All 120,000 who watched that video. It's so good. Today, Harvey Weinstein, when I was growing up, it was communists and uh, murderers. <laughs> I've missed what, he, what happened there. He keeps conflating people these... going after like Weinstein and Epstein as like McCarthyism. I'm like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> okay. There is a strain of McCarthyism going on though in the woke stuff. Oh, of course you know there is. Well, yeah. Of course, you know, we at this channel and our audience is very aware of that. But to, com but to conflate the McCarthyism woke strain with Epstein and, and Weinstein is like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's rationalization at its finest, Sitch. Come on, he's a, an attorney. He's his own client at this moment. I mean, the, the real concern here is that Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein, look what they've done to the Jewish people. They're giving us all bad names, Adam. Okay. Well, you should be against that. I know. I'm saying, what, look what they're doing to us. Today's, today's de jure hatred. Today, it's Harvey Weinstein. When I was growing up, it was communists. And uh, murderers, nah, that's okay. You can represent multiple murderers. Nobody would have fired Ron Sullivan. It's you know, hypocrisy at its worst. And it's an interesting thing because I'm sufficiently self-reflective that I know a lot of people will say, Alviva, it's a question of morality. You have, you have good morals. You won't defend a guilty person. I have There's as good morals as any of your listeners and any of your viewers. I will compare <laughs> my morals. We just, I understand that criminal justice is a system, not a result. It's a system. The whole and system to work, you need to have vigorous defense attorneys. I have a very high sense of morality. I would never do anything that violated my personal <laughs> morality. I would never do anything that violated my belief system. I operate from a... That doesn't mean you're moral. That just means you're consistent. True. Yes, very so, true. It's, a, it's weird. It's very lawyerly. Some of the ways he phrases these things are very lawyerly. You're like... Okay. Very high morality. You just, many of your viewers, just don't get it. Sorry. Uh, or you or, disagree or, with it. No, no, but, I'm not accused, but I'm not accusing you. No. But your self-righteous viewers who are writing these <laughs> things on the side now, you have no better morality than I do. And we just have, we have a different understanding of what the role of a criminal defense lawyer is. Let me give you an example. I wish we had the chat up. They had to be good. These guys were Lord of the Nerds. Were you in this chat? I bet you were. Lord I bet you were. Type in all caps. 
Dershowitz, you pedophile enabler. <laughs> An example. High morality, a priest. Person comes to you as a priest and says, forgive me, my father, I have sinned. I beat you know, you know who else had a code they didn't violate? Who? The Joker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Gotham needs a better class of criminal. And I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Yeah. Beat up my wife. And I want to get it off my chest. And I want you to forgive me. And I'd like to really get out of here quick. Because tonight, I'm going to kill her. What do you do if you're a priest? Wait, let's back up a second. <laughs> Lawyer is. Let me give you an example. You're a priest. High morality, a priest. Person High comes morality. to you as a priest and says, forgive me, my father, I have sinned. I beat up my wife every night. And I want to get it off my chest. And I want you to forgive me. And I'd like to really get out of here quick because tonight I'm going to kill her. What do you do if you're a priest? <laughs> you call, what, the, what kind of question is that? You call the police. I don't think you can. Yes, you can. What do you mean you can? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I was a well, according to him, you can't. So he's acting like he's acting like there's some either legal or moral framework in which a person who tells a priest they're about to commit murder, the priest should not stop that person by calling the police or something. That's insane. Let's, let's hear it. I thought you listened to this. That's exactly what he's saying. I know. That's crazy. No, well, in that case, for the cost because there's well, an you immediate can't, and you get fired as a priest. I cannot do it as a priest. So you're not going to be a priest. So let's now. I don't think that's true. I don't. That's think a great that's inciting true. incident. That's a great inciting incident. The priest calls the cops and then he's fired as a priest. He's no longer a priest. Do he you, did the right thing. Is that's that true? Perfect. Someone, someone needs to look that up. That can't be true. That cannot that's be a true. Great, that's a great inciting. The best inciting incidents have a little bit of injustice involved in them. Of and course. that's the ultimate injustice right there. Oh my God, it's terrible. I, I, I can't imagine for a second. No. I know, like, I know that's 100% not true uh, with psychologists they covered up and for, psychiatrists. They covered up for pedos in the Catholic but that's, Church. Yeah, Are but you that's, kidding yeah, me? But that's they're not calling that's the cops on the, they're that's not corruption. calling the cops on the murderer, wife beater guy. Come on. No, 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 no. That's a he knows too different, much. You don't, no, no, it's a completely different issue. Okay. First of all, I was saying, mm -hmm. I know that psychiatrists and psychologists, even though, and even doc, any doctor that has doctor-patient confidentiality, they actually are supposed to, if you're, they may be, I think there's some leeway if they say they've committed a crime. Like if you're, if you tell your psychiatrist you committed a crime, I'm not, I don't remember what the leeway is there, but if, you, mm -hmm. if they say they're going to commit a crime, they, they, it's like they're, they have to tell you're them. Obligated, yes. You're obligated, yes. obligated to. That's a psychiatrist. Right. right. I cannot believe that there's some weird doctrine for priests that tell them that they're not allowed to call the police if someone tells them that they're going to commit a future crime. Because that's not even, unless, I mean, look, I'm Jewish. I'm People are Catholic, saying, I don't know. Sasquatch, Catholic priests can't tell in confession. Yeah, they can't rat off your confession. If you're in confession, it's between no, but you wait and a minute. God. They wait are literally assuming the role of God. And wait God a minute. Can't hold on, hold on a second, though. Here's where, here's, where I, I'm, here's where I think the issue is. And unless this, unless I don't understand Catholicism, I thought what you do is you can confess to sins you've committed. I didn't think you could co confess for sins you will commit in the future and be absolved of them. Oh, the technicality. That's what I'm saying. That's why it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe. If, if someone went to Got him. and said, I committed a murder, mm -hmm. I can understand 
the moral uh, framework in which the priest will absolve them of their sin and not tell the police that. I can understand that. He very specifically said that this person is going to commit a future crime that the priest right. could prevent. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think it works that way. So the priest would have to say to the guy, you know, I can't absolve you of crimes you haven't committed yet. You have to come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll take care of this for you. <laughs> the priest says, okay, come back tomorrow after you killed this guy. And then, you know. then tell me about it. Right. Get out of here for now. You bomb and stop eating your wife. It's weird that he uses this argument because someone in the chat says, Dershowitz is Jewish. He's not he's not Catholic. Okay. Of course. He's throwing the Catholic. Everyone is guilty but Dershowitz in this vi in this video. And and I'm pretty sure I look, I'm not the best Jew. Okay, I've been bar mitzvah, mm -hmm. but I don't really follow it. I'm pretty sure there's no framework in Judaism where like you can confess your sins. <laughs> to your uh, rabbi and, and they don't tell the police. I don't think that's a thing in Judaism. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. They don't have confession, huh? Yeah. Wow. No, they don't. They don't have the, the they don't have confession in, in Protestant church. They don't have confession. No. In, in no Judaism, way. you can, you, I think you're supposed to confess all your sins directly to God on one through day, prayer. You know? Oh, really? It's, it's I think efficient. in Protestantism, you're like, confess to God, ask for forgiveness. Don't let anyone else know. They could send the cops over to your house. It seems like a lot of people in chat are saying, no, the priest would call if you're claiming to do a future crime. Okay. So. They agree with you then. That's your intuition, your gut intuition. But but anyway, if, let's look, move back if it turns, video. someone send it, send, if someone finds information, send it to me on a tweet. I would be super fascinated if it turns out that priest, priest will this cover up This is his only example. This is his yeah. only example too, of someone that like the job is just such a dirty job that you, well, it, and also it's a bad murder. example. It's, it's even if, even if it is true, it's still a bad comparison because you can say, okay, the priest is operating within two moral systems. They're saying, mm -hmm. what's more important, uh, upholding the morality of man's societal laws or upholding the infinite wisdom of God's laws? <laughs> like, so the priest is making the choice, the conscious choice that they're going to follow this specific moral framework over another moral framework. Mm -hmm. And so Alan Dershowitz is doing this every day, but he's following a framework that people generally won't justify, which is, well, you have to do whatever your job dictates you do. I don't think you can compare that to I'm following the moral framework of the infinite wisdom of God. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough one. <laughs> I understand. You're not going to be a criminal defense lawyer. You're not going to be a priest. You're not going to be a doctor in bad neighborhoods, but let me get the priest <laughs> argument straight. So a priest did that in, um, in Milan, I think he reported on some people from the mafia and he lost his priesthood. A priest has oh, there you go. He says there are some examples of this. Yeah, all you have to do is let it play. Has a job. His job is not to rat out. I'm gonna look it up. I his just job is the story. His job is not to rat out. That's so. Yeah, he used the word rat. Like the, uh, what? This guy's. This guy's been dealing. This guy's the mafia. So has he defended like, mafia people before? He's got. He had to. Yeah. All okay. those pro bono ones were actually him getting paid <laughs> under the table. No, no. Put it on some people from the mafia and he lost his priesthood. A priest has a job. His job is not to rat out 
his confessors. His job is to change them internally, get them to obey religion, forgive them, give them all the things that religious people do. That's his job. But as a priest, unlike a lawyer, if a lawyer, as a lawyer, if somebody came and said, I'm going to kill my wife, of course I would report him. I'm allowed to. A priest is not allowed to. So is a priest less moral than I am? I want all of you who are complaining about morality. He's, yeah, it's a good argument that he's making. He's like, come on. Uh, Am I less, less moral than a priest? Moral. Oh, my God. I forgot about this part of the interview. This is this How could is you forget? This part. is the best part. This is the best part. This is the craziest part. You're comparing yourself as a criminal defense attorney to the person who believes that they're help saving your immortal soul. Yeah, a priest, a doctor. He compares himself to a doctor. A doctor in a bad neighborhood, too. You've got to stress that. I'm not just healing rich people who can afford the spleen replacement you can't afford. I'm in a bad, I'm doing gunshots in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know, man. To go to your, your rabbi and your minister, ask him that question, look him in the eye and say, you're immoral. You won't say that because he's a priest and I'm a lawyer. And by the way, incidentally, Alan, I got I the the second half of Sitch typing up a story. I know. Like, I got to meet myself. I type. My sentence was that some people are going to look at me and say that I'm more moral. Others, and I say this too, might just look at me and say I'm a bit of a coward because I wouldn't do that which I I know a fully functioning system of justice requires. I don't know. I'm trying to look this up. The articles I'm saying, like the top results are like Pope paying tribute to Sicilian priest slain by mafia. <laughs> Oh, what does that mean? Apparently, a, a priest was killed by the mafia for for ratting him out, I as Dershowitz uh, would say, using the Dershowitz vernacular. Doesn't I don't know for turning on the family, as Dershowitz would say. <laughs> it said that the mafia was trying to extort local businesses with protection money, and the priest was trying to get them to stop them mm -hmm. from doing that. Oh, and it didn't work. Didn't work. Well, the mafia was just doing their job, Sitch. You got to understand the <laughs> mafia has a job to do, okay? Shaking down people for money is what they do. That's their uh -huh. job. That's how they of pay course. the mortgage. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there's cer there are certain rules in society. I, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot. We all have a job. We all have our place. <laughs> Not a coward. Coward, you have different, you know, every. I tell students when they ask me advice what to do as a career, I say, don't take a job. Create a career for yourself. Figure out who you are. Figure out what your morality is. Figure out what your priorities are. Figure out what makes you happy and create a job. And Epstein took this advice. <laughs> he took it. <laughs> He's got his own island. He's like, I know what my morality is. I need an island. I mentioned this on your show and you yep. fill that to the T because you've created a career for yourself. So I'm not calling you a coward. I'm saying we have different personalities and different approaches to life and law. But don't condemn my morality because it's different from yours. Uh, well, I think people don't fully appreciate that you, the yous, the vigorous defense attorneys, are needed to keep the system in check so that cops don't get well, they away. Real, they realize it when their kids get busted. You know, they, they often say that a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged. My response <laughs> to that is, and a liberal is a conservative whose kid's been busted. 
uh, and suddenly um, they want to invoke all the, quote, technicalities. Can't we exclude the evidence? Isn't the statute of limitations gone? Everybody wants every possible justification. True. Alan Dershowitz has stumbled upon in-group, out-group <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So my kid's everybody... innocent. <laughs> He's my in-group. He's totally innocent. We need all of these protections. Of course, of course. He agrees with me when their kid's busted or when other relatives are busted. They just don't agree with me when they're thinking about it as an abstraction because it allows them to sit and uh, pontificate from what they believe is a higher level of morality. Well, I, and I say good defense attorneys are exactly like cops as everybody hates them until they need them. Right. And uh, now, okay, th this is the other issue. Why I could never do it? Because yep. I, the line of separation between client and the individuals sometimes clash. And from the practice of law, I've noticed that clients, I can judge a client by the lawyer and I can judge a lawyer by the client often enough. You know, certain types of lawyers have certain types of clients just as, as a general rule. But sometimes that line between lawyer and client gets blurred where you end up laying with dogs and waking up with ticks, which right. is, I think, a bit of which brings us into the Epstein. Yeah, so, sure. you know, like uh, uh, people want me to ask you, you know, please, you've been, please. you've been, you've been to Epstein's island. Yeah. here. How many, how many times have you been to Epstein's Island? <laughs> Did you see that look he gave? I wasn't watching. I was oh. researching. Go please, back please. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I don't know. This is uncomfortable. You can tell. <laughs> oh my God, he's. Made I give huge... Viva is like he is not afraid to, to punch, to go in those dark places. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I know it's wonderful. Yeah. Viva's great at this. Yeah. And then we're well, gonna. Okay, let's be very clear. Epstein bought his island. Let 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 me start out. Back up a little bit. The day Epstein, was disclosed to have done anything wrong, was the day my acquaintanceship with him terminated. I never had a friendship with him from that day on. When I first met him, I met him. So he switched from acquaintanceship to friendship. He said, my acquaintanceship with him ended on that day. And my no, friendship, my friendship was terminated. Yeah. So, but wait a minute. Those are what two very mean? different levels, right? What does that mean? Does that, when he says that, because didn't he, I mean, it, he sounds, it sounds like he's saying, I stopped associating with Epstein after he after this came out, but he defended him. So it sounds like he's saying, well, yeah, I still defended saying, him. I just wasn't his friend anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird okay. that he said his acquaintanceship ended because he said, here, I'll back it up a little. He says both. And disclosed to have done anything wrong was the day my acquaintanceship with him terminated. I never had a friendship with him from that day on. When I first... So he's saying my acquaintanceship ended and my friendship ended, but friendship and acquaintanceship are very different levels, obviously. Right. Everyone yeah. knows that. Like we have tons of acquaintances, not many friends. So, but he's, he's admitting that he had a friendship with him. Right. But, and, but that's, what's weird about this. Cause I'm trying to, I don't remember cause it was a while since the research. I thought he, he does have some weird relationship where he was friends with him before he def ever defended him. He goes into like, well, that. How did he, he goes, yeah, how did he know yeah. him? Like, the first, first matter, in the summer of 1996, I was introduced to him by the lady Rothschild, a very eminent, eminent person, previously married to the borough president of Manhattan, currently married to the Lord Evelyn Rothschild. She introduced me to him, said he was a great man. He was a scientist. He was contributing money to Harvard. He was a close friend of the president of Harvard. He had built the Harvard Hill Ale along with... Lev this does speak 
more to your blackmail theory. <laughs> I know it totally does. If you if you want to blackmail someone, always make sure that you're introduced by a Rothschild to them. <laughs> it really makes it that much. Yeah. It really makes it that much easier to right. get them to do just about anything you want. <laughs> Well, it's funny because Epstein was definitely like a people collector. He definitely collected oh, de- people. Oh, yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. No, he's working for CIA, wasn't he? I mean. Uh, they don't know who he was working for. He seemed like he's working for somebody. They don't know who. He's but... working for the CIA. Definitely. Maybe. He's the dirt collector. As far as I knew, he was the most eminent person possible. And so uh, I went to his seminars um, but I had never had any idea that he had done anything wrong until I learned about it uh, several years later. So in 19, I met him in 1996, and we had this. I do like my my favorite Epstein story is Eric Weinstein's Epstein story, where he talks about going to his house, noticing all like the super weird shit, and instantly being like, "This guy's fucking a fraud." <laughs> This is a crazy con man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He called him out. He did call him out because he's supposed to be this financial guy, and Weinstein's a financial guy. Right. So he was like, nah, this guy does not the legit. Well, no, he says the first thing he notices, he goes into his house, and there's a camera that's like hidden, but sort of not hidden. Mm-hmm. And he immediately thinks, like, well, what's the message here? Mm-hmm. Is the message like, I'm so smart that I can find a hidden camera, or is the message like, you're being watched? Mm-hmm. like adjust your behavior accordingly mm-hmm. and then he said like he comes out and talks to him and he has like this hot girl like bouncing on his lap and you're like imagine imagine that you're a stranger you've never met this person in your life mm-hmm. you're supposed to meet someone that's supposed to talk to you about some serious thing and they come out with like a young girl they bounce them on their lap you're like mm-hmm. what is what is happening here <laughs> <laughs> like it's such wow. a nakedly yeah. blatant attempt of like look how alpha i that's yeah, like power like play. it becomes the opposite. It becomes almost pathetic because it's so obvious. What? There's bouncing girls around here. You're not sharing. <laughs> where's my bouncing girl? Where's Where's the girl I, from my lap? That's it. That's the truth. I question. neglected to bring my lap girl. <laughs> would, would you have a spare? Excuse me, Michelle. Sir. My lap girl happens to be in the shop. She was acting up and had to be fixed. Perhaps you have a spare. My lap is getting rather cold and needs to be warmed up. <laughs> Oh, of course, gentlemen. How rude of me. Uh, my dear, please provide a lap girl for Mr. Brett over here. Yes. Just Lane. Just Lane. Just Lane. Snap, snap, just Lane, please. <laughs> yeah. And, but he had done nothing wrong, as far as I could tell. I never saw him in the presence of anybody young. My wife and I spent some time with him, my daughter. Um, <laughs> and so in 1998, he buys this island. And in April... He then refurbishes it, and in December of that year, uh, which is my best recollection, I, I can check the records, but I'm pretty sure it's December of that year. It's a few months after he buys the island. My wife, my daughter, and I were vacationing. That's weird, too, because he did say, he says later on in the interview that he can account for every single day mm-hmm. around this event, except for one day they don't have any kind of receipt for so he's saying in December to his best recollection, but he knows he should know. He's chronicled all this out. We'll see right. if I'm wrong or he's or well, if I'm misremembering it. But I, I mean, also it's it's weird to me. Like, look, I don't know any billionaires. I, I don't know what the the protocol is, but, but it'd be weird to me if yeah. I'm like 
not good friends with someone for them to invite my family to their private island. These That's people just me. get I these, these kind of invitations go out all the time to these people. Maybe. Maybe they do. He's hanging out with the Rothschilds. This guy, hold on. He's been defending mobsters for 20 years now. <laughs> well, see, but is it, it's funny. I just thought about it too. It's like, you can't, can you really classify yourself as like the moral arbiter protecting society from tripping in the moral hazards when you're hanging out with the Rothschilds and billionaires you, on their private islands? Have you seen that? the Netflix special on Trump. It's like a multiple series no. thing on Trump and Trump has a super mafioso attorney that no. everyone is terrified of. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's totally fascinating because they're, everyone is terrified of this attorney mm -hmm. and he looks, I mean, he looks like the kind of guy who could kill you and get away with it. So it makes Wait, sense that, that you'd be, What's his name? Isn't isn't he? Didn't he have a bat? I thought the, him and Trump broke up. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, really? Huh? That Do you remember sense. what the guy's name was? He probably wanted Trump to put him on the Supreme Court, and he got mad when he couldn't be on the I, Supreme. I thought I would remember his name if you said it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm pulling Joe Biden here. Am I right, Chad? I thought Trump had some lawyer who. Like was like this really like tough aggressive guy, and then something happened, and then they kind of broke apart, and now the lawyer's like shit talking Trump. Like, am I misremembering this? He he was the guy. He was Trump's attorney when Trump was doing all these big real estate deals, right? And a lot of the real Trump is a bullshitter. You and I both agree on that. He sure like, but a lot of sales is really bullshit. It's like bullshitting until it actually happens. Producing is the same way, like producing movies and whatnot. A lot of it is bullshitting until it actually happens. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to to bullshit, and that's what Trump does excellent at. So, but this attorney is an interesting cat. You should check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Stock for five dollars says justifying the Alan Dershowitz of the world seems to be a simple. The system needs it. Where's the individual justification for the lawyer him herself? Yeah, no, I, and that's like, that's where I'm coming from. Is that I understand the system needs it, but where does the individual person, you know, they don't seem to have a good justification for their individual actions beyond that. And that's why it seems to be to not be moral. But true. Is it Michael Cohen? Is that who I'm thinking of? It might oh. be. Yeah, Michael Cohen. Sounds right. Yeah, well, Michael Cohen. On Guadalupe for Christmas. And he said, Alan, I just bought this island. I'd love to have you and Carolyn and your daughter see it. Um, and so he f sent us a little one propeller plane uh, to Guadalupe. We flew to St. Thomas. That's how you know that they weren't good friends. He only got the one propeller plane, not the two propeller. He got the one propeller plane. Okay. Well, you don't send your leer for this guy, okay? Come on. I, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to get into a one propeller plane. Really? You've never done a one? I've, I've You've flown, flown a in a, a single propeller plane? Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Really? Wow. My, my buddy took me flying. He got his pilot's license, and he was mm -hmm. going to take me and, and my wife out and him and his girlfriend out flying. And we... <laughs> there was like this uh tricky crosswind so he took us up into the air first and practiced landing once and the landing that we did i was not i mean it was very uncomfortable for me 
And once we finally got on the ground, thank God he told me this after we were already on the ground. He said, you know, I wanted to do that without the girls in the plane just to make sure I could do it. And I was like, what? The, why the fuck am I in this plane? Why am I in the plane with you? There you go. Why there am you go. I in the plane? But That's he pulled like, it off. He pulled it off like a trooper. Yeah, and that was so much fun, man. We went. Uh, we flew over the town that I used to live in and looked at everything. Oh God, it was a great time. Yeah, those planes are badass. You gotta go. Here, well, you, I, I think I said this. I think I said this last week because uh, I don't like to be in any place that I can't leave without dying. Mm -hmm. And so that's an airplane. So I don't like flying in general. On top of it, but I remember once. The only thing I did similar to that was I was in a small plane that was like, you know, the ones that like land on the water with a little pontoon skiff yeah, thing yeah, at the yeah. bottom. Some tiny, tiny plane. I don't remember where I was or why I was doing this. And like that plane was like all over the place. Like every slight breeze or gust of wind, you're yeah. like shaking around. I'm like, oh my God. That's it. I look out the window. I see this like duct tape wrapped around parts of the plane. I'm like, no. Oh my <laughs> God. That's not ever. good. That's not good. That's not good. I went through the safety checklist with him, so the plane was in perfect working condition. No duct tape. That's what you that's worry good. about, yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be up there and see duct tape. No, that's a bad, <laughs> bad situation to be in. Yes, don't do that. Make sure you got plenty of gas. You know, everything yeah. looks good. We took a boat. We went to his island. The only people on the island were him and Ghislaine Maxwell and people repairing. Ghislaine, quit saying Ghislaine, you bastard. So inconsiderate. The house and a cook. There were no young people, nobody at all. We spent one night on the island along with Professor Michael Porter, who was a distinguished professor at Harvard Business School, his wife, and two of his in-law relatives. That was the only time I ever set foot on Jeffrey Epstein's island, period. I will give anybody $1 million cash <laughs> if they can prove, which they can't, of course, that I ever set foot on Jeffrey Epstein's island after that time or outside of the presence of my wife and daughter. It simply didn't happen. And no one has ever alleged it happened. People just misunderstand it. Because it later became known as Pedophile Island, and because I was once on the island, they assume I must have been there when things were going on. No. What happened is Ghislaine Maxwell was there. She was very nice. She took my daughter to the beach they looked for buried treasure. She made my looked for buried treasure. Oh my god! Is that code? Oh Is he my twice? god! Is he trying to call the police. Where was the treasure buried? No, I just <laughs> I just gotta know. Daughter, little toast sol soldiers. Um, my wife had a massage. I did not on on the island. See, he said he just said. There's no one on the island, just a cook and. But my well, the cook gave your wife a massage. I don't know if it's cooked double as a masseuse. Look at Fry's face. He has this very like incredulous look. Oh, he's looking at the chat. The chat's eating him alive. Are you kidding? He's oh like, my god! But before that, he's just like, mm, okay. He's just like, it's kind of like when someone's saying something and you're just like, you don't want to fight them, but you think they're full of shit and you just kind of nod. You're like, mm -hmm. you just kind of smile. It's so That's weird. The look he's giving. Live is better. Live is better. Live TV doesn't happen. I mean, I guess cable news is live, but mm -hmm. live is better. Because sometimes you think, like, why wouldn't you just record this and upload it? Like, why why make the chat part of the conversation? But it it is better.
it is better. Well, I don't like think this conversation goes way deeper because of that. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. But I think this, I don't think this was live on YouTube. I think it was live on whatever that platform locals or whatever the platform that they're on. Oh, really? I think because well, when I first saw oh, this video cause... on YouTube, there was no chat anywhere. I don't, I don't, I could be wrong. I, no, oh. no, I think I'm wrong. I think there was chat. Never mind. I take it back. I think there was chat live, but it just wasn't in the video. So you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're looking at it. They're reading it. Yeah. This, there's, I, I mean, I don't want to play defense attorney here, but I will. <laughs> like, there's some inconsistencies in this witness's story. I'm, I'm discovering. Are you catching these inconsistencies? These just this, a little bit. There's no one just on the little... island, but just one dishwasher. But just the chef and the masseuse and the maid and, and the, the the house staff and, and the, the guy who who has all the buried treasure equipment. Yeah, <laughs> the metal detecting. And none and of them. And the were... guy who manages the boats and the airplanes that come to the island, which is the only way to on and the off. The pilot, yeah. And the pilot, you know. It's like... Yeah, yeah, totally. Sounds like they had a full staff, but none of them were young people. <laughs> there were no young people. They were all over the age of 18, yes. And uh, that was the end of it. We took the plane home commercially. The only time I was ever on the island, and that is categorically the case. I have never had any association with that. How did he take a commercial plane home from the island if it's just Epstein's Island? With It sounds like they have a commercial. I don't airport. know. I mean, maybe they took a boat somewhere. Oh, maybe. I well, also, I just remembered. I didn't remember uh, the first time I, I listened to this. He's leaving something out, which is mm -hmm. that he also, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, let him stay in his mansion in Florida. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe more than once. I'm not sure. So hmm. that's an interesting lawyer trick. So he's focusing, like maybe he's only been to the island once, but he was, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was friendly enough with, with Alan Dershowitz to allow him to stay at his house when, when Jeffrey Epstein wasn't there. He's like, oh, you're going to be in Florida. You can stay at my place. Yeah, that's the place with the camera. <laughs> and just, just ask Weinstein about it. That's the place where supposedly these crimes were committed. This all happened in Florida. Oh, crazy. Epstein, from the moment I found out what he was accused of, except a professional relationship, I defended him, but I was not friendly with him. Once the case was over, I never again had any relationship with him. Um, he called me on the phone from time to time about legal advice growing out of the plea bargain, but our any kind of personal relationship ended on the day he told me that he had been accused of these um, Crimes and the first crimes he was accused of involved, I think, three or four women. The um, I got I, and I got to bring this one up because uh, sure, people please. were making people were making a joke. I didn't get the joke, but then I saw an interview you did where you mentioned having gotten a massage and left your underwear on, and that became something of a meme. It became a joke, and it became a joke. What happened is when you went to his home in Palm Beach, whether it was me or whether it was the majority leader of the Senate or the uh, president of this or the president of universities. You always were offered a mas professional massage therapist would always be on hand to give you a massage. We had no idea that other <laughs> massages were going on in a completely private, separate part of the house. And I had one massage in his house in Palm Beach with an older Russian woman that was confirmed by his housekeeper 
She, uh, the housekeeper, knew her name, knew that it was arranged. And yes, I kept my shorts on because it was a shoulder massage. And uh, she wanted, in fact, I remember very vividly, she wanted to put her knees on my shoulder. And I didn't like the massage at all. And after a few minutes, I said, no, that, that's enough. But it was a shoulder massage. So, of course, I kept my shorts on. Big deal. Um, you know, uh, I didn't have to acknowledge that. But I wanted to tell the truth about everything. I didn't want to hide anything. I have nothing to hide. From the day I met Jeffrey Epstein in 1996 till today, I have had sexual contact with one woman, my wife, my lovely wife, who I love, who I've been married to for 34 years. I've never touched inappropriately. I don't touch people's hair. I don't flirt. I don't go to bars. I have never had sex with anybody but my wife during this period of time or any sexual contact. I have you know, never had sexual contact with an underage person. I have never done anything like that. And any allegation to the contrary is provably false. Now, incidentally, um, it's one of the things Robert Barnes and I talk about during our streams where sure. you know, he, he typically he says, you know, abusers typically have a pattern of abuse. They have a history of abuse and not yeah, I have a history. I have a long history, 50 years at Harvard, thousands of female students, hundreds of female research assistants and secretaries, not a single complaint or inkling or suggestion of anything wrong. And I did nothing wrong. Yeah, I have a pattern. I have a long pattern. And my pattern is I am not somebody who does that kind of thing. They picked on the wrong innocent person. Look, we know why they did it. They did it for money. We have it on tape. We have our own lawyer, her own lawyer, David Boyce, saying to me in a recorded conversation, we know you couldn't have been in the places where she claims to have had sex with you. It would have been impossible. She's wrong, simply wrong. Okay. We have a tape recorded. This is the uh, MySpace girl. Uh, this is no, no. Th this is I'm no, no, no. This is there's the one uh, girl or woman. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. It's like Victoria, I think. Victoria something, or no, it's Ju something with a J. Julia, whatever. I forgot. There's one. One of Epstein's victims is the one that's naming all of the famous people. And that's that's a little suspicious. That's like one girl's naming all of the famous people. Like there's not like a bunch of different victims naming a bunch of different victim people, uh, famous people. Mm -hmm. But um, so I was trying to find out the timeline of when Alan Dershowitz stayed at Jeffrey Epstein's house, which I haven't been able to find so far. But I did find that apparently he also defended Harvey Weinstein. Who Alan Dershowitz did? Alan Dershowitz was on Harvey Weinstein's legal. It was a legal oh, consultant for, for Weinstein's lawyer <laughs> on the case. Yeah. Though, to oh. be fair, he also, some people will like this, he also was a consultant to Julian Assange's legal team. Oh, so there you go. okay, good. Good for him. The taxi cab way of selecting your attorney. That's uh, right. Clients. That's right. According then saying she never mentioned you. She didn't want to name you. Her lawyers pressured her into it to collect a billion dollars from Leslie Wexner. That was the plan. We have her own lawyer admitting, her other lawyer, Bradley Edwards, that she perjured herself about Leslie Wexner. We have her own emails admitting she never met me. We have a book manuscript admitting she never met me. There has never been a more overwhelming case of innocence on my part and perjury on her part. And I won't rest until this woman goes to prison. 
This is not a woman who made a mistake. This is a woman who sat with her lawyers and planned my destruction. I am a victim and victims should speak out. And that's why I'm speaking out. I am a victim. I'm a victim like Joseph in the Bible was a victim. I'm a victim like other people historically have been victims. And I will not rest until I get justice as a victim. And my justice is Virginia Gouffre going to prison. She didn't make a mistake. She willfully and deliberately for money. She's already bought a $2 million home with the money she's earned by accusing other people. She is a... This is like a really weird... So Gouffre said that Dershowitz bonked her and that uh, she yeah, was Virginia underage, Gouffre, is that it? Name. Yeah, Virginia Gouffre, who's the one who's naming Prince Andrew and all the other famous people. Right, 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 um, right, yeah. She sa- she's saying that Dershowitz was involved uh, with sexual activity with her and that Epstein lent right. her out to Dershowitz to some sexual capacity. Right, um, and also a bunch of other people. Right. And, you know, I don't know, I haven't looked over the evidence that he was referring to. And it's very possible that, that, it's, that, he's, that he's right, that he's totally innocent and that she had no, he had no involvement with her and she's just totally making it up. Maybe Epstein oh. had cloned Dershowitz <laughs> and she had sex with the clone. No, but. I'm just throwing it out there. And it's, it's interesting. Here's where this gets kind of sticky is that. And Eric Barnes, I mean, sorry, Robert Barnes. I always call him Eric Barnes. I don't know why. Robert Barnes uh, was talking about this with Fry afterwards. And he was saying mm-hmm. as someone who defends a lot of victims, and you would think Dershowitz knows too for someone who, who says he defends a lot of victims, that it's very common for victims of extreme sexual violence or violence growing up for them to uh, – miss to misremember or to create false memories of, sure of totally yeah and so that's why i'm saying this is weird that he's saying she should go to jail it's like okay i know it's very you know i think that i think that dershowitz probably is innocent of these charges that she's leveling at him i don't think right. he engaged in sexual activities with her but i do think i don't think that this is her being intentionally malicious i do think this is someone who is just sexually abused by a lot of people totally she's banging like six or seven girl guys a day she's right yeah who's basically oh yeah he was in there he was one of them right who is a sex prisoner to some extent and it's very easy for them to you know create false memories or to misremember who is who in these situations and i I don't know it's morally ambiguous for him to go so hard at a woman (laughs) i think it's i don't think it's morally ambiguous i think a victim himself he's acting like she singled him out purposefully and maybe she did and well here's the thing it's entirely possible that her lawyers or whoever's whispering in her ear is doing this for completely um, malicious evil reasons right she could be totally sure. being pushed in these directions Manipulated, i'm just saying yeah. i don't th- i think for someone who's been in the situation that she's been in we've been basically sex trafficked for a large point of her life was in these crazy abusive relationships with epstein it, it seems weird to go so hard on her okay yeah I like agree. if she was if she was going after uh if they were going after alan dershowitz criminally You'd say, okay, well, he has to defend himself, right? But I don't right. think they are. I think it was just like a claim she made at yeah. some point. Well, he the case is a defamation case. He's right. suing her for defamation. So, well, you can't, I don't know that you can put someone in prison for defamation. Yeah, I don't know. 
Well, I don't know either. That's a good question. So why is he saying that she should go to jail? Uh, I believe it's a crime to falsely accuse somebody. So they're probably suing her for false accusations. I see, I see. Yeah. That would be the criminal case. Um, oh, no, he's suing her. I think also it's of perjury, too. Oh, yeah, perjury, that, too. Yeah, you can go to right. jail for that. Don't perjure yourself, guys. I don't know. Seem, seems, I don't know how people feel. It seems a little, seems kind of gross to me. It was gross to me. I don't know if yeah, she's. I don't too. know if she's retracted her claims or not. That's a good. That's a great emotional argument you're making. Nathan. Um, growth. That's all morality is. Let's be real. That's growth. Nathan, Nathan Morgaus tweeted me. He said, "According to Roman Catholic canon law, the sacramental seal is inviolable. Therefore, it is absolutely forbidden for a confessor to betray in any way a penitent in words or in." any manner and for any reason mm. interesting yeah i'm gonna go in there i'm first i'm gonna become catholic then i'm gonna go in there and just make up mad but, shit i'm gonna try to drive the guy insane but does that mean that you can confess for crimes you haven't committed yet i thought i didn't think that's how confession works <laughs> or is well, it just pure thoughts or is it just yeah, but you're confessing to the thought, not to the action that could potentially happen because of the thought. Sure. So I guess if you're saying that that according to Catholic law, it doesn't matter. Just anything you say to a priest in a confession booth for any reason is absolutely secret. And if that's the case, I think that's a really shitty system. <laughs> I completely disagree with it, but... Don't crap on people's religion, man. I will crap on people's religion all day. No, don't do it. There needs to be rules. <laughs> a perpetrator, and I am her victim. Uh, actually, we'll, so we'll get into that lawsuit, and we'll get into uh, Guffrey. Actually, one thing that I wanted to mention or wanted to ask you about, uh, because people were asking the plea deal that Epstein got. Yeah. And I forget the name of the prosecutor, but it was the prosecutor. Acosta, Acosta. yeah. And he was the, the prosecutor who ended up apparently cross-examining the, the, the victim's witnesses in a manner that at the time was described as being uh, akin to the defense attorney prosecution. He's the one who apparently got the deal, which Epstein at first refused, and then yeah. Epstein got I, a better I, I deal. No idea what you're talking about. Okay. What happened was this. <clears throat> there was a state deal. The state deal, I struck the first state deal with the state attorney. <clears throat> along with other lawyers, but I was <clears throat> primarily responsible for that one. And then he rejected it and fired me. Then another state lawyer got a, a better state deal for him, no felony. Then the feds came in and we had three or four meetings with the feds. Uh, Acosta was at one of the meetings. The FBI was at meetings. I helped persuade them that they had no federal case, that there was no credible evidence that he had ever taken a woman across state lines. Maybe he did, but there was no evidence of it. And therefore, they would lose their case if they tried him federally for interstate transportation, basically the Mann Act, and variations of that act over time. They couldn't prove interstate nexus. So they agreed to have a state prosecution in which he would plead guilty and then pay all the victims who came to him and would register as a sex offender that's the deal we struck. Don't blame me for that. Blame the prosecutors. They accepted it. Blame the judge. The judge signed off on it. Defense attorneys oh, is supposed to get the best deal we can, and I did. 
No, and incidentally, this was actually not to blame you. From what I've been reading, it, the prosecutor <clears throat> who have been not doing the job properly in terms of letting Epstein off too easily. Um, and you know what? I, I don't actually, I know, who, who is suing who between you and, and uh, Guff? That prosecutor who went off to be part of Trump's cabinet. My God. Oh, what my a, God. He's, we're going to get the Guff, Guffrey answer here. Is it, are you both suing, suing each other now? Yes. So she initially sued me for defamation because I called her a serial liar and said I could prove that she lied not only about me, but lied about so many, so many other prominent people. For example, she swears she said she was with Al Gore and Tipper Gore on Epstein's Island. And she saw Al Gore looking into Tipper Gore's eyes. She described it in great detail, how they were loving and how although there were a lot of young women there, Al Gore never took his eyes off his wife. Only once when Jeffrey Epstein took him away and they walked on the beach on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Great story. Al Gore has never been on the island. Al Gore has never met Jeffrey Epstein. Tipper Gore has never been on the island. She simply made up the whole story. And so she is a serial liar. I stand behind that. She sued me for calling her a serial liar. I sued her for making up false accusations against me. She's also had her lawyer sue me. David Boyes has sued me. Oh, I need to clarify. So she didn't accuse Dershowitz of sexual activity. She accused him. She claimed in a motion that he was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of other minors. Oh, he's watching behind the curtain. Wow. So that's what that was what the claim was. Wow. That's even worse. Though, I guess Just I give Dershowitz looker. more leeway here if... If she started the initial lawsuit, if she makes the claim or makes a claim in the motion and he says that she's a serial liar and then she sues him for defamation, I, I guess I give him more credence then because like, well, she sued him first. You know, she's kind of started it. Yeah. I am now countersuing David Boyce. If his law firm survives, it looks like they may be going out of business and the law firm is furious at him for suing me because it's hurt their business terribly because I think everybody knows that David Boys knows that I'm innocent. He told me that. He told me it on tape. So how can he deny it now? Okay. And then it's gonna be, I, I think I don't like talking about pending lawsuits in general. I don't mind. I, don't. I, I can tell you what I can tell you. I can't tell you about no, but you know, material. I can't tell you about material that's uh, not available to the public, but I can tell you about anything else. No, but it, it's, 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 I, I prefer to leave it at that. I mean, I think you've said your bit, uh, you, you said yeah. your piece. I think I've asked, I mean, and I, look. if there are any questions, look, the media has been hounding me about this since 2014. I have never refused to answer a question because I have nothing to hide. The reason I'm fighting back other lawyer, other people who have been accused by the same woman aren't fighting. The reason I'm fighting back is I have nothing to hide. I've led a completely honorable life personally. Yes, controversial. Yes, I've defended bad people. But I have never done anything wrong regarding underage girls or anything of that kind. By the way, this woman was not underage. She lied about her age. First, she claimed she was 14. Then she said she was 15. She remembered spending a Sweet 16 party with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Turned out her own employment records proved she was 17 when she first met Jeffrey Epstein above the age of consent in New York and Florida. I'm sorry, New York, the Virgin Islands. And let's get, because I know it's on people's mind, my article that I wrote. Yeah, well, that, that was the segue. 20 so. years ago about lowering the age of consent. That was a feminist argument. Feminists all over the country were saying 
if a woman who is 17 or 16 can consent to have an abortion, how can you say she's not mature enough to consent to have sex? The age of consent all over Europe is 15. The age of consent in Canada 16. is, I think, 16. The age of consent in New York is 17. The age of consent in Florida was 18. Now, people start having sex in Florida, not at 18, but at 15 or 16. And so it's very important to make the age of consent comport with what the realities of the world were. And so many feminists were making that argument. I made that argument. It was utterly uncontroversial when I made it. But then 20 years later, people said, aha, Dershowitz must have anticipated that he was going to have sex with a young woman 20 years <laughs> later. So he wrote this article and planted it to give himself a defense. Duh. I mean, that's ridiculous. I the age of consent stand really 16 by in all of Canada? He said 15 all over Europe. Jeez. Wow. Well, I, knew, I knew that. There's like a lot of European countries that are very low. You're like, I knew that, of course. I've been all over Europe. I've been all over uh, <laughs> looking for 15-year-olds in Europe. Yeah, International definitely. man of mystery here. Well, no, it's just, it's funny because like, you know, in America, we're so prude sexually, but. Uh, yeah. You want to raise it to 30. I remember. That's true. I do want to raise it to 30. But uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely looks really bad for the guy who defends serial pedophile sex trafficker. If you find out that he also, <laughs> in many years in the past, wanted to lower the age of consent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you I should... agree. Obviously, obviously he doesn't have future vision. He didn't do this intentionally, but it just, I agree. It doesn't look <laughs> Yeah, but you know, there's like a hundred people planning articles right now. <laughs> Course, now, that they've, now that they've thought about it. Damn, 16 in Canada. You guys are you guys are irresponsible and you're perverts. How dare you? Irresponsible perverts. Yeah. Someone said 16 great. in Canada, but 18 to film it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Let's just do the let's get past the age of consent stuff and then we'll because it's just nice. That we've gotten through the meat of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My argument, I think the age of consent should be lower than 18. I don't think it should be 14, but I think it should be a reasonable age. My grandmother got married and she was 15. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's the right thing. But I know, it, incidentally, I'm, I'm, I'm it's looking. It's a fair at, argument to have. Yeah. No, no, and I, I, I'm reading the chat as it goes by, and people say, look, normali normalizing pedophilia. I, I, people should appreciate <laughs> the age of consent in Canada is 16 years old. Uh, and now, I, without commenting on the argument, I think people want to connect dots when once they've come to a conclusion about somebody and despite everything you've, you've said there are going to be people who think you're guilty they're going to be yeah. people who well, think you're guilty they're, by they're, 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 they're ignoramuses if they think i'm guilty because <laughs> they haven't looked at the evidence read my book i have a book it's called guilt by accusation it's it in it i have the tape recordings of the lawyers the emails i have all the proof if any of you read this book and then think i'm guilty still write me a letter I'd be really interested in how you could possibly think I'm guilty in light of her own emails admitting she never met me, her own manuscript admitting she never met me, her lawyer saying. That's a fat book. Like he wrote an entire book based on this woman who accused him. He's well, like, I'm I know what to do. Just... I'm calling my publisher. I assume that's a section and the rest of it's like other people that he's saying are accused incorrectly in the me too movement. No, it's just him. Just <laughs> him. And what was the name and of the Gilfoy. book? What was the name of the book? Wait, uh, guilt by guilt accusation. By... Yeah. Okay. I'm really interested in how you could possibly look. It's a New York times bestseller. Of course, that's how you know he's a liberal. 
because he's on the New York Times bestseller. That's right. That's so we right. think Look, I'm guilty. Adam, in light he of her own emails admitting she never met me. A poor lawyer defending the people that can't be defended by anyone else. Okay. That's all he is. Who's also a so best-selling bad. author and also yeah. very rich, but and also, you know, world renowned, but you know, he's just, he's the, he is the final line preventing society from tripping over the moral hazard. Okay. Sitch, if, if anyone can find any evidence, he'll give him $1 million. <laughs> he's just got $1 million lying around to give away. Our oh my God! Wait, I'll give right. you one million dollars of Epstein's money. <laughs> this is this is the description of the book on Amazon. Oh, I was right. Ha! Huh, I told it says, you. In guilt by <laughs> I can't believe this. In guilt by accusation, Dershowitz provides an in-depth analysis of the false accusations against him, alongside a, f- a presentation of the exculpatory evidence that provides his accounts. <laughs> I told emails you. From his accuser, an admission of his innocence from her lawyer. Uh, additionally, he examines current attitude. Oh, okay, well, there's more to it. Additionally, he examines. What is the page count on that? Current, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Current it looks like 500 pages. Accusations of sexual misconduct, which are today in the era of hashtag MeToo, accepted as implicit truth without giving the accused a fair chance to defend themselves and their innocence and suggest possible pathways back to society and legal system in which due process is respected above public opinion and the whims of social media mobs. So I definitely agree with all that last part there. Yeah, oh, it says it's, it's only 168 pages. So oh, okay, that's not. It bad. looks when he was holding it looked. I know it looked giant. <laughs> that's like the hardbound edition. Yeah. You never met me. Her lawyer saying on tape, she was wrong. Her other lawyer saying she committed perjury, lied about Leslie Wexner. Her best friend saying that she was pressured into falsely accusing me. An FBI oh. investigation by the former head of the FBI concluding that I was entirely innocent. <laughs> Read the book, and then your ignorance perhaps will be cured. But right now, if any of you think I'm guilty, A, you're an ignoramus, and you're a bigot, and C, uh, you know, the idea that you use the word pedophilia, um, uh, you know, even the accusation is that she was 18 or 19. Didn't happen. I never met her. That's not pedophilia when you're 18 or 19. Otherwise, half of that's barely legal. No, your terminology. <laughs> Much hey, different. if you're in Canada, if you're in Europe. Oh, it's to- in Canada, that's totally legal. Half of right. the teenagers in this country would be pedophiles. Uh, now, one thing I would just, it was about, oh, I'm sorry, about, about Virginia. I mean. No, let's not do election stuff. I didn't care about election He doesn't stuff. believe, does he, what's his feelings in election fraud stuff? I don't remember him really talking about it that much. We can do it if you want to. If you I want don't to dive in, want to. I don't remember it being yeah. tip very interesting, but yeah, the Epstein stuff and the that's the good stuff. The moral age quadrant. of consent the in moral Germany. Questions. Germany and Italy and Portugal. Can't believe you're 14. putting that on your computer. Fourteen. Mm. Age of consent in Brazil and Peru. Fourteen. China's fourteen too. Wow, look at that. Okay. Look, I don't know. It seems a little young to me. Seems a little young to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it says in, in Angolia, it's 12. So <laughs> I guess it can always be long. What? How is that on Wikipedia? My God. No, it's, some, it's a website. It just says age of consent. It has like a little map oh, and you just like mouse made, over each country and it says what it is. They made that up. They made that up. Angolia is 12. Oh, in Nigeria, it says 11. So uh, 
Oh, God. Oh, God. No wonder they're in perpetual civil war. Though it says in like Saudi Arabia, it says there is no age of consent, but marriage is required. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. They do a thing. There's a th there's a thing. I think it's Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. where the imam comes out and marries you for like the afternoon and then you get an annulment after you do your business. Really? That's yes. hilarious. It's like prostitution oh the religious way. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. She's your wife for the day. Oh man, in the Philippines it's 12. That's so sick. That is so uh, sick. This is, pretty, uh, this is pretty crazy. That's so pretty sick. Pretty crazy, guys. Oh, oh my God. God. Do you know what the age of consent in Japan is? Don't tell me, please. 13. Why are you doing this to me? This is so why crazy. You, why are you forcing me into 13 this Thirteen in Japan? Come on, Japan. We all knew you were perverts, but like, come on. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait a minute. Ugh. It says... Um, However, many prefectures have local corruption of minor laws, which raise the de facto age of consent to 16 to 18, unless they're in a sincere romantic relationship, usually determined by parental consent. Oh, okay. So it's not as bad as it's. <laughs> yeah. It's like if two 15 year olds want to get married, a lot of nations, they want to marry their kids off young. It's like less meals that they have to feed them. They're like, wow, you're <laughs> let your husband. No, but I know when you say the age of is 13, you're like, oh, does that mean a 30-year-old can like bang a 13-year-old and it's fine? Like that sounds really Yeah, yeah, you up. want to avoid that. Yeah, you yeah. want to avoid that. <laughs> definitely. Well, it's definitely against our sensibilities. There's some great uh art. I'm trying to figure out how you got the mouse pad that I that I um I looked up for the first time and thought was killer. The boobies. You like the boob mouse pad? Yeah, how'd you get that? Uh, well, you know, I have an amazing artist uh, <laughs> named David Aragon who can draw it for me in, in the world of fantasy, so. Who'd you get to kiss that that framed picture of me on the wall as a woman? You, that's you. That's your lips. <laughs> no, no. I didn't, this I didn't is this amazing it. picture. It was by uh, David Aragon. I forget, Someone commissioned it, I think they said. I don't remember <laughs> uh, who... Who specifically commissioned it? But who would commission such a thing? This obviously a genius. So th this is this is the visual uh, rendition of Sitch talking in the live stream. You see, I've got this amazing posture. I got the bloody toe. I almost died uh, on stream. Cool. Look, there's That's... the knife that, that that I used to have that would make all the clicking noise that would drive Adam crazy. There's do you a little sit Sitch. like that? That looks very uncomfortable. I do sit like that. I'm like L from Death Note. I have to sit like that to maintain, you know, proper intellectual capacity. You got your tidy whities on. <laughs> I got, well, that's the only part. See, that's the only part of it that's fake. I'm definitely a boxer boy. Okay. I don't wear, I don't wear tidy whities. Come on. What's this little mouse hole over here? You got a little friend? Oh, that's where the snake in. came in. That's the little snake hole. You got the booby mouse pad right there. I got the booby. I got the sitch mouse pad with tits on it. That's pretty awesome. Looks like a I sitch little... mouth peeking out from underneath the mouse pad. Yep, it's pretty amazing. I got the little sitch doll from Hummer sitting there. And I got, look, I got sexy femme Adam, you know, right behind. When are, you gonna, when are you going to play some Titanfall 2 with me and Hummer? We've got our own uh, clan sure. going. We're like, we're warriors. We're <laughs> mech warriors. Not to be confused with mech warriors. Uh-huh. Mech warriors. Who's the girl in that pic? That's Adam. What do you mean, who's the girl? That's Adam. 
That's not me. That's it. I, w- I would never wear sexy Tesla shorts. <laughs> you should. You wow. should. That's the problem. Look at that. Uh, caffeine Great. tweaker, CT. Stop getting us money, CT. God. CT yeah, for, for four Canadian. Uh, says, look, Adam, you're not the only 82-year-old YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like 82. Uh, she says someone had to. It's true. The commission. Oh, that's right. Sasquatch says the commission was from El Mono. True, 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 true. Well, thanks for commissioning this. It's great. We all get it's a beautiful to picture. Definitely top tier. Top tier. Uh, Solar Flip for $5 says, do children have free will or can they not consent? Slash S class. Uh, they can't consent. <laughs> well, first of all, children don't have free will. They also can't consent. But I'd say that consent and free will have nothing to do with each other because I think most people don't have free will. And yet, obviously, they can legally consent when you're an adult. So, mm. is there is there any? I don't think our society makes a connection between free will and consent, at least by no. my standards of free will. But free will is assumed. Free will is assumed in our society, yes. Yeah, which is probably good. That's it has to be that way. You can't, I don't think you can, unlike Sam Harris, I don't think you can structure society around the idea that people don't have free will. Yeah, he's just being, he's being an Alan Dershowitz. That's what he's, he likes yeah, to be I don't a think, rebel. I don't think we, did you orphans have free will? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Hitch Waxer for $10 says, but it can't be the case that a defense attorney has to believe his client's innocence. Otherwise, what does the right to due process even mean? True. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, you got to have due process. And I, I agree with what he was saying about how if you're a, defense, if you're a criminal defense attorney, most of your clients are probably going to be guilty. Probably going to be guilty. Guilty sure. until proven innocent is just bad because of confirmation bias, too. Like, no one would be innocent. <laughs> like, once you start off, they're guilty, it's over. It's completely over. So this picture is from Joy Boy. Yeah. Also, slow dancer on Twitter. On Twitter. Follow him. Yeah. Yep. I just noticed my package is like slammed up against the back of your head. <laughs> I forget <laughs> Look at that. What was the context of this picture? This is Chatham friended right here. This is the new Chatham friended meme. You don't know? The new one. Everyone's calling Everyone, me Chatham. Everyone's talking about Chatham friended. Everyone's calling me Chatham friended now. Uh, of course. So it's catch is it finally catching on? How's that feel with my package like all sunk into the Oh, back? it feels it feels fantastic. I got like a little head massager like right. <laughs> Why are you frowning so hard there? <laughs> so I think the context happy. was for some reason Sitch is looking for for the monster Chatham and uh he appears behind me with his dick rubbing against the back of my head. So I want you guys to know that technically I'm not touching him. Like that's the shadow of his head there. That's <laughs> not Oh no, it's touching. There's no Adam's touching me. He he's really getting his his junk right in there. There's no touching. He's he's in, he's yeah. Adam's really liking it. He's enjoying it. Okay, don't. I don't, don't let know. Adam fool you. If you see this here to be continued, I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm turning that page. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have the wherewithal to flip that page. I might just close. I might just close this one up. I might go. Okay, this one got the best of me. Where's the oh, next comic? I, I forgot to retweet it. 
Uh, Adam drinks too much of the Chad serum, and PSA Sitch has to go looking for him. Unfortunately for him, Chad unfriended found him first. There yeah, you go. that's what happens when you drink the Chad serum. <laughs> <laughs> Chad team, that's right. <laughs> Horrible. I Horrible. like that. I like that this would be like your favorite picture, if not for your dick, like rubbing on my head. I would little detail, like just. It puts it I in the told gray you, area. I told you, Sitch. There's no contact there, okay? It's an optical uh -huh. illusion. Mm -hmm. You know in the movies when they do the funny thing, like the thing in the background, you know, the woman has her mouth open, the guy's blowing up a balloon. That's what's going on here. <laughs> this isn't, none of this is, this is not, this is placement. This is not actually, mm. nothing bad <laughs> is going on in this photo. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Fritz Philogene II for five dollars. Hey, Fritz. Uh, hello and shalom, you pie lover and you pie lover and matzo ball. Are you prepared for the race war in twenty twenty one? Sure. There's going to be a, a war to no. race to see who can cure COVID the fastest. That's what you're referring. Ooh, to. Ooh, is that the race war? Oh, nice. That's the race war. We're racing to that. Racing to kill that COVID off. Yep. We're going to see. I'm predicting things are going to get a lot better in 2021. Some people are pessimistic. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be positive, okay? Like Adam, I'm going to be positive. Do it. Yeah. We can do it together. This is it. This is our last show of 2020, guys. That's right, guys. It's the end of the year. Thanks for, thanks for sharing it with us. This has been a crazy year. This has been a crazy year. But fun. But fun. Oh, wait. I got I to gotta send you. There's some more pictures that, that I got that you didn't get. Lieutenant Amazon sent me one too. Oh yeah. Okay, good. So he sent you that one too. Yeah. There's also one that I'm pretty sure you didn't get. Uh J Mac for ten dollars says we had one model that was attractive, but most were dreadlocked hippies with saggy bits. Oh, saggy bits, hairy saggy legs, bits. hairy armpits, hair mm -hmm. all over the inner thigh. You sign up for your art class. Sign up yeah. for your art class. Yes. I got expert at drawing inner thigh hair. I was, <laughs> I was very good at it. <laughs> good. How oh, tall is Adam? Uh, he's 4'11", says CT. There you go. 4'11". Bullshit. <laughs> why does she do that? Because so... it's hilarious. <laughs> why, why? I don't know. It doesn't... Look, guys, it's fine. Adam is short king, okay? Adam is short king. How tall is Viva Fry, do you know? I have no clue. Uh, Ultra Unity for $10 says, A is for Adam, who I wouldn't have found without. S for Sitch, who I wouldn't have found without. S for Sargon. Our powers combined. Ass class. <laughs> I'm proudly an ass for life. There you go. Ass class. Ass class. Ass class is the best class. Ass class is best class. That's true. True, true, true. Bass class. That's uh, hilarious. Hypothetically, if I yes, CT, if you donate twenty dollars, I'm just gonna give it back to you. I'm just going to give you twenty dollars in response to that. If you do. Why? Why? Don't do it. Don't give me twenty dollars, CT. Don't give us twenty dollars, CT. Uh, Breely for fifty. Donkey Kong dollars says, "Sitch and Adam give Attack on Titan a shot. It is truly a modern masterpiece in the making. It's not just my favorite anime, but my favorite show." I don't know. I'm I'm very hesitant to try shows that are built around mysteries because i always feel like when you 
whenever at the end you find out what the mystery is, it's always a letdown. That's been my experience. It's true, and it, it's that's a tough one because, yeah, it can never live up to the expectation, but leaving right. a big fat cliffhanger is even worse. You're like, fuck that's yo, true. fuck yo, I was watching this movie to find out what the hell was going on. So it's like, that's trouble too. I got burned so bad on Battlestar Galactica. That's the worst one. Oh, really? That's the worst one. They do Battlestar a Galactica job of that. Has a fantastic opening and like has some really cool concepts, but it all hinges around like these mysteries and the questions of why these certain things are happening. And at the end, it's like the dumbest, like literally the dumbest fucking explanation possible. Like there couldn't be a worse explanation. That sucks. Totally it's blows insane. It. I was like, You're I like, couldn't. I was, the whole thing. I was in shock when I was like, saw the end of that. I'm like, oh my god. You walk away hating life. You're like, why did I, I devote like, so much of my time and energy to this? And it was. And it was funny because at least I didn't watch it when it was live. I watched it like when it was all like on Netflix or one of these things. So I got. I didn't have to like spend like four years sitting through it. But oh my god, this is amazing. Who did this? This is amazing. Oh, the, the picture I sent you. So this is yeah. from Keith Kovacs. Keith Kovacs in relation to the Mary uh, fuck kill question. Oh my God. So last stream we had the, the question, the Mary fuck kill question uh, in regards to cat girl, bunny girl, and fox girl. Yeah. So Keith Kovacs here. decided to draw this. Holy shit. He drew it too. He drew it like the day after. He drew oh it very quickly. God. I was very impressed the day after. And so there I am. And it says I'd buy that for <laughs> I'd buy that for my free will, and I got the fox girl, the bunny girl, and the cat girl all over me. And then Adam in the background saying, "Don't, don't make me choose." I just I don't I awesome. don't like I'm against killing animals. Sitch is <laughs> Sitch will, he's a madman. Uh-huh. He kills animals for fun. He's one of those mm. big. He goes out with a big bow and arrow. Mm. I'm get me some cat girl tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I said I was going to marry the fox girl, fuck the cat girl, and kill the bunny girl. Look at this detail here. Like this boob totally pressed against your abdomen. Yeah, it's there. nice. It's yeah. Nice. He's a, he does excellent, excellent boob, boobage here. See, I was right to kill the bunny girl because she doesn't even have a human face. It's like a little rabbit face. I don't want oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, want more, that. More bunny. It's like three quarter bunny. <laughs> like one quarter human have you seen there's like a picture that's like it's like the scale of like how much of a furry you are <laughs> oh look he made your finger look like a penis too what it's, your finger circumcised <laughs> i didn't i didn't notice that that little detail but... adam adam's got a sharp eye for these sorts of things that's technically not sitch though sitch never smiles that's true. I mean, I would smile in that situation, so there you go. You couldn't help yourself, I know. Oh, wait. I think I might be able to get Chatham friended in this picture if I do a little light graphic design here. Go down, get Sitch out. Looky there here. You go. Oh, yeah. There, you go. <laughs> there we there it go. Is. There we go. Goyles. I'm home. Uh, Alex Karras for $5 says, what happened to Adam's hair? I'm going to use DaVinci Resolve to help me get over this shock. Oh, you got a haircut. What's, what's wrong with that? my hair? You got a haircut, didn't you? 
That's my COVID haircut. Yeah. You got. You got. You look like you went Super Saiyan. It's all spiky. I um, I do it myself, and I just. I get the wife to come in and clean up where it looks messed up. Nice. If, I, if it looks wrong anywhere, just fix nah, it. Nah, you look good. You look, you look Super Saiyan. I like it. What is Super Sam? Super Saiyan. Sam. Oh, nice. Saiyan. It's an N. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. I said it that it's way. It's like your favorite Pokemans. Oh. <laughs> your favorite Pokemon is Madagascar, right? Magikarp. Oh, I thought I could trick you. <laughs> I know <laughs> my favorite Pokemon. Now. You sure it's not Madagascar? <laughs> it is Maga. It's Magacarp. Magacarp. There you are. There it is. Uh, Zara Richards for five dollars says, "Here's my weekly free will subscription." There's your five units of free will, Zara. Won't be able to stay for the stream sadly because I'm moving homes. Well, I hope you're moving to a better home, Zara. Yeah, totally. Upgrade. Uh, a mighty win for twenty dollars and twenty cents. Oh wow! Thank you, mighty win. Uh, it says happy holiday, gents. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, happy holidays to you. Definitely. People are saying the cat girl isn't a girl. <laughs> I'm gonna believe. All right, I'm gonna dream. The I'm cat dream girl the isn't dream. a girl. Okay, guys. Let's see here. Uh, so Amazon drew this picture. He says, "Here's a picture." Uh, Zo Zofrats says she's been working out. And said that she's gonna pick me up when we meet. So this is a picture of her picking me and of picking me and Amazon up. Sweet. And it says, uh, "I think." The second picture says, "I think Zoe has become too powerful." And Sitch says, first time question mark." That's this is funny. the this is the reverse of that shot. I love yes. this. I love the reverse shot. I love the drawing from one side and the other. They do this in comics from time to time with the front, the cover versus the back. So it's like mm -hmm. a scene. This is like a perfect cover back. I like it. Good job. Good job, Amazon. Good job. Good job. Uh, Fritz Philogene II for five dollars says, "I love it when apostate dogs butcher the words of the Lord to justify their hearsay." Wow, coming out. That's Dershowitz. That's on Dershowitz on, under our, the... on Alan Dershowitz calling him an apostate, but he's not an apostate, yeah. right? He's pretty fucking I Jewish. Know. I don't think he's an apostate. He defends Israel all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, he seems pretty Jewish. I don't think he's apostate. And technically, it, since Judaism came before everything else, I don't think Jews can, by definition, be apostates for remaining Jewish, remaining to be Jewish, right? I guess. Yeah, because apostate not, means you Jewish, renounce. Though. Why renounce? Just go with the flow. <laughs> Come some of the chat says Bunny Girl has serious baby making potential. <laughs> uh, Liam Cooper for five Bunny, pounds really? says, anyone see the Charlie and Ben podcast with Vosh where a couple of dudes that don't get too involved with politics, they did a good job on challenging him. So we talked yeah, about we, this earlier. Yeah, go ahead. Um I actually, I didn't watch the whole thing. Adam sent me a 30-minute clip or so. And from that clip, I completely disagree. I thought, because we were questioning whether we should do this for the stream. And to the, the clip that I saw, I thought uh, Charlie was doing an awful job <laughs> challenging Flash. So that's part of why I didn't want to do, do it on the stream. So. Yeah. Yes. But I this I don't know about the rest of the the interview. I just saw this one clip. It didn't. 
I thought Vosh came off as very reasonable and and Charlie was act did not come off very good in that clip that I saw. So I I thought that they did a very good job. They actually did the same exact thing that I did with the surfs and it worked out well mm -hmm. with us and Lance. Lance was actually pretty cool to us after he left the show. There was no, you know, throwing bombs or accusing us of racism or whatever. I think we were much further left than he had anticipated, which can happen because I mean, you're just, it's basically like telephone. It's just hearsay what, right. what you believe that person is all about. Um, but the thing that he did that was kind of like me saying to Lance, you know, it seems like your gig is to is to accuse people of racism. They got into a dialogue about that with Vosh, and they were saying it seems like you have this persona that is very incendiary. Like uh, Vosh is basically like the Rush Limbaugh of the left. I think that's a yes, pretty good characterization 100%. of him. Yeah. Yes. So he's all he's completely just leftist arguments without <laughs> any care for. Like he's just incendiary, which is a good way to get attention. But he, uh, Charlie, and the other guy kind of left left him off the hook by by not really. Like they were trying to challenge him. They were trying to say that that incendiary mode is completely different than his nice. I'm on Tim Pool's podcast, or I'm on uh, your podcast, and I'm being completely nice and reasonable. That those two personalities are probably like they were they were basically hinting that the real Vosh is the nice guy that goes on various podcasts and whatnot. And the incendiary one isn't really real. It's just like a persona. But Vosh basically was saying, no, no, that's the real me. <laughs> no, all Republicans are racist, basically. That was his argument. So <laughs> Yeah, that part was really stupid where he was basically mm -hmm. saying uh well what's all, he gonna say he can't say racist. this is hold on the, he right, can't which, come which out. Then he, wait, he, he then backpedaled to well i'm not saying all people that voted for trump are racist but all people who voted for trump are saying they don't have a problem with racism i was like i don't think that's a good argument uh i don't charlie didn't really agree to that though charlie and the other no, no, guys charlie said, didn't agree with that yeah yeah they said no you're completely mischaracterizing people as racist right. for for clicks they didn't call him out as forcefully as i did in the lance thing but um i mean that's that's what we called Bosch out more forcefully in this in this talk today about this right. stuff i mean it is a good it is a, a powerful path to power the the reason that i thought it would be interesting to listen to it is because of the the conflicting worldviews between the guy the people talking between charlie and vosh and mm -hmm. i like you they didn't really think it through i don't necessarily know vosh is not in a position and this is kind of kind of what we were saying about the the leader's Versus the influencers. Vosh is not in a position to say, oh, yeah, that's just a persona. I'm just doing it to, you know, just for for entertainment, because the people who watch it don't think he, it's a persona and that he's doing it for entertainment. They think it's sincere and real. And that's the person that they like and relate to. As soon as he says that, like the the audience is gone. Right. Sure. 
Well, I'll, look, I'll give it a, I'll give it a second chance. I'll watch the whole thing because what you, that part of the conversation sounds interesting. More it interesting is super than the clip interesting. That I saw, yeah. So. Well, it is in that clip. I mean, it's the racism. Well, the, part. the there was like the clip that you showed me. The first twenty minutes of it is like this weird hypothetical where he's like, "Well, did people who were against the civil rights movement in the '60s are they racist?" Was mm-hmm. Vosh's hypothetical question, and then mm-hmm. Charlie's. I thought his answers to that was really awful. So I'm just like, "Wow, this is like really bad." Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. They were all dealing the hypotheticals, so. Anyways, I sent we played um Champed Up and we made some funny shirts, so I sent you some Champed pictures. Up. It's one of the Jackbox games. You know that word we game played, that was really boring we and terrible. T- we men play Titanfall 2. When are you going to come play some Titanfall 2? When with are you going to play Jackbox with us? Can we play Titanfall 2 first? And then I can forget about the Jack. I can forget that we were supposed to play Jackbox. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I'm just asking. I'm just. I'm hypothetically. I would play afterward. Uh, Hazap seven seven for two pounds says, "The world, though, more like the well." That is. That's a. That's a. That's a great idea for a picture. I love that. Yeah. Sitch is. Uh, is Dio. Instead of saying instead of saying the world, he says well, and Adam, <laughs> Adam is Jos Jos gay. Or, I mean J- Jotaro, who he thinks looks gay. Adam is gay looking Jotaro, <laughs> Jojo, <laughs> being very upset by me saying well. Could be good. I like it. There's a so lot played, of memes. A lot of okay. Jotaro so we played Champed Up, which is a, a Jackbox game where you have to draw a little like. Uh, little champions to fight each other. And so this is the champion of looking important. And it's Sitch with his suit versus Adam with his pants. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Isn't that great? Look at that. Yeah, it is good. I like it. I don't remember who uh, drew me. Caleb, I think Caleb Black drew the Adam with his pants picture, which is fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah. Look at this. 95 Keat for $5 says, if OJ wasn't innocent, he would have been convicted guilty. Check a mate, Mr. Interviewer Man. Ooh, got him. Got him. Wow, look at that. Someone did my birdhouse perfectly. <laughs> I feel like I should pull my on the toilet. <laughs> we got Jose, and we have Adam with his birdhouse. <laughs> if I can die on the toilet with my birdhouse, I'll die happy. You'll die happy. That's some deep lore. Remembering your birdhouse. Yep. I made a birdhouse and I posted on Twitter. I made like the Cadillac of birdhouses. Oh my God. It's <laughs> And I couldn't even, these snobby fucking LA birds, they wouldn't even move in. What I a know. bunch of bitches. Terrible. I got to put like a extra bathroom in or something. Wait, did you put food in there? Oh, you're supposed to put food in there? You just put you just wait, you literally just built the house and put it outside. Like you gotta put food in it for them to eat. Really? You put bird seed in the house. They don't just live in the house. They eat the food from the house. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I might I might up my game. I don't next, think I don't think I think the term birdhouse is colloquial. Like I don't think I don't think most birds will live in the birdhouse. I think they just eat yes, the food. Yes, they out do. Of the you gotta. I did my homework on making the birdhouse. I looked uh-huh. up other videos on making birdhouses, and I okay. made the hole the right size for the certain type of bird, and I made it oh, the right depth. Look at you! Look at you! Yeah, 
Well, and you look, put you the, just gotta gotta put some food in there. Sucker, I'm in. Maybe so. Yeah, I want some birds to move in. Hopefully, the cats don't kill them. <laughs> and then we have the champion of the Illuminati, the Alex Jones versus the gay frog. The gay frog. Oh my God! Match of the year. There you go. I yeah, put my money great. on the gay frog. See, wouldn't you like to play this little draw, fun drawing game with us? You get to draw. Yeah, I like funny to draw. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Chris for five dollars says Trump's still campaigning because he's actually looking for the stand arrows so he can take over the U.S. Oh, <laughs> calling it now. <laughs> he's another 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 JoJo reference. Thank you, Chris. The dark conservatarian. For $5 says, oh, please, no. Oh, please, no. No Trump 2024. We on the right can do better. Rand Paul 2024. Sorry. Rand but, uh, Paul? Think... That's like 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I, I think Trump 2024 is going to happen. I think that's a, I think it's a shoe-in. I think it's a shoe-in, basically. What is Trump going to do if he doesn't start immediately campaigning for president in four years? <laughs> I mean. Nothing. That's it. Seems like he's going to do it. He's definitely going to do it. Gemini Semini for $2 says, curse YouTube, I can't super chat <laughs> with my phone <laughs> for another $2. Gemini Semini says, I want to be inside you, Adam, in all caps. That's so sad. Gemini Semini, he's willing to give you the blood, Adam. He's willing to be your blood bag, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't use people like that. Mm. Uh. Well, you're paying them, so you're not using them. They're nah, an there's an argument to be made. They're not your slave. They're an employee with a job. That no, you they're are a prisoner literally with a job. using them. So, <laughs> Daniel the Bruce for 49 says Alan Dershowitz teleports behind you. <laughs> oh, Alan no. Dershowitz teleports oh, no. behind grieving Goldman and Brown family. Nothing personal, kid. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Mr. Ubercross for $10 says, the only way to protect the rights of the innocent is to defend the guilty. The innocent have no recourse in the system. It forces cops to play fair. True. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Sure. Gemini 79 in the chat says, I want to be used, Adam. Ah, uh, so sad. <laughs> Use me. Ah. <laughs> uh. Dan Will the Bruce for 499 says, so Do you think bad. Dershowitz believes what he's saying? Or do you think OJ texted him 32 knife emojis right before the interview? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Super <laughs> chat of the evening right there. That's I'm gonna go good. with the knife emojis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the knife emojis. Well, to be fair, I think if he got the 32 knife emojis, I think I think Dershowitz would say OJ was innocent. Sound Dershowitz pretty clearly was signaling that he thinks OJ was guilty in this interview. Oh, yeah, pretty clearly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Mr. Ubercross for two five dollars says, I'm a defense attorney, it's not that bad. Are, are you the only, are you the most ethical person in the world, Mr. Ubercross? Do hmm. all else fall prey to your, your moral standing? Hmm. Oh, but that's mm. cool though. I Baron Getterix for five dollars says, "Have you seen the Tim Pool Hunter Avalon interview? Tim kind of knows what he's talking about, and Hunter just denies and deflects to quo quo." 
I have not seen that yet. No. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Two quoco fallacy. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know that? Am I saying the word correctly? The two quoco. Yeah, that yeah. happens all the time. Uh, the appeal to hypocrisy. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I never heard of. Yeah, I never heard of this either. Uh, appeal to hypocrisy is an informal fallacy that intends to discredit the opponent's argument by attacking the opponent's own personal behavior as being inconsistent with the argument's conclusions. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So if somebody is, somebody can't use an argument unless they themselves live by that argument. Is that a good? Assessment I don't think of it? that's. Am I getting it right? Well, okay, saying person A makes claim X. Person B asserts A's actions or past claims are inconsistent with the truth of claim X. Therefore, X okay. is false. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. So they're. they're so saying, I can't say, I can't say something's immoral unless I don't do that thing. I well, can't no. say drinking is immoral, but yet I drink all the time. I'm a drunk. Well, no, no, no. You can say that. Um, there, the fallacy would be. The fallacy, according to the the little thing I read, would be like, oh. You can't claim that it's yeah you're you can't claim that it's immoral, because you've done it before. Mm-hmm. But that's a fallacy. You can claim anything's immoral and still do it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I did. I I saw some section of it, and Hunter was doing really poorly. <laughs> What's new? Which doesn't surprise me. But yeah. Do you, so. I mean. I don't want to throw shade at Hunter. I throw too much shade at Hunter already. Adam th- Adam's used to throwing a lot of shade. It's the holidays. I'll wait till 2021, That's guys. True. Let's Happy we'll let holidays, go. everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. We'll let Hunter go. That's right. <laughs> uh, Dem- Demalius for $5 says, It's a misconception that public defenders are bad. Often they are good lawyers but are underfunded and lack resources that the district attorney gets. That's true. That's very fair. That's very fair. Yeah, the that's district because, attorney's got to keep criminals in jail. Yeah, that's the problem is that there's all this political will to fund uh, to, to fund the district attorney's office. There's like no political will to fund the public defenders whatsoever. Yeah, that's the inherent know, bias in the system that they're always I know, it's really about. fucked up. Yeah. Sad. Lieutenant Amazon Friday says he's right. You can't blame the lawyer. I mean, the worst thing OJ ever did was bring the Kardashians into the spotlight. OJ did that? Yeah, remember his he was friends with with Kardashian. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Get it, get it. Uh Time Rift for $10. Thank you very much, Time Rift. And for another $5 from Time Rift again says, so Adam and Ditch, how dare you? We'll go to jail for any aspiring serial killers in chat. We disavow. Here at Sitch and Adam, we disavow any and all serial killers in the chat. Okay. Lord of the Nerds was saying that we would we would defend people for like a hundred dollar super. They were arguing over how much of a super <laughs> chat we would defend people for, but well, I guess I guess people just have to find out. I know. I just I've <laughs> I mean, we do, it does motivate us to show up every Sunday. We do, like, we thank you for the donations to the show, obviously. But I don't, like, if we wanted to make some serious money, <laughs> we'd be making videos on on the election, how Trump is going to win this no matter what. 
I've seen channels that are getting like millions of views in a day, which is a substantial amount of money. These channels are raking in like tens of thousands of dollars. Do, do you so, want to name these channels or are they going to remain unnamed? Doug to Naples. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want to name it. I don't want to name names, but <laughs> but Doug to Naples blowing up his channel right now uh-huh. on on just giving people false hope, and I don't even think he believes it. But the the YouTube algorithm is is catering to your every desire. If you want to believe Trump is going to win, if Trump Trump is still going to pull it out after all this, there's places you can find information on the internet. You can make videos about it. I encourage you. Hey, look, I'm the morally ambiguous one here. I'm not going to do it myself. I'm not going to make tens of thousands of dollars because Sitch will be mad at me. I want to, but I'm friends with Sitch, so I can't do it. Out of friends, out of my friendship for Sitch. Got to keep Adam in check. That's I'm true. not going to do it, but other people are doing it, and they're mm-hmm. making tens, like tens of thousands of dollars. That ain't right. Adam, you have my permission to go off on your own and make really shitty cope videos about how Trump's still going to win the election. Can they be parody videos? I couldn't. I couldn't really do it to the people. I would feel bad. (laughs) I have like if you guys wanted to do some parody videos and you knew, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just parody. uh, But it was like, you know how you know how those parody websites do stories that people believe are real because <laughs> right, they don't right. know it's a parody website, but parody's like, too close to reality now. Yeah. We're yeah. in that situation right now. You could literally make parody videos that people thought were real and make tens of thousands of dollars. What's that do to the incentive structure here on YouTube? That's J reg. <laughs> yeah, no J regs do J regs doing right. But I J reg is a comedian though. He's, He's off the hook. Mm-hmm. I don't. Doug Tenable might actually believe this. I don't know that Doug does. I know one of the guys he hangs out with, Mike S. Miller, believes that Trump is going to win. There's no way Trump can lose. <laughs> like he should be making those videos. If he believes it, then he believes it. Yeah, he's going to declare martial. Look, Trump's going to declare martial law and uh, let's be president again. If the <laughs> isn't the morally the morally repugnant path is if you don't believe it and you're still making the videos pretending like you believe it. Right. That's, that's, that's the path you don't want to go down. I do not. I don't think Trump stands a chance in hell of pulling off the election. I think that's really the, I think that's the position that we're in. So, and actually even, even the guy that's doing these videos, like he, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. So I've been watching a little, a little bit and the people, he says, uh, Trump can win. Like that's how he opens his videos. Trump can win. And pe- people in the comments are literally arguing with him. No, you should say Trump will win. Not Trump can <laughs> win because Trump will win. Yeah. So he, and he's saying, well, I, you know, I'm not a fortune teller. I, I can't tell he will win. I know that he can win, which, yeah, he can win. A, like a comet could come from outer space, right? Like aliens could invade. Aliens could land on Earth and they could all be Trumps. And they could say, you have to make Trump president of the planet. Yes. Yeah. Anything could happen. 
yes, anything could happen. We're we're living <laughs> in that world. And if you want to make videos where that happens, you could you could make some money. So I'm just throwing it out there for you guys. You want to start a YouTube channel? This is the time to do it. You could have a you could beat us in subscribers by January 20th. I'm I'm dead certain of it. Yes. As someone in the chat mentioned, yeah, the move is Adam, if you want to make your videos your mm -hmm. your trump videos or your co videos you can just say at the end of every sentence in minecraft that's how you get around <laughs> in minecraft know. i love it that's how you get around everything i love it well you know i've made i've made videos like blowing shit up to do viral videos and stuff like that so i'm not above trying to work the algorithm and make viral videos that's i mean what are we here for right well right. i'm here because it's entertaining hanging out with you so Oh, that's why we do. That's why we do our show. Ultimately, oh, so. that is true. I don't care about it you is. people. I only care about Adam. Why well, I'm entertained by them just as much as you. So, oh, look at that. Lord of the Nerds is way funnier than you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Gemini Semini. Actually, I agree. Gemini Semini is the funniest person here. So, <laughs> Gemini's heart's in the right place. He's he's a little too. <laughs> He needs to find himself a. This is unrequent. Uh, what is it? Unrequainted love. What is it? Sure. You're putting the, the love in the wrong place. You got yes. to devote your time and energy to someone that is actually reciprocating, which would be. So someone will love you. <laughs> you just got to. But this right is person. much funnier though for the for the stream. For you, it's a little <laughs> torturous for me, but that's all that matters, right? I guess. <laughs> Uh, Gemini Semi for $2 says, danger is attractive. That's why I love Adam. Ooh, he's dangerous. <laughs> I'm trying to dangerous. Say it, Adam. Say Trump can win dot, dot, dot in Minecraft. You got to practice. Okay. Trump can win in Minecraft. <laughs> there you go. Is that your Doug Tenaple impression? Yeah, that's how he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stock for five dollars says, "Oh, Doug Tenaple, by the way, guy who created Earthworm Jim." In case you didn't know, you were goading me to mention it. Well, is, I just thought it, it was bad? fine because we were talking is about it before. Bad stream, to mention so. it. I mean, is it? Bad you didn't have to mention it. it. He's working it. I mean, is it bad? Is money bad, Adam? Is success bad? No. The answer to these are no, obviously money, yes. Money's but... not bad. Well, there is the whole influencer leader thing, which yes, kind that of we talked about for like an hour relates, in the middle of the stream. Yeah, yes. relates to this whole yes, problem. Sitch right. is on the record saying that this problem is unsolvable. <laughs> I, mean, I say okay. I, I don't know what the answer is. My big, my big and line centrist brain. I don't know what the answer is. We'll we'll stumble across it if we talk we will, long accidentally. Enough, we'll stumble across it. Yeah, that's what. Oh, the answer is obviously work. drugs. Uh, Stock for five dollars says. <laughs> When an innocent person is convicted, a guilty person also goes free. That's usually how I think about this sort of thing. Oh, that's a good point, too. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we got to get that guilty person. Uh, Lieutenant Amazon for $5 says, Can't wait for 10 years when Adam and Sitch run for office. The real YouTube takeover. Yeah, that's true. Not gonna happen, We're going to do it. But... We're going to do it. I was supposed to jokingly uh, sign Adam up to run in 2020 for rep mm -hmm. and then i just couldn't be bothered to figure out how to do yeah, that who cares? <laughs> i could never do it you'd be my reader i would never it would be pretty funny though 
Robert Leslie for five Canadian says, have you guys ever seen Dershowitz's debate with Norman Finkelstein on democracy now? No, but that sounds really interesting. I do like debate. I do like watching debates. Isn't democracy now like that leftist thing? Like a leftist radio show? Am I confusing it with something else? Maybe we should watch one of those horrific Doug Tenaple videos just for fun. <laughs> I don't want to watch one of these videos. Let's watch the Cope video. Come on. Oh, my God. Why? Let's read some comments. <laughs> the comments are the best part. Maybe we'll do that after we get to the Super Chats if it's no, not just, 12 uh, o'clock at night. We don't have to do it. We don't have to do it. Let's bring up that one video I sent you that one time. <laughs> the uh, turn you sent me a lot of videos. I the don't know. turnaround video. There's this turnaround video. Oh, my uh, God. No. <laughs> the, it's like... It's it's like an industrial, like training video, but the girl is like triple, quadruple D boobs. <laughs> like the video has four million views. All their other training videos have like thirteen views. It's so obvious. Yep. Oh my god. I was speak. I forgot to mention this. I sent Adam. We were talking about you know. Oh, and your underage anime girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I sent Adam a picture of Momo from My Hero. And I said, I said, do you think she's hot? And Adam said, yes. <laughs> and I said, got him. She's only 15, sicko. And you know what your answer was? Adam had the I do, because it, it's hilarious. I go always go for the joke. I said, Dursh can be my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Nice. Of course nice. I'm calling the Dursh. He owes me. Uh, Dan with Bruce for 999 says, is anyone else waiting for Epstein to walk through the back of Dershowitz's shot, brushing his teeth in the bathrobe, and awkwardly skedaddle when he notices the camera's on? Yes. Uh, very much so. Yeah. True. 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 People, want, people in the chat want to know what was the name of that video, Adam, for research. The video? I'll post it in the chat. I'll bring it the, up. The tits video. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up. It's not that guys. exciting, guys. It's just an attractive woman <laughs> talking about some boring as shit ever. Well, I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I oh, didn't no. download it. I didn't download I thought I about don't. it. <laughs> uh, he did. He did, guys. He did. Where's that video at? Come on. <laughs> uh, Michael Pittman for $5 says, just want to say thanks for getting me through all this BS while making sandwiches and the likes at Hardee's. Awesome. Anything we can do to make your day a what little is better as you slave away doing whatever awful stuff you have to do in the day. Yes. Well, always happy to happy yes. to give you a laugh while you're doing stuff that's not so fun. Uh, GP for... Eight ninety nine Nazi dollars. How dare you, GP? Says you're wrong about Zima Blue. Sitch isn't Sitch. It isn't about accepting defeat. It's about realizing one's mortal mortality and starting again for something better. Hell yeah! So, someone I think you actually it. tweeted me this, GP, or someone did, and I I was gonna respond to it, and I just forgot. Um, because that was Adam's argument about Zima yeah. Blue was that it was about, hell yeah. It was there was an inspirational message for me. It was. A horrifyingly dark message. Yeah. Um, it was so much fun. He wanted to start over and do it all over again. Come on. Come on now. The cycle of I don't life. know. I feel like 
it's one of those things that is vague enough. I think it could be, I don't think there's a clear answer. I mean, I guess you'd have to ask the person that made it. What, what, what's, what were they going for here? Because I interpret also, it so negatively. It's but. also a, a, a powerful message to the idea that it's about the journey and not the destination. Like he'd no. already journeyed everywhere. He'd already right. done everything there was to do. But that's not what he says, though. Listen to you. Got Dershowitz. That's in the not house. what he says. I think that's why I think you guys are wrong. If I'm, the if legal I remember eagle. correctly, I've, I've only seen it once, and I saw it, however, whenever it came out, how many months ago. Don't leave I, the stream, guys. You can watch the turnaround video at the same time. You don't need the sound on. <laughs> you don't need the sound on for that video. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I re I could have swore that the guy in Zima Blue he says that for all his searching, he only found joy in the simple behavior before he had cognition. And that's why I interpreted it negatively, not the way you're interpreting it. Cause it sounds like he's saying that in all his journeying, he'd found no meaning and he only found meaning being the mindless automaton with no free will or consciousness. Well, that is a downer. Jeez, why would but you that's want to what interpret he says. it that way? That's why I interpreted it so negatively. You're going fully woke on us. You're problematizing Zemo <laughs> Blue. Why are you doing this to I'm us? I'm going woke. I'm accepting objective reality, and that no, means I'm going woke. You're problematizing. Look at this. You're this. problematizing. That's Don't fine. No one be, cares about this. Be positive. In the chat, it just says it just says research and motorboat <laughs> and turn around. <laughs> So that's true. That's what that's much is better. This is a much better conversation around. than the depressing nature of Zima Blue. It's just, you know, big tits. <laughs> Everyone can get around, behind that. Turnarounds are great. Turnarounds. Yellow, uh, Yellow Flash, you should subscribe to. He does great videos. He's the one that sent me this video. Uh, Gemini79 for $2 says, Adam can beat me all he wants. Okay, Gemini, you have to knock it off, okay? <laughs> the buttered uh, anvil for two dollars says super chatting with no condition involving efap hard thing i know i laughed when i saw that one that's pretty funny thank you i do i do appreciate that when are you gonna go back on efap man come on i don't people know love i had to bother i had to bother mauler about it i have to bo bother mauler just mauler loves you come on don't have to bug anyone just no, say, I know. Listen, I don't. I, I don't. That's not what I mean by that. No, he he'd offered. I'm trying to remember. He'd offered me to be on, like last month or something. I Just start an email like, here. I'll, dic I'll dictate an email for you, dear motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Amazon for twenty dollars. Holy shit! Thanks, Amazon. Says yeah, having a, a person of color play you in a movie reminds me of the Scarlett Johansson controversy, and my opinion stands. I don't care what gender or race the person is. I would be elated to have a world famous, beautiful actor play me in a movie. True. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I would love if Scarlett Johansson played me in the movie. <laughs> That'd be great. That picture on the wall kind of looks like Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Chris in the chat says that the 10 hour debate was funny. I think so. I heard that most people. 10 hour like debate? The Star Wars debate on Maw Channel. Oh, okay, yeah. I heard I most people were very that. unhappy <laughs> with me and then Glib in that debate. <laughs> but that's why. Yeah, you guys were like autistically screeching for the whole yes. time. Yeah. You love being the villain. You're like, do you and Dershowitz are like Me the and Dershowitz, same. that's true. 
That's true. Maybe it's maybe I'm it's in our villain. Jewish blood. There you go. We're okay I'm being the hated. Villain. You could go back in as the hero now because you've changed your position. You've come to the 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 light side. Well, but see, here's I didn't really change my position. I just figured mm. out I just figured I'm tired of it, so I worded it in a way that people will like. See? Yeah. Like a typical lawyer. Yeah. There you go. But I'm right glad you guys important. like that. I liked it too. I liked it and I actually and I actually at the end of it I I grew to respect and like um I forget his name. The yeah. the prequel some, guy. Some respect you got right there. Yeah, he I give him well no, I give him respect for sticking out, you know, and being cool in the conversation. But I respect you, no name. I want you to I, know. It that. was um, I I don't, I don't remember people's <laughs> names. As he says my name. Adam, I don't remember I people. You know how long it took me to remember Adam's name? It took a while. No, no. It took a while. I called you Stitch for months. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You sure did. That's not true. I think I did call you Stitch on our first stream, though. Probably did. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Mr. I'm, Ubercross I'm for $5 says... Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead says so only the public defender should represent people of dubious moral character doesn't it seem like that is a terrible standard no i don't that's not my standard i don't think that's true i think if alan dershowitz was to just say look um the truth is you know we have the system everyone's right entitled to defense and everyone's entitled to a lawyer who defends them to the best of your ability and it's not that's really not true that is not true of, you can't say um, that though. That's patently false. So you don't say so you don't you don't agree with that. Well, no. Every everyone is entitled to a good attorney is not the the standard. The standard is everyone's entitled to an attorney. <laughs> it's not a good attorney. That's the huge difference there. So if you're rich, yes, you get you're entitled to the best attorney money. No, can no, no. Buy. I'm saying everyone's <laughs> no, everyone's entitled to to defense. Okay. Yes. Exactly. And if you're a defense lawyer, generally the idea is uh, you're going to try the best you can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I think probably a lot of these pro bono cases, they're really just like. They don't want it to last very long. You know, they got a lot of other stuff they're working on. If they can just lose quick, that's probably their ultimate goal, which is why the well, I, look, legal I, system like, so messed my, up. My point is, I think there were arguments in defensive that Dersh, the defenses that Dershowitz could have given that I would be a lot more empathetic and even agree with. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that he gave most of them in this conversation. No, not, he gave none of those. And that was really what I was... Uh, pointing to i thought a lot of a lot of his rationale was i don't know really bizarre to me yeah bullshit ct says his name is adam i thought it was alan <laughs> <laughs> that's not a super chat you're not alan friended but it's funny so i wanted to read it alan friended i'm gonna say alan i feel like i should call jurassic, you that alan friended alan from, from jurassic one. park who's alan alex, from jurassic alex park? Su super chat about my glasses but these other glasses are my brand, but sometimes they hurt my eyes when I when we're on stream for too long. Alan friended. I'm back. I'm back. He's back the real guys. me's back. Uh, Lieutenant Amazon for ten dollars for another ten dollars. Amazon, stop giving us money. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait. Very generous. Alan Happy friended holidays. and Adam Dershowitz. Uh oh. 
Lieutenant uh, Amazon for ten dollars says, "I don't know about covering for a, crim- a criminal, but there was a famous video of a priest or someone getting upset with the police and admitting she would give a fugitive protection and asylum." Yeah, I thought that was um, was it fugitive? I thought that was f- like an immigration situation or something, like someone who's going to be deported mm. or something. Mm. I don't remember. Oh, but yeah, so uh, Nathan actually expounded on this. He says, according to Roman Catholic canon law, uh, priests may not reveal what they have learned during confession to anyone, even under the threat of their own death or that of others. Punishment for breaking the seal of the confessional is conferred by the severity of the violation. person who violates directly the seal uh, incurs excommunication oh my god yeah you're talking about people's immortal soul here sitch and you're just like throwing it around you're like you should just call the cops and throw your immortal soul into hellfire and torment no no i'm not doing that bust the deal face the wheel someone said trump caved and signed the, the stimulus package is that true I'll look it up. I thought he it sounds like you're already looking. I thought it they up. were going to do that on Monday. Oh no! Wait a minute. Trump signs coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law after lengthy delay. Oh wait a minute! This is pretty shocking. I didn't see this coming. Interesting. Was it, was it the two thousand dollar one or? No. It was the small small it fry was... one. Well, to be fair, everyone focuses on the six hundred dollars, which is too small, but there are other. There's all sorts of unemployment like aid programs in there. It's not just the $600. That's just the part that everyone focuses on because it's easy to, to think about. But said President Trump signed the massive $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law tonight, averting a government shutdown that was set to begin on Tuesday. So he did cave. Interesting. That's going to be bad for his re-election bid. That is going to be bad for his re-election I wonder why he did that. Maybe he's like, screw it. I'm going back to New York. Hmm. Supposedly when he was campaigning in 2016, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not. Someone told it to me. But they said that he didn't want to sleep in the White House, that he thought the White House was kind of janky, and that <laughs> he was flying back to... <laughs> I'm dead serious. Isn't that, that crazy? He was, he was flying back to New York to sleep in his own bed every single night. And that's so why you can't, can't he just move his bed into the white house? Do they have a specific bread, the, the bed that the president has to like sleep in or something like, come on. He, 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 uh, this story. And like I said, I don't know if this mm-hmm. is true. Some friend of mine just told me this. They said he basically had to beg the first lady to move into the white house. She was like, I'm not moving in there. <laughs> it's old and drafty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, no. I guess when you're used to living the high life. Of, yeah, uh, some it's a step down. They're like, New oh York penthouse or some Florida, you know, club. I guess the White House is a step down. Excuse me. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, Tiny rooms. Come on. That house was built when people rode around on horses. <laughs> I can't imagine it being <sighs> being very uh, lavish or anything. I don't know. You've been you've been all over. Come on, Mister America. I've been in the White House. I took a White What's House. What's it tour. look like? 
I don't fucking remember. Is it, it tiny? I was a wee lad. Yeah. It looked nice. It looked know. giant because Sitch either, was though. only three foot high. It's true. I wouldn't want to live there either, though. Yeah, but you know, it's like when you look at those like fancy house. old houses, you're like, I don't want to live here. I want to live in like a new, modern looking place. But then, doesn't is it Trump or Rush Limbaugh? One of them has like these like awful, like all gold, like ornate looking rooms that just look so gauche and disgusting. Why has it got to be either or? Why can't it be both? Maybe they both have it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Do you think? Do you think Trump signed? What's gonna? Ha- is there gonna be any fallout? From the Trump crowd that he signed the bill. No, Hell I yeah! Wonder. You think they crisis will be? of authority? They're already dumping him. Mm. He's an influencer now. He's not. He's not president anymore. Because this makes him look really stupid. Because like, he's why a, would he? He raised all these really serious objections to it. Called it. He called this a disgrace. Like it's very hard on this, and now he just turned around and signed it. Like. Um, Look at his Twitter feed. He's got to have a, a he's got to, he That's tweets right. out the reason. Tweet about it. <laughs> yeah. He's not. I don't that's know if that's sad or convenient. About Trump. No, it's good. He's totally transparent. Uh, all it says is good news on COVID re- relief bill information to follow. That's all it says. Oh, really? Cliffhanger. Yeah. Ouch. Hmm. Maybe he'll release some video on it or something. Do you get C's candied over the holidays? Do I get what? C's candy. I don't know what that means. C's candy. C is this a type of candy? C's candy. Yeah. Oh, or are you saying C's candy? Do I seize the candy of children in the holidays? Do I run around the streets seizing candy from children and eating? They don't no, have C's candy in Florida. I'm no. curious. C's. Oh. I don't even know what this is. C's Candy is a candy company. Famous old-time candies. C's Candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Come on, it's not Christmas without C's Candy. Oh, I guess, yeah, Hanukkah. I don't celebrate Christmas, okay? I'm a good chosen person, chosen by God to be Jewish, okay? Chosen not to get C's chosen Candy. Chosen not to get C's holiday not a Christmas very good, candy. Not a That's very true. good, not chosen, not a good choice, but okay. <laughs> Hey man, we get we get to eat matzah. That's a it's a real step up there. Okay. Matzah mm, doesn't sound mm-hmm. appetizing, but okay. We get, you get matzah. We get a piece of our dick skin removed. Look, there's a lot of benefits here. <laughs> oh my god, there's a lot of benefits here. You're just not seeing. Yeah. Uh, Vagabond six 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 Gmail for two Aussies says priest less moral if they won't stop a murder. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I'd agree with that. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, JG Cheeky for $5 says, they can diddle kids, but ratting out criminals is a big no, no. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> true, true. All the priest does, uh, this they have the perfect racket because he goes to the other priest and says, I need to confess. I had a good That's time right. last night. I had to, or or, and then that then that priest confesses to another priest. I, I know their hands are tied all the way up to the Pope. I have a confession to make. Uh, this other priest told me that he rapes children, and I'm not doing anything to stop. <laughs> I know, exactly, <laughs> I know. exactly. I know. It's See, awful. there you go. It's very self-serving. 
of course you'll get excommunicated if you say in confession. That's that's where all whenever they talked about the fact that they're raping children, it was always, oh, I'm in confession now. You can't tell anyone. <laughs> get tell the police. I'm in confession. Woo. <laughs> that's neener, crazy. Neener. I completely disagree with that. I completely disagree with that. As a moral framework. Uh Stock for Five Dollars says justifying the Alan Dershowitz is the world. Oh no, I read that one already. Uh Joe Silver, Silver 42 has the answer right here. Adam Friended. What's Trump might have signed the bill in order to negotiate some alliance to contest the Electoral College on January 6th. Maybe so. That I might think be there's it. literally no fucking chance in hell that that's true. No, I got to make a video. Sitch, I got to go. <laughs> there I got to go. make a video. Thank you. You know what? Thank you, Silver42. He was also the one that recommended that you end everything by saying it in Minecraft. So there you go. Yeah. Look, you should make Adam. I want to see that Trump video. Trump will tomorrow. win. I want that video tomorrow. I want to see on Adam Friend's channel, Trump will win. Why Trump caved on COVID. The real reason Trump caved on COVID. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. That's the name of it. The real reason. The In all caps, the real reason Trump will win. The real reason Trump caved on COVID. I want to yeah. see that video. Trump didn't cave. Trump will win. All right, guys. I feel like I should make this video. Oh, now we're both going to be making. Now we're both going to make this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine living in that world? Lord of the Nerds would be off the hook next Sunday. (laughs) I'm seriously tempted to to make this video. (laughs) You think I'm joking? (laughs) You should. I'm seriously tempted to make this video. I'm curious if you could get in the algorithm just making it. I could put on a little beanie on. (laughs) You already have a little beanie on. I got my Tim Pool beanie. Look, I'm halfway there. I already have a Tim Pool beanie. There you go. We should both. Guys, I like guys. It's complicated. Guys. It's complicated. Trump is I'm totally going to destroy the Electoral College. Well, yep. you know, maybe destroy is a kind of a strong word. Look, you know, okay. he might. I can't look. I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I have connect. I have sources in Washington. Okay. And so I can't, it's, I can't tell you who it is. I can't compromise, but anonymous Washington insider who knows what he's talking about told me, told me that Trump signed the COVID release, the COVID stimulus bill purely to get, Mitch McConnell in the Senate to support his electoral claim in January. Okay. Are you joking, man? Because I'm I'm totally. I mean, I'm buying this. No, I'm not joking. That happened. Really? An anonymous Holy source from Washington shit. Insider just told me in the chat just now that that's what's going on. I mean, you have been to Washington D.C. and you do brag about it all the time, so you probably have countless sources in I Washington D.C. that could tell child, you anything. I went to you Washington D.C. for going to tourist attractions. There are just people standing there at the sides with little cars and they're like hey kid you want some anonymous washington inside information here you go <laughs> and i just go thank you sir i'm only oh, 10 I so up. i don't know what i'm gonna do with this but i'm gonna keep your card just in case i ever make youtube videos about the subject and what do you know what do I, you know i already broke frame i already laughed uncontrollably i'm so bad at this we have to be serious <laughs> if people are gonna believe us We'll edit the laughs out. Uh, Joe Thamake says, Hey, Sitch, and a fun little discussion with Car- Carvanacle, who was a postmodernist you noted that started cultural Marxism in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What? I Wait, don't what? People's names. Wait, that's that YouTube guy. We covered this guy, didn't we? Cultural Marxist back in the 60s? The Carvernacle guy. 
his YouTube channel. Yeah, he's the one that did the um, the Call of Duty Cultural Marxist video. Remember? Mm-hmm. Adam, with the Yuri yeah. Bezmenov video? Yeah, what about it? Yeah, okay. That's who they're talking about. Uh, Joe Themick says that they're in a fun little discussion with him. And for another $10, thank you, Joe, says, Carmackle legit tried to cite Lenin's take that Tsar Russia was capitalist. <laughs> that's funny. He's, quote, that's funny that Lenin seemed to think imperialism and imperial Russia were the highest forms of capitalism. Well, there you go, guys. There you go. Yeah, he talks about that in the Soul book, how Lenin fucked him over. That's How funny. Lenin fucked over the communists, yeah. Because Lenin was forced to... Lenin went in with all these ideas that communism was going to save the day and then it just totally fucked everything up and he was like fuck yep those bastards don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> oh they were asking me who was the post-marxist that i talked about that started cultural marxism in the 60s oh who? i don't <sighs> i don't know you'll have to look at i tweeted this out at some point there's an archive or you could look it up yourself if you look up the cultural marxism wikipedia entry on, on the Wayback Machine, you can find like the original Wikipedia entry where they talk about it before they before they now said it was a conspiracy theory. And I think that's where I saw that information. So you can check that out. I don't remember what the guy's name was. Ollie Willie sent me the, t- the tweet of the lowdown. Some guy, Judd Deere. Mm-hmm. So he says the president, this is from one hour ago, the president is signing this bill to restore unemployment benefits, stop evictions, provide uh, rental assistance and money for PPP, return our airline workers back to work, and substantially more money for vaccine distribution and much more. On Monday, the House will vote to increase payments to the individuals from the 600 to 2000 Therefore, a family of four would receive $5,200. So evidently the deal that Trump has on the table is that yes, he's signing this now, uh, but there's another bill that's this him signing this is contingent on this other bill being passed on Monday. They yeah, but- fuck him if they fuck him and don't actually don't pass it. <laughs> Can he posthumously veto a bill that he signed three days ago? I don't know. No, no, you can't. But this does that doesn't make any sense because that actually puts the Republicans in the worst of both worlds because. I mean, originally he, you could say, well, Trump was saying not only did he want to raise the amount to 2000, but he wanted them to cut a bunch of, you know, foreign aid assistance and other pork that, that people on the right didn't like, but now he signed that into law already tonight. So then what is he going to turn around and then also take the increase to 2000? So he's just basically giving the left everything they want, which I don't know. I mean, Mitch McConnell's not going to sign off on that. Wow. Uh, it says, additionally, Congress has promised that Section 230, which is unfairly benefits big tech at the expense of the American people, will be reviewed and either be terminated or substantially reformed. They're promising Section 230 reform. That's so that, that would, they're saying that's what the compromise was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's pretty it's funny a tweet, if that's true. It's a tweet thread here. That's and, pretty funny if that's true. 
Likewise, the House and Senate have agreed to focus strongly on the very substantial voter fraud which took place in November 3rd's presidential election. And that tweet is actually this claim about election fraud is disputed. He's got the Twitter <laughs> dispute. That's funny. It is so funny. I mean, oh I'm God. assuming they still, you know, they're still going to have that guy. awful thing that people are worried about the, uh, you know, you could be jailed for streaming illegal content or whatever. So this judge, Judd Deere is deputy assistant to POTUS and White House deputy press secretary. So you'd think he knew he would know what he's talking about. Here, I'll retweet it. You can check it out on my my Twitter thread. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Section Two Thirty should be changed, but there needs to be a Something look has at to be done at whether Twitter and Google still get its protections. There needs to be some classification because there definitely are editorializing very strong. Hell yeah, and, and that was never the intention of Two Thirty protection whatsoever. So there needs there needs to be some change. It can't just go on the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking crazy fraud dispute thing is just, it's surreal. I guess, I mean, the the reason Doug can do his copium videos is because they put that little disclaimer on it. They're like, knock yourself out. They They definitely know what's going on, that people are just, have certain intuitions that they want to see fulfilled. They're like right. political pornographers, basically. Uh, oversized Trash Panda for $5 says, show me on the doll where Uncle Jeffrey buried his treasure. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I was thinking the same thing. That's terrible. I didn't want That's to terrible. admit it, but since someone else admitted it. I'm... Uh, James Humble for $10 says, I need some free will indulgences to compare the Romanian buyer's remorse that V sells. What? V selling buyers remorse? I, yeah. Well, look. Here at PSA Sitchin Friended, we're selling free will. Okay. Mm -hmm. And look, if you're just asking me, I think free will is a lot more valuable than buyers remorse. That's just me. So yeah. here you go, James. Here's your 10 free units of free will. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, Nathan <laughs> gave us $2. Check, <laughs> check my Twitter DMs. Yeah, he... He told us he has a very long thing. Thank you for looking this up, Nathan, about the yeah. about the priest stuff, which is pretty crazy. I'm very shocked that that's true. I'm also surprised. I guess I'm, I'm not surprised Alan Dershowitz knows about this. I guess if he had some case or something about it, I guess. That makes of course sense. he knows. But, we know why he knows about it. I know. I, you, you, you can say it. He goes to the priest all the time. He's like, I'm yeah, Jewish and convert. I go to the I go to the Catholic priest. Yep. Uh, 95 Key for $5 there. says, in honor of your upcoming comic, I shall prove my right to be a villain in a perfect world by pirating it. Oh, Super Villains Anonymous would be proud. Terrible. Wow. Don't do that. Wow. Don't do that. That is pretty wow. villainous, but don't do that. Uh, Thunderson4228 for $5 says, Merry Christmas to Adam and Happy Hanukkah to Sitch. Hope you two had a great holiday season. Thank you, Thunderson. I you did. too. Spectacular. No complaints. No complaints. That's true. Uh, CS for $5 says, You can't deny it, boys. If you were accused of a crime, you'd want Dersh in your corner. The man is a legend and is a moral paragon. I don't know about moral paragon, but I would 100% want Alan Dershowitz to be my lawyer if I was accused of anything. <laughs> he's No one's saying that he's not really good at his job. 
I wanted yeah. to make an eye claim. He would have the advantage in my case of defending an innocent man because if That's I was true. in trouble for anything, it would be something I didn't actually Obviously do. you didn't do it, right. Yeah. I don't know that That's I true. could afford Dershowitz though. I I feel like I'd be saddled with the public defender and I'd be like in jail. Maybe he'll take you pro bono. Yeah, I don't know. After this podcast, it's not looking likely. <laughs> Uh, Hummer Eduardo Rodriguez Medrano for two dollars says Sitch Titanfall Two is on sale on Origin at nine ninety nine. Oh, look at that! Trying to that you must. That's a must. You must do it. Mm -hmm. The multiplayer is very fun. Yes. I I don't. I guess it's nine ninety nine. I guess I gotta buy it, guys. That's the rule, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, X Hammer X13 Thor for $10 says, I will still hold the line that most Arab countries, oh God, <laughs> that most Arab countries are uh, blank holes. It's censored. I didn't censor it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by many and all measures, in reference to your age of consent conversation and everything as well. And S class is best class. <sighs> Thank you. He that meant shitholes. That's what he meant to say. <laughs> I imagine he said they're shithole countries. Uh, buddy X Hammer X13 Thor for another five dollars. Thank you, Hammer says. Uh, FYI, YouTube forced me to censor the shithole word. Oh, okay. What oh. a bunch of betas insulting words against these cunts. Can't say the c word. Betas. That is pretty silly. That like it should give me the option as the channel owner to say like, oh, censor my super chats or don't censor them. Right, but I don't have any option like that. It just does it. Yeah. They they, they must have done that. Wasn't there some debacle? It was. And they must have d- done that because of Ethan Ralph. Because remember, there was that debacle where like they were raising money for some. Oh yeah, I do. Charity. Yeah. And then people were complaining bad because news. some of the super chats said like the N word or something yeah. else, and then they very bad. Where like the Hopefully weird situation where they're like, well, we're going to take the money away. It's like, well, they're giving it to charity, so. That probably made the problem is what sparked YouTube to automatically censor super chats, unfortunately. Yeah. That was a cluster thing. Yep. X Hammer 13 Thor for another five dollars. Thank you again for even more money. Says Adam is incorrect because he's assuming in his state that they're monetized. You now make monies off of uh avids. Oh, YouTube now makes money off of vids, even if your channel isn't monetized. Yeah, that's crazy. His that. channel's monetized though. Doug's, yeah, I would imagine. Monetized, yeah. Because he takes super chats, so you know they're monetized. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. YouTube's getting sued for that, which is not surprising. And I would not be really? surprised if they lose that. Yes. For monetizing other videos? Yeah. For for demonetizing channels, but then monetizing the videos on the channels. As they should. And uh, <sighs> I, I mean, think, it's your I think work. there's a video where uh, Viva Fry talks about that. And it does seem very illegal, to, like the way they went about doing it. But it's sad. Uh, Alex cares for five dollars. Says, "I see now. Adam's haircut was to hide his new glasses." There you go. My old glasses. I have two pairs of glasses that I go back and forth from. The Adam lore. The Adam lore. These are my social <laughs> justice detective glasses. So. The opinionated one for two dollars says so did the streaming copyright law pass too. I guess it did. I guess it did pass. It must have, because it was part of the bill. And I don't think they didn't change they couldn't change anything because Congress wasn't in session. So what is the streaming copyright thing? They I'm trying to remember. Someone in the chat probably knows better than I do. I thought what they, mm. they thought they upped 
the penalties you could get for streaming copyrighted material to like including jail time or something. Hmm. But someone in the chat can tell us. Uh, Chris Hilfrado says, I changed my Twitter name to Black Lives Matter, our terrorist back in June 3rd. I only got banned last week. Where is the line? True. See, I would say that that is uh, that's Section 230 violation. That's editorializing right there. That's all totally. they do is editorialize. Do. It's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine crazy, if, if you couldn't pick up the phone and bitch about Black Lives Matter because your telephone carrier would cut you off? Oh, I'm I sorry. know. You're engaging in wrong think, please. You're no longer a customer at AT&T. They're already trying to do that. There was like with some of the banks were trying to make it so you can have accounts. Some people. Yeah. PayPal. Yeah. PayPal. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Wow. There there does need to be a change. Some sort of 230 change. The signal that companies can't just do this. Yeah. There has to be a line somewhere. Woke I think we're already way past that line. So. Utter nonsense for three dollars says this guy was Epstein's lawyer. He looks a little quote suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. Better watch out. Nah. Trump is using a pocket veto, so the bill will die and streaming law won't go through. I thought that's not that's not true though. He signed it. He so signed it. it. Yeah. You pocket veto is when you veto don't is? sign it and it just there sits you on your exactly. desk forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You forget about it. This is Sitch's MO right here. Someone says um, pocket vetoes all the time. Uh, that's true. That's hundred percent true. Uh, so Chris in the chat said the streaming copyright will be a felony. They're upgrading it to be a felony. What is stream? I wish I knew what it was. If you stream copy, you know, like when you streamed um, the the movie because you're dumb, we'd be guilty of a felony for that Adam dumb would mistake. Be guilty of a felony, yeah. How dare you? Really. I've done, I've gotten a bunch of copyright strikes, so yeah. But this yeah. is new. Oh man, that's crazy! So you're yep. not going to be able to use movie clips and stuff like, like most of the copyright stuff is some movie clip. Well, right? no, because I think I mean technically you could argue like if I was ever that sued because I use movie clips, I would argue that I mean it was definitely fair use in the way that I use it. Right, but you're going like fair use or a felony. That's pretty. That's pretty hefty. crazy. I know. Felonies criminal. crazy. Like they're making it criminal. I know. Someone says up to 10 years in prison for illegally streaming. That's fucking psychotic. Jesus. <laughs> 10 years in prison. That's really stupid. That's really stupid. What kind of asshole? What kind of... This is... I... I wish that you, there was a way to find out like who inserts what into these fucking bills. There needs to be some responsibility here. Like what, what fucking shithead in Congress inserted this provision into this bill? It is some copyright attorney. Someone, someone getting yeah. money from one of these big, uh, you know, Disney or something, some yeah, fucking big Disney. streaming or site that makes a bunch of money with their movies and TV shows. Yeah. The companies that edit the bills and format the bills, I bet they have like a shitload of lobbyists there. They're inserting shit. They're like, they never read this stuff. Let's just put whatever <laughs> we want in it. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I don't think it's a company that formats the bills. I think it's I'm their, certain like, staff there that has does to it, be. No, they have all the staff that does all that shit. What do you think? They have like a Word document that they're. Yeah. No, come on. 
No. Okay. No, they have some company that does it. I don't know about that. Uh, tech. <laughs> I pull right, it up on my Google Docs. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I got the spreadsheet out. OJ Simpson. Hey, OJ Simpson donated $1. Said, yo, Sitch, I'd love to give Among Us a stab. Hit me up. Something tells me I'm be pretty good at it. Yeah. There you go. I don't think OJ would I think OJ would be terrible at Among Us. Everyone would immediately suss him. Yeah, I know it'd be OJ every time. OJ. I was just doing tasks, guys. That's so weird. Isn't it weird that you can watch a funny comedy movie and you could see a, a murderer in them? Yeah. Airplane? Weird. It is weird. Not airplane. The Naked Gun movies. Oh yeah. Same same director. Yeah, Yeah, same guys. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, Nils for five dollars says, "Just want to say that Sitch's opinion on Akira is incorrect, at least technically. Although everything Adam said about other shows and movies makes me firmly S class still. Keep up the good work. I I want to know what you two think of the old Muppet films. So I'll re ask Adam when he gets back, because I actually." have some opinions on the old Muppet films. Uh, CT for $1.23. Stop giving us money, CT. says, Merry Christmas, nerds. Enjoy your gifts. Hey, you said, CT, don't buy us presents, so I signed the card from Steph. Loopholes. Sucks to suck. Come on. I was not going to get you guys something. Look at CT. Find, find little... She hired Alan Dershowitz to figure out a way to give us money. Finds the loopholes. Stop it. Stop it. Harker Hayes for 345. Harker, don't give me money. To, you guys need to stop giving me money. Okay. Everyone else can give me money, but you guys can't give me money. It says, here you go, champ. I know you enjoyed your present. Here's a little extra so we can start up on our loaded <laughs> on our loaded dreidel betting ring and rake in the cash. Happy Hanukkah, you filthy schmucks. Thank you, Harker. Uh, CT for another 456. Stop it. Stop it. Stop giving, stop giving us money. So see what we did there. I donated one, two, three, and Harker did four, five, six. I didn't notice that. Come on. This took some effort. Minimal effort, but not but effort nonetheless. And then Harker donated another seven, eight, nine. Says, I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. Sitch 2020. Now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that's an actual Sitch quote. I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. I'm pretty sure that actually happened. That's a Dershowitz quote. And it's also a Sitch quote. Oh, good. Uh, But to go back, first of all, I'm shaming CT and Harker for donating all this money to us. Shame. Yeah, you should. Shame, shame. They shouldn't be donating. Come on. Uh, But I'm going back to Nil's question. He says he wants to know uh, what we think of the old Muppet films. I love them. I love them. Yeah. Really? Even though they're singing, I did Even love the singing, it has singing the, in it. Yeah, the Muppet movie with the singing. Yeah, that's. I guess that's one musical that I did love. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, got okay. the the original one has the Rainbow Connection song in it. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> I love that song. I listen to that song all the time. Uh, yeah, I I love. I've seen the first two, which are really good, and then I saw and then. But my favorite, I've seen Christmas Carol, which is good. But my favorite, of course, my childhood favorite Muppet movie was Muppet Treasure Island. That's the best one, in my yeah. opinion. So. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's saw, a good one. I, rem- I still remember the joke from the Muppet movie where 
Kermit is riding a bike, and he goes, "Look, mm-hmm. mom, no hands." And then Fozzie's standing on the seat. He's like, "Look, mom, no brains." <laughs> like he's doing <laughs> the total acrobatic trick. Such a good joke. Ah, yeah, good movie, great movie. It's good. Muppets yeah. good. Muppets good. The new I didn't like the new one very much. There's a new one. There uh, were two new ones. I didn't see the second new one. I saw the first new one. It was really weird because it had, I forget the guy's name. It had this guy in it and there was like a weird human Muppet in it too. And it was very like clearly a self insert Muppet character. What? Anyway, <laughs> like it was thing? super weird. It was like, why is this in the movie? Like, what? It's very strange. It was like a cat girl Muppet. No, that oh. would be awesome. I saw Tenet. Did you see Tenet yet? I haven't seen Tenet. Oh. Is that the um, Inception movie? Yeah, it's Christopher Nolan, obviously. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have to, a lot of thinking happens. <laughs> Some of it, I, I almost put it on because we had rented it. And I almost put it on again because I... Mm-hmm. Like time travel is a puzzle for me that my mind loves to noodle on. So, oh, the time travel movie. It is. There is. I know nothing about it. What's there is a time travel element to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't want to give any spoilers away, but people seem to either love it or hate it. So I thought Hmm. it was good. I mean, I was entertained and interested, and we'll probably go back for seconds sometime to try it. there's a couple scenes that are just amazing and i want to hmm. f- i want to figure them out how they work like i've yeah. still never seen interstellar interstellar's pretty good i like interstellar yeah because i don't know i just thought i thought inception was like okay but like really overrated uh what was overrated inception inception yeah i, I mean like it wasn't inception. bad but People are like, this is the best movie ever. Oh my God, blew my mind. I'm like, okay, I guess. Uh. You're such, you're so, oh, so dour. That's true. I got to be positive. Let people love their movies, sis. I'm not saying they're wrong for liking it. I'm just saying I didn't like it that much. Yeah, it was okay. I remember seeing it in the theater. I've seen all these movies. Well, I didn't see Tenet in the theater because you can go to a theater. Well, I guess you could, but I just didn't go. I don't want to get the COVID. I don't want to die. I want to I watched live. Wonder Woman 1984 yesterday. I watched 15 minutes of Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> which the first scene, I was like, wow, this is actually better than the first one. And then the second scene kicked in, and I was like, I'm going to bed. This is really? I thought the horrible. first scene was so awful. What are you talking about? Oh, really? Wait, you're talking about the, the, the flashback? Is that the first scene? Yeah, yeah. You like flashback. that? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Why? Well, it was like I like that. What's that show? American Ninja Warrior. It was oh. like a, <laughs> it was like American Ninja Warrior. I could relate. So, oh, I okay. thought this so, is great. It's American so Ninja Warrior. People know what we're talking about. The opening scene to Wonder Woman 1984 is this very long, it's like a 15 minute mm-hmm. flashback of 10 year old or even younger, so very young Diane. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, and yeah. she's like doing this like weird Amazonian triathlon thing with all these, they, as you said, there's all these ninja warrior events and shit going on. 
But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this scene? Well, I don't want to spoil it for people. There is a point to the scene, obviously. It went over your head, but I kept thinking, it how a, do you the have... point? You don't know what the point is because you, you only know the point know. of the scene at the very end of the movie. Oh, well, I don't remember that part. But I <laughs> wasn't around for that part. Movie, yeah. Huh? But they're, at the end of the scene, they tell the, the point of it. I'm sure yeah, it's a callback at the end of the movie. The, the point is that at the, at the end of the... First of all... Don't I, spoil I don't think, it. It's, it's, a, it's an opening scene. I'm not spoiling uh-huh. anything. First okay. of all, it's to me, it's a very it's, but you're it's spoiling a very, the like scene. It's a very tone deaf scene, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're trying. First of all, you're trying to build up your your heroine, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes your heroine look good when she's ten oh, years I old like and heroin. she's competing a bunch against a bunch of adults and beating them in a contest of like physical ability. Because then it just mm-hmm. makes your character look like they didn't work hard. It makes them look they're just like born a Mary lucky. Sue. Yeah, it makes them look like a huge Mary Sue. I'm like. Why are we having this scene like of of Diana just kicking every, like it is so weird too because she's it's not like it's not like she's but beating she teenagers. It's not like she's a teenager. She's literally like a nine year old girl beating like twenty and thirty year olds in like a physical contest. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That part like, was totally just, ridiculous. And it looks it was so weird because you know, there's a little nine year old girl, obviously. She's like not, you know, super yeah. physical, like so they kinda have to like edit around. It just it doesn't look good. It looks so weird. It and then does, at the end, the challenges were great. And then at the, the different end, when challenges she, that they had to do. Oh my yeah, god! I guess I was they're like, neat. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I have no. I'm not. I'm not wowed by visual effects anymore. It's just like okay, they have. Whatever. They had thousands of women in these scenes, and not one guy. And I kept thinking, that's difficult to do. Like if you pointed a camera in any busy city in any direction, mm-hmm. you could not get a photo. With just one gender in it. Like, that's some major shit they pulled off there. Like, how did they just not get... There had to be guys that worked on the movie, at least. Like, all the guys out of the shot. So, Adam, I don't know if you know this. There's these things. They're called casting calls. <laughs> okay. but extras is a completely different thing, though. I know. And so they say, hey... This scene is going to take place on our Amazon island where only women exist. So only get female extras. And then the, is that the, the thing? Because I, I thought it was kind of I thought it was really sexist. It's like, oh, <laughs> in order for in order for women to be good uh-huh. at anything that it can only exist in a society where there are no men. Otherwise, the men would be better, obviously. Well, I guess if that's the implication you got from it. Sure. Yeah. It, it also, what implication it seemed, did you get from it? Well, to me, it seemed kind of like they were trying to do the Black Panther thing. They're like, mm-hmm. look, we're trying to sucker women into liking our movie because it shows like some sort of positive female society run entirely by women who are strong, independent, don't need no man. Right. But they're That's so afraid of the men that they banished him from. I mean, That's they right. got something weird going on there. Where did all the men go? But then at the end of the how scene, do they so reproduce? I kept thinking, how do these women reproduce? I don't. They don't. They don't reproduce. They're like immortal. Do they ever go into that? They do. I'm trying to remember how they said mm. Diane is born because she's not. I think she's not supposed to be born of a man or something. Well, that is usually the case, but. But um no, but then at the end of the mm. so then during the contest, little nine year old girl is somehow beating all these grown adults, all these grown mm. Amazon warriors. She's just, just defeating them all in this contest. It's so ridiculous. And then she gets knocked off her horse 
in like the dumbest Why, way you're spoiling possible. everything like a, it's just the first scene in the movie you're spoiling the movie spoiler warning i'm gonna tell you the first scene in the movie she gets knocked off her horse in like a comedy like like ridiculous way and then instead of giving up she like finds a way to like slide down this hill or something and get back on her horse and then the woman at the, and then she's about to like win the contest and the woman stops her and like you can't win the contest because you cheated or something and then she starts crying like a little child because she is a little child and i'm just seeing her like this is our like how is this flattering to her character like at all like it makes her look bad in every conceivable way this makes diane's character look bad it was such a weird scene max attack in the chat gives a 411 on how they get their babies they rape sailors <laughs> yeah it makes perfect well, so sense yeah, so in one of the comics, they rape sailors and then they kill them. And then there's a, there's a bunch of different origin stories for all this shit. Really? On, yeah. That's baller. I like they always, that. They always retcon the stuff to be different. but I like it. In the movie, I'm pretty sure they don't have children generally. I think they're all just adults in their morgue or something. I did listen to Az's view. Heels versus baby faces his channel. Mm -hmm. So I do know... So I am up to speed on how the Wonder Woman movie turned out, even though I did not watch it myself. I just watched the beginning. So and he was not a huge fan of it either. He went sort of in the direction as you, but how do you I finish a movie that's so bad? I just, I can't. Well, like, it's well here's how. It's, torture. It's, it's, well, first of all, it's easy for me to have schadenfreude, okay, and to be mm. fueled by a hatred. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm too positive for that. I well, especially like... if I think I can get content out of it. I'm thinking, am I going to make a YouTube video on this movie or not? Oh, okay. Um, but the thing that was kind of frustrating with, with Wonder Woman 1984 was that I thought, at first, I thought the premise was so stupid. And then when it sort of started to happen in the movie, I'm like, oh, this premise is actually like really interesting and cool. But then it just it's just falls apart completely. It's just a total disaster. Yeah. Like it's very clear, like the Amazon scene in the beginning, it's very clear that many scenes in this movie only happened because someone thought it would look cool if this happens. And that's yeah. it. Like there's that's no, me. that's you. <laughs> there's that's, no, that's there's all, this no... is 50% of our conversations about the comic. <laughs> that's true. At, look yeah, how this is cool our conversation this is. Adam says, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? I say no. It doesn't. It, that might look cool, but it's stupid because it means X. And then the Adam logic. Says, yeah, but yeah. Sitch, it looks cool. So, <laughs> it is funny because we had this conversation uh, just rather explicitly about how, yes. yeah, I'm the guy who just wants to do what looks cool, and sometimes logic takes the backseat <laughs> to that. But I know, I know that you can only push logic so far. Like you can't, right. you, you can, like you can push at it a little bit, but you can't, you gotta be careful not to break it. So yeah, but I don't want you guys to think that I'm, I, I ultimately you want it to have both. Like, and evidently Wonder Woman was breaking some logic all over the place. So Adam, you're like the daywalker, you're blade. Mm. Okay. Because you're born an artist, but you also have all this experience being a writer. So you like understand both worlds. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but so whoever was involved with Wonder Woman who had the editorial decisions didn't, obviously yeah. didn't understand this. Cuz they're so, so cuz they're social justice wars. They all they're all about the emotional well, resonance of the movie over the I logic. mean the movie's Listen, not the logic not is that, whiteness uh said. The movie I don't know wasn't if you know actually this. that the movie wasn't actually that woke for the most part. Okay. 
because it's actually there's a scene where one of the women is like is like uh she's getting revenge on this guy who is like mm-hmm. a cat collar but then it like more like spoilers upgrades. spoilers there's a cat collar upgrades to like like actual like assault mm-hmm. and then when she gets powerful she gets revenge on him but it's played like really negative mm-hmm. like she's going way too far with it and that oh, would not okay. be something you'd see in a woke movie and woke movie they'd be like yeah girl get him you know oh yeah yeah okay that's so cool. i don't the movie didn't come off as overly woke but let me give you the perfect example. Here's the spoiler. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Diana and and Captain Kirk have to fly somewhere, okay? Mm-hmm. And they they somehow somehow she has access to a jet magically. I don't know. Remember? I don't think they Captain even explain Kirk it. is in this movie. I like it. Crossover. Captain yeah, he was in the first one. He uh, so she has a invisible jet. That's like in the comic. But yeah, but wait a minute. So, so they, they find this jet and he's going to fly it. And then, you know, of course, as they're flying the jet, the people have like radar on the runway and they're like, oh my God, someone's stealing a jet and all the police and shit come. And then Diana just says, oh, I've been studying how to make things invisible. And you're like, what? And she just touches the airplane and it makes it invisible. <laughs> okay. And you're like, you just, what the you fuck? You just crumpled up the fucking logic. And you just <laughs> like, fucking threw it out the window and lit like, it on fire. This has never been established. It never comes up again in the movie that she has uh, the power to make fucking anything invisible, apparently. Doesn't come up in in Justice League. Because remember, this takes place in the 80s. Justice yeah. League takes place after this. Um, but then it gets oh, even worse. Because then when they're flying the invisible jet, which... If it was just a reference to the comic, it'd be really fucking stupid, but you'd be like, well, it's just some dumb reference that they just shoehorned in, which is bad enough. But it gets worse Mm -hmm. because then as they're flying, Captain Kirk sees fireworks in the distance. And he's like, what are those? She goes, those are fireworks. She goes, oh, of course. How did I forget? Today's the 4th of July. This has never (laughs) been mentioned in the movie. Oh but it's my just the fourth of july oh my and then, god and then captain kirk takes the invisible plane and they literally fly through the fucking fireworks and i'm like wow i'm not a pilot that's maybe gotta I'm look wrong. cool though i can't like I'm i kind of want to see this movie now i'm not a pilot guys maybe i'm wrong but i'm assuming it's not a great idea to fly a plane through literal fucking explosions and fireworks okay just a thought I'm just thinking that's probably not a good idea. And it, that's why they did it. They did this entire stupid sequence. Diane can make things fucking invisible. It's also conveniently the 4th of July. And also you can fly planes through fireworks. All this contrived bullshit. The logic of the story is thrown in the trash can just so they can have a stupid sequence of a plane that's invisible flying through fireworks. Because it looks cool, guys. I've seen that picture everywhere. And I kept thinking... How is this in the movie? Like, it's in the trailer. This... It's in the trailer because you how see that shot. And you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" In this... Yeah, I was looking for. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I found the picture. Oh, nice. It's... And that's like that's the perfect encapsulation of the movie. There's so much. It's disappointing because the actual the the bad guy premise I think is actually really interesting. A really cool like idea for a bad guy. But there's so much dumb shit in it that's just oh, this would be cool if this happens, and you're like, oh my god. Who was the writer on this? Yeah. So they broke um, our rule. They broke our big rule of set up payoff, set up payoff. Oh, it, can't was like, it, was pay a, it was a comic book writer set. who was involved in this, like a famous comic book writer. 
can't. It's that can't. G that G off guy, that Jeff guy, whose name looks like G off, but it's spelled it's pronounced Jeff. G off, huh? Jeff. Anyways, that was my Wonder Woman. I might make a video on it. I'm not sure, but. Oh, so that's why. Here's here's the scene. I was I looked at the scene and I thought, what what is happening here? Why was this in the movie? I don't get it. <laughs> now that you've told me how it's in the movie, it makes it even worse. It's there's a lot of scenes like that where you're like, oh, like why is this happening? Just because it looks cool. Yeah. And honestly, the scene didn't even look that cool. <laughs> like the visual didn't even look that cool. It doesn't look that cool. I think I've made better fireworks videos than this. You have that <laughs> in my backyard. You have. I need to get some Wonder Woman uh, action figures. Sounds like I could. This is something I could reenact. I could improve on. <laughs> Look, Steve Rogers having sex with Wonder Woman. There you go. <laughs> oh no, they're getting too close to the TNT. I would Steve they... Rogers Wonder Woman. That'd be a fun pairing. Can they? Uh, can they? Oh yeah, Steve Rogers. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Steve Rogers, Captain America. Do you want to know another spoiler? Should I, should I give another spoiler? Does anyone care? I don't think anyone cares about the spoilers. People in the chat said spoil away, but... J.J. Cheeker just spoiled it too. So fun fact, Chris Pine, who, his his consciousness is like possessing another man's body. Yeah. And it's never like... The moral question of that is never brought up in the movie. Ever. Yes. That he just stole and hijacked a person's body. Like, it's so weird. Right. Like, our, our heroine... Our fucking hero is never like, well, maybe it's wrong for you to like steal someone's fucking body. Like, I don't know. Yeah, totally. When she when she shows up in the next movie and she's pregnant and he has like Amazonian syphilis, do they ever address that? Does does the guy, the stolen body guy, go, oh, she's like, you're my son's father. Well, I'll, I'll, well I'll I have Amazonian one. syphilis. I'm going to give one final spoiler. Okay. This is like the ultimate continuity error. Oh, oh God. I hate continuity errors. So at the end of the movie, Diane learns to fly. Oh, she should have learned that at the beginning of the movie. What's all this rope nonsense? But wait a minute. There's already movies that take place in the future called Justice League. Oh, and she can't fly. Where she's not fucking flying. <laughs> so what the fuck? You can't do that. What does she forget to fly in tw like in the twenty years? She just had amnesia and forgot she could fly. At least tell me she has to flap her arms. No, I want to see some flapping arms. There's arm no flight. arm flapping. She she lassos clouds to get up high, and then she lassos an airplane, and then she jumps up, and then she lassos clouds, and then she just learns to glide with magic somehow. Yeah. I, yeah. The magic stuff. The magic stuff really gets me. I don't like that magic stuff. I don't have a problem with magic, but it has to be set up. Yeah. She can't just do whatever the fuck she wants. Like It's got to be rules. Incanta incantations yeah, exactly. must be spoken. Harry Potter had all sorts of crazy magic shit, but it all had rules yeah. and stuff you had to follow. Yeah, to you some gotta extent. get stuff. You got to get raw materials for these potions. Right can't just wish upon a cloud and lasso lightning and shit i don't know it's crazy i can tell Anyways. this movie really triggered you you should watch tenet and really just clean the palette with some good 
confusing time what travel. You, where did you see it on? What platform? Uh, my wife rented it from Redbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Love Doctor 69 all day for 150 says, often the reason that a guilty person goes free is that the prosecution tries to go for an extreme charge. If a judge is to rule that a person deserves such a strong charge, there can be no doubt. Think of cases like Casey Anthony or Chauvin. That's true. That is true. Yes. Yeah. They go true. too far. Overzealous prosecutors. Far. So often they do it for completely political reasons too. Yeah. They want to get reelected or move up the food chain. They want to be mayor yep. of the city. No one can say I'm soft on crime. Yeah. It's not yes. my fault. See, but that, and that's also gross. A lot of prosecutors, the way overcharge just to help their own uh, standing in society. And then they'll, and then they'll say, well, it's not my fault. It's the judge's fault. It's, it's they'll do the inverse of what uh, Alan Dershowitz is doing. Say, it's not my fault. It's the judge's fault. It's the defense attorney's. It's the jury's fault. It's everyone else's fault for, uh, you know, not finding him guilty. I got to admit, I blame Sitch a lot. Now I'm feeling not so good about that. <laughs> It's always his fault for everything. That's true. There Not me. I would never do anything. Mm -hmm. uh, contrast for $3.80 says, Sitch, you bigot. Would you save Hitler if he was on your operating, operating table? No. Would you save Sam Hyde? I'd save Sam Hyde. Happy 2020, guys. Thank you for the entertainment. Hopefully the Civil War doesn't get you next year. Be a squall. Yeah, hopefully. We're not going to have the Civil War is off, okay? It's off. The, the Civil War was canceled prematurely. Trump will win in Minecraft. <laughs> That's why Civil War is off, because Trump will win in Minecraft. Yes. Uh, Christopher says, Merry Gentle Hanukkah, everyone. Oh, my God. Stoke the ovens. <laughs> Charge up the time machine and bend over for our incoming Chinese overlords. On the topic of lawyering and moral ethics, I highly recommend the book and film drama Presumed Innocent. Very good presumed innocent i don't think i've ever seen that that sounds so it sounds so familiar that i feel like i have seen it I'm, i might have seen it is there like a scene where a woman spreads her legs open uh no i don't think that's the movie adam maybe oh it's got uh harrison ford in it yeah han solo's in it oh i have seen this movie because i remember the the end yes i have seen presumed i remember it being good it has a twist ending so i don't read the plot i love twist endings there you go i love endings with a twist like when uh, someone Genos can fly suddenly <laughs> like someone can just magically fly and then somehow yeah. 20 years later in the next movie they they can't fly yeah. Well, maybe it was a dream. Maybe they opened the next movie up with it. She had oh, a dream. You're right. Maybe it was all a dream. Yeah. The whole movie. Thank goodness. Well, it's also even worse because let's just say the planet goes through a Thanos level event and then like no one's changed. You'd think like society would be forever changed from that, right? But mm -hmm. apparently not. Yeah, you get over it quick. You get over it. Uh, Genos Coon for $5 says, here's some Christmas money, guys. Thanks. Uh, great job this year. My favorite episode was either the Nick Cannon or the first Kyle Rittenhouse stream. What about you? Ooh, that's I, a tough one. That's a tough one. I think the Nick Cannon one's probably. That was a top-tier episode. I mean, we did our Vosh-Sargon debate, which was pretty epic. That's obviously so. not my favorite episode. I don't think that's Adam's favorite episode. Well, you kept you kept dipping out, but... I don't know. I We were talking... 
I mean, I think it's the one, the one video where Vosh is just completely unhinged. I don't know. It's true. Yeah. Step in the right direction. I like. Anyway, I mean, I, I, I liked. I liked all our guest videos. I liked when we talked to Hell yeah, Aiden Paladin. Eve. I liked when on. we talked yeah. to Sean. I liked when we talked Sean to Aiden Paladin. Yeah. I liked Steve when we talked to the Surfs. I liked, yeah, Surfs was when, great. I liked whenever Sargon came on. Hell yeah. We had that one stream. I don't even remember what the topic was. We're like fucking everyone came on. Sargon V. Oh, uh, <laughs> I Taku. Yeah, I, like I don't great. know. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about, but like everyone fucking came on stream for some reason. I think it was our hundredth episode. I think that's why. Maybe that's what it was. People Maybe. jumped in like crazy. We didn't beat Mahler. Uh, but oh nope. well. Still that was fun. Janos Kuhn for another $5 says, make some merch with enlightened mottos to get people of opposing views to agree. For example, taxation is wage theft. <laughs> That's funny. You can even unite commies and Nazis with Jews get the bullet. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa, I don't know about that last one. Yeah, I can't uh, the imagine. The Sitchin Adam show does out. not endorse violence. Don't ban us. Yeah, I don't know about the last one. You put I, that in the, the super chat. <laughs> I think CT is going to take over doing some merch for us. So cool. We're, we're going to show, like, during our art and stuff, we'll offer that stuff on merch as well. OJ Simpson for another $1 said, I got the same problem, Adam. People always think I'm lying when I'm telling the truth. That's the reverse problem. People always think I'm telling the truth when I'm lying. Exactly. Uh, General's Coon for $1 says, here's my, oh, no, I read that one. Uh, Very Dead Horse for $3 says, what What the age of consent in Saudi Arabia doesn't exist? It's almost like they take their morals from a warlord that raped a nine-year-old. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, why am I sober? $1 says, uh, we are all now felons according to the $600 stimulus bill. If you've pirated a movie, the government now will have the authority to press charges or fine you. That's fucking crazy. That For pirating crazy. movies? That's what it is? That's a felony now? I thought it was, well, I thought it was streaming movies. But I'm not Maybe they sure. mean streaming like streaming. It could be both. It could be both. Huh? They're, so they're still fighting that war. I, I mean, I don't pirate a lot of movies. I imagine kids do all the time, though. No, I don't pirate movies either. Well, you're you're not necessarily a kid, but now anime. I mean, I would never do that. <laughs> porn. I would always get my porn legally. Uh, Let me wrench for one dollar. Says there's two crimes that priests have to report if if confessed to have been done: <laughs> abuse of children and abuse of the elderly. Really that true? That doesn't seem to be what Nathan told us. I mean, specifically the abuse of the children thing. <laughs> History should... <laughs> shows that that one's not true. I don't know if they were joking. Uh, Rob Dockrafidar says, have you guys seen the debate... Oh, I read that one. Between Dershowitz and Norman Finkelstein on Democracy Now! Nope, I'm going to actually check that out after the stream. That sounds interesting. Dershowitz seems like a debater, a good debater. Yes, he loves that stuff. Yes. That's why I started listening to his podcast, because he does... Is it interesting? Yeah, it's totally interesting. He gives his what take on, on current events. Uh, I watch, I listen to it on the podcast app. Just oh. look it up, The Dersh Show. But the I only, Show. 
I only so he does half the show is him taking call-in questions, but I don't listen to the call-in questions because a lot of times they're just they're not as interesting as his take. So, right, it's all dependent on the question. Sure, it is. Yeah, and sometimes people really are just there to like hear the sound of their own voice get their message out there yeah exactly they're not really even asking a question right this is the way you should feel about this just like me (laughs) okay uh why am i sober for one dollar says you guys read al albert pike's three world war letters from 1871 he perfectly outlines the beginning and ending stages of the three world wars Excuse me. We are currently in the beginning stage of World War III. They are sending atheists and, and nihilists to provoke social cataclysm. That sounds true. That doesn't sound. I mean, I've never. I haven't read Albert Pike's letters. I don't think that. I don't think we're on the precipice of World War III. Unless World War III is going to look so different, it's not going to be like World War II. I mean, I think we could be the precipice of massive information internet spy warfare maybe we're already doing we're already probably in that right now yeah totally we're in that Um, we're involved in that i just don't know if there's going to be another hot war between major countries unless there's some i think i've said this in the past the only way that i foresee there being a hot war between major countries in today's climate is if some resource that's incredibly vital suddenly like becomes scarce, like water, some sort of precious metal that you need for computers or something. Putting that aside, I don't really think there's going to be like a planes dropping bombs on each other. Yeah. What would be the purpose of a shooting war? I don't know. Cause they wouldn't gain anything from it. I went back. I, I was trying to think of the one species show was in 2020, but it wasn't October no. 6, 2019. Over Dude. a year ago. I know. Dude. Come on. That show was great. That was a good show. That was a good show. Very fun. Dude. Some other guy wants to, that Jangles guy wants to come on and yell at us. Okay. We can, we can yell at get yelled at by Jangles. I don't know. What, what does he want to yell about? I don't know. I have no idea. Ask him what he wants to be on us about. Yeah, what do you want to yell at us about? I'm curious. <laughs> oh, my God. Should we have Isaac on or would that be bad? We can if you want. I mean, I'm sure he'd come on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to subject him to, <laughs> to that. What do you mean? Just I mean, he's already, he's talking about like your you know the chat on the much smaller live stream already. Yeah, he gets a little triggered. Yeah, that's the fun part though. Well, fun for us. I don't know if it's gonna be fun for him. Is there a cricket in your room? No. Okay. Oh, there is actually, but it's outside. You can hear that. You got cricket? like a little pet cricket going. You Listen can hear that. Him. Yeah, I can hear. It. Another. I mean, they're outside. You can hear through the windows and the walls. Wow, you got some loud crickets. I would evict oh, those crickets. These are actually not so bad. There's one type that fortunately I haven't heard in a while that are awful. Like instead of making that little like crick, 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 it's like one continuous like crick, 
works. It's like the worst fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. I was like, what is this horror? It's like a this cicada. horrible sound. Is that what it is? A cicada? I don't know what it is because I've literally gone out at night with a flashlight to find and kill them. And you can't because where I live, the grass is so spongy that like you'll find the spot where you think it is. And if you step on it, it doesn't matter because like the grass is so spongy. They're like really deep in it. So I actually had to flush them out with like water or like a hose and then step on them. <laughs> but it's I at would, night. So I can't, I don't know what it is that I'm stepping. It's just some bug. I would watch that video. The me I, trying to find yeah, crickets at like midnight <laughs> around my and house. Stop them. Yeah. Let's stop them. Yeah. All right. Holy guys. cow. This is a tutorial on how to kill loud crickets. First, we you need a garden a... hose and a flashlight and a broom. We watched Carjackers for Jesus last year for our last year's show. I'm walking down memory lane here, guys. There I should you go. share my window here. Uh, CT for $1 and one cent says, don't tell us what to do. Fight me in, in real life. She keeps donating money. What are we going to do? Well, she's falling, for our, she's falling for our trick. Our reverse psychology is working. That's right. We're our getting, reverse psychology. We're getting, ri we're getting rich here. You. We're saying don't donate money in order to get you to donate money. Ha! Parker <laughs> fall for other $3. Oh, she fell for it. She fell for it. Says, stop trying to fix us with a mad face. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't try to fix you. Please Never. stop donating. Don't donate any more money, please. Stop donating to us. Wink, wink. Stop it. Oh, man. Uh, Vagabond six 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 Gmail for two. Aussie 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 says up to ten years in jail for streaming copyright. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's that is crazy. Insane. Disavow. Uh, Lord the nerds for ten dollars. Thank you, Lord the nerds. Says by the way, everyone has free will because the present is the only thing that exists, and both the past and the future are superpositional. It's simply how engaged they are with that free will at scales. Hmm. Yeah, I think that kind of goes along with our take on free will. This may be the first Lord of the Nerds super chat. I really agree with. Yeah, because <laughs> some people, some people, yeah, you don't, you don't have enough. You can't access free will. You don't have enough. Uh, what, what would you call it? Brain magic <laughs> to, to actually access the free will realm. I know what cicadas are, guys. But when I think of a cicada sound, I think of like that kind of like summery sound you hear at the daytime. That's like the long, like, like Ooh, that the, sound. The Count Dankula Vosh debate. That was a great show, too. That was a great show. I don't think the sound I'm describing, which is like, it's like a cricket sound, but one long continual note that just. I don't think that's a cicada. I think it's some kind of crazy cricket or something. The call-in uh, stream. Call in and argue with Sitch about Trump impeachment. That that was amazing. <laughs> Sitch Stephen, did yes. Dershowitz all the way. There Sitch you go. was but in the uh, Dershowitz was arguing for against Trump's impeachment. But Sitch was none of no one was having it. We have a lot of MAGA fans in our audience. They were like, "Fuck Sitch, <laughs> you stood up against the mob, Sitch." Right, I stood up. Against I just the played mob. Minecraft. I minded my own business. I was like, "Ooh, 
Entropic says it's called a bush cricket. I'm gonna have to look this up because I was very curious as to what bush cricket. I was very curious as to what the sound was. If you're so dating I'll a girl with a cricket in her bush, you better. That's like, a problem. Run. That's you gotta get out of there. Yeah. Definitely I think there's go. a cricket down there. <laughs> it's not. There's there's actually these like really funny like little tree frogs that I, I want to find. I've never been able to find them, but you can hear them at night. And you like if you're out walking and you get close to them, they go like, and then they'll shut up when you get really close because they want you to find you. Hmm. Fascinating. It's the crickets are really loud tonight. Wow. Yep. Swampy. That's true. Troll purpose says if I uploaded a bug stomping video, people would want foot pics. So that's a problem. Yeah, you get in big trouble for that. That's probably like a felony in the new bill. Fuck sitch. What did I do, Sapuku? What? I would never step on a frog. That's yeah, gross. No. Yeah, of course. Frogs are our friends. All amphibian life. I'm sure there's some bad amphibians somewhere. No, no, they're all good. No, okay. Uh, Stefan Holtorf for 499 says, Hey, if you guys do end up having shoe on, make sure to ask her the rotten house question. What's the rotten house question? No, no. Stefan, the rotten house. Tell question. us in the chat, in the normal chat, what the rotten house question is. I have no clue what that's even a reference to. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, Gemini79 for five dollars says, "Simps rise up. We have a right to give our overlords money. Simps are the new most oppressed <laughs> class." That is true. There you go. I'm sending these streams to the feds, Adam. No, <laughs> no, no! Don't turn us in. <laughs> don't. I, I don't know. I, I supposedly, like, I remember I was camping once and I had this little, like, tiny chicken leg. I'm like, oh, that's really good. What is this? And the guy said it was frog legs. I don't know if he was fucking with me or not, but they were, Did like, the right it? size to be frog legs. Did you eat it? Tell me. It was really it. fucking good, whatever it was. What? I don't know if it was a frog leg. It looked like a little chicken drumstick. I think he was just fucking at me. Okay. But if he wasn't, it was pretty tasty. Did it taste like chicken or frog? Tasted like chicken. How could you just not, taste like chicken? You, if it was chicken, you would know. You'd be like, "This is." It, that's what I thought it was. I said, "I thought they look like little chicken wings or little chicken drumsticks." Yeah, he's messing with you. I think you he was know just messing with me. Frog leg. Have you had frog legs? I don't even know what they look no. like. No, no, I okay. did buy quail eggs one time at the farmers market, and I was like, "I'm gonna make me a little mini, <laughs> like fried eggs." But I never, I never got the nerve to eat them. I cooked them up, and I was like, mm, "These smell funny. I don't know if I'm gonna like them." So, I say fried frog legs. Let me see if I could. Like, I never looked up what they look like to see if I could tell. Oh, don't do it. Oh, you're gonna. No, get it must have been chicken because the, fr the frog legs they have a very they have a different shape to yeah, them. Yeah, it would be weird. Oh. Come on. Yeah, you... no, I, I guess yeah, I think he was just fucking with me. Chicken has pimply skin. It's completely different. Lord Pimply of the Nerds says groundhog is better. Lord of, you've eaten groundhog? Groundhog? I didn't even oh. know that was an animal people ate. Pigeon meat spaghetti for the win. Oh wow. Lord of the Nerds has some exotic taste. Jesus. Uh, Gemini <laughs> says he had frog once and it tasted like chicken and it was tough. Oh, tough. Go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, it makes sense. They're very, I assume they have muscles because they jump all around all the place. Yeah. Uh, Stuck for two dollars says, so you're saying Wonder Woman 1984 is Mulan 2020. Uh, oh, someone yeah. else said that. I don't know if it was you, Stug. Someone said that uh, when we were playing Jackbox. I don't remember who it was because I'm a terrible person and I don't remember people's names. Titanfall 2 is what we're going to play but, uh, next. And Sitch is going to remember all your names. Just to, I actually, I don't know. I haven't seen Mulan. It, it, I thought that I, it didn't seem like it was because the concern, the, the criticism with Mulan was that like, she had the power inside of her all along. And it's just about like letting go. She's being had to be Elsa from frozen, which wasn't really like a message necessarily in wonder woman, but uh, the whoop man for five Canadian says an hour back, but just want to get my free will something, something S class 18, but really Celsius class for life. Oh, boo. 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 I like Celsius. Was it you, Sasquatch? Was it you telling me about Wonder Woman? But boo. No, it wasn't you, Sasquatch. It was not. I'm pretty sure it wasn't you, Sasquatch. But boo. Celsius boo. is shit. Can't boo the fans. Can't boo the fans. I can boo Celsius. Get You're out terrible. of here. Terrible. Fahrenheit is the superior temperature. Okay. Measurement yeah. system. Bigot. Fahrenheit for life. Bigot. Gaggle, man. <laughs> Even though I love his avatar because it's it's Abe Lincoln from Clone High wearing oh, yeah. the, the oven mitts when he's going to touch Cleopatra's nipples. Ooh. Just pretty funny. Nipple touching is always yep. fun. I have had alligator. It was very good, actually. But it was like spiced jerky, so I don't know how much that tastes like normal alligator. Oh, yeah. I feel like anything spiced jerky tastes good. When you got to cover it up with spices, then it's probably nasty. Uh, CT for $1 says, your reverse psychology isn't going to work. It seems like it just did. CT, yeah, it worked again. <laughs> Suckers. Sucker. Uh, Sitch, sixth. Does this mean you, me, and Harker are going to jail for streaming the terrible Grinch movie? Dibs on top bunk. Harker wants to fight me for it. She claimed it, but didn't call Dibs, so... You know what? That's fine. You got, I'll take the bottom bunk. I don't want the top bunk. You guys can have the bottom. You guys can have the top bunk. I'll take the bottom bunk. I don't want it. How do you watch movies with fans if you can't stream it? At you just the watch it in Discord. Okay. Hmm. When they say streaming, I assume they mean like publicly streaming, not like a couple people watch a movie in a Discord call or something. Yeah. I did watch for the very first time. Have you ever seen it? The Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've seen. Oh, I never seen it before. It was so awful. Really, oh, I loved it. Oh my god, Adam, what's wrong? It's so bad. It was I, so I saw, bad. So that's a Ron Howard movie. Shot. I saw it forever ago. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's so it's, weird. It's shot. I think CT pointed this out. It's shot like a horror movie or something. Like yeah, that's a great part about it. Yeah. It's so, but it doesn't make sense. Like every, there's no like angle like straight on angles they're all like dutch tilts and shit like the whole movie the camera's always yeah. like janky and tilted it's just ah, it's yeah just a that's weird great keep you movie. on the edge of your seat it's supposed to feel uncomfortable like but you're the grinch or it's something. not good and it's not funny it's just weird yeah weird i like i'm into weird weird is my uh, no Harker, it wasn't a meth gator i would never eat a meth gator i only eat shroom gators okay that's meth how you gators 
That's you don't want to eat a meth That's eater. a gator that like steals your meth and eats it. <laughs> yeah. But you want to eat those because then you get the meth. You don't want to yeah. eat that's unhealthy. You got to get the gators that eat the shrooms so you can have some nice gator steak and then you can like trip afterwards. They're really fast, those meth gators. <laughs> Zombie Squad says Sitch prefers the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie. You say it as a joke, but if I were to rate the two, I would say this the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie is better than the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. That's my hot take right there. But yes, the original cartoon Grinch movie is pretty is pretty awesome. I can't believe you don't like that movie. Isn't there like some adultery in there? I remember some other who girl like hitting on the Grinch yeah, okay. or something. So I didn't I went into the Grinch movie knowing nothing about it. I didn't know we were going to have a, a horrifying flashback with like disgusting baby Grinch puppet looking thing. And then after that, you were going to have we're gonna have adolescent Grinch played by like a midget in an like an outfit, who's like this girl is like for no reason like super like attracted to him, and then there's like the older girl who's being courted by the mayor, who's the dad from Arrested Development, and she like for some reason wants to bang the Grinch, and you're like, yeah. why? There's no reason she's for a, this. She's into furries. She's a furry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was weird. There's a lot of weird shit. In that yeah, movie. it's great. That's what's so awesome about it. all the weird. There's a lot of weird shit in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Get your freak on. Watch the Grinch. <laughs> You're so disgusted by it. Harker <laughs> says, "Is this really the hill you choose? This is the hill I choose to die on." People, people may have been mad about my Star Wars sequels versus prequels, but this is the real hill I'm going to die on. The Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie is better than the Grinch movie. I'm going to tweet that out right fucking now. You're high. I'm tweeting this out. You're high. I'm tweeting this out. The Cat in the Hat movie is awful. What are you talking about? I didn't say about? it was good. I said it was better than the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, my God. No, it's not even close. What are you talking about? The Cat in the Hat movie is incomprehensible. The Grinch, the Grinch had a plot and weirdness. Comprehensible and too, buddy. The Grinch is basically like if David Lynch made a Disney movie. It's, that is, that's incomprehensible. What it's freaky, though. Oh you know God. you want to see the David Lynch Disney movie. No, Everyone I wants to see that. I don't even like that. David Lynch. What? You don't like David Lynch? I don't like David Lynch movies. Really? Oh, I don't man. think I've seen any that I'm like, oh, I really like this movie. Lost Highway is amazing. I haven't seen Lost Highway. You should see Lost Highway. CT and, uh, says in all caps, I said that during the movie when you asked that she's a furry. That's true. CT did say that. Blue Velvet's amazing, too. What are you talking about? I haven't seen. I've, I think I've only seen like one or two. I haven't seen Call any Call me these. daddy. Call me daddy. I'm tweeting it out, daddy. guys. As soon as the stream's over, I'm, I'm first thing to do. I'm not going to eat dinner. I'm going to fucking tweet this tweet out. I'm tweeting. I'm, I'm asking. show the world what's true. I'm getting Jack to put a dislike button for the just for this tweet. <laughs> I need a dislike. I need to dislike this tweet. Lord of the Nerds for two dollars says adults ask for soda, children ask for pop. Oh, Lord of the Nerds came back with a yet another killer super chat. So fucking true. Oh, I know he's closing out the, the year with style. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. These are stylish takes. I like it. These are good. What are you doing for New Year's? Are you do you got any big plans? Well, see, normally I go uh, with a group of people and we do fireworks, but I guess that's not happening this year. Yeah, so you can't do anything with a group yeah. of people. 
I oh. guess that's not going to happen. So sad. It is sad. I know. I might have to go to bed early. <laughs> it was my first 4th of July and first New Year's without doing fireworks and shit. How lame. That's so sad. I know. Fuck 2020. Lord of the Nerd says, David Lynch is all style, no substance. Well. <laughs> well. Well, I like that. Well, it wasn't a sitch. Well, it was like a defeated well. You know? <laughs> it was. I mean, maybe. Substance is overrated. <laughs> I think I might like this new Wonder Woman movie. Sounds like it's substance. Hey. Substance it's pretty free. Substance free. It is. It is. Anyways. Oh, no. Anyways. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for your very generous super chats. Your very generous free will. Thank you all for coming with us on this journey, watching this very interesting interview uh, with Alan Dershowitz. I would highly recommend Viva Fry's channel, if you're not familiar with it. He has very interesting live streams with Robert Barnes. And also just does very interesting videos in general. Uh, so check it out. Uh, and thank you all for coming. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy New Year. And may 2021 be so much better than 2020. It's only up from here, guys. Only up. That's right. There's nowhere to go but up. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh.